Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez, and Joe Dells. And this is now episode 132. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our supporters and fans. We are so fortunate to have such a strong support group. And because of that, this episode is dedicated to you guys. We will be answering questions asked through Twitter and Instagram while also covering the biggest topics in the NFL and the NBA. So most of this episode is going to is going to be mailbag questions. We have about 19 that we're going to answer. You know, some some may be short, some may be long answers, it depends on the flow of the conversation, but we're going to have six topics for the show itself and then we'll get into the mailbag question but before that a quick patreon shout out to anthony bj pjs mario langston jazzy juice johannes ruben brian ricky e enzo sean solis sean muffins who just increased his pledge to 15 a month he is the best john sean triplet burner hoops court cousins ben mack p dot George, Hakari, Mateen, Dave Two Freedom, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua, man. Extra thankful for y'all this week. Today is Thanksgiving Eve. This is Wednesday. We're recording. This is the only episode we're going to put out this week. So we're taking Friday, Saturday off. We'll be back next week. And because of that, because tomorrow is Thanksgiving, we want to all say what we're thankful for right now. Okay. And I'll start with Riv first because Riv... <laughs> Goes first in the order of the topic. Listen, he's very excited to share what he's thankful for. He was telling us before the show, he was listing them out. And I think <laughs> I think uh, this is going to be good. So, Riv, what are you thankful for? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm thankful for my mom, my dad, my son. Shout out to podcast. You know, somebody thought you were playing about having a kid. Yeah, no, I've seen that. I was like, nah. But um, Who jokes about having a kid? Some people actually do joke about that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually like a real thing. Like how you're my son? <laughs> Sorry, that was inappropriate. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm thankful for you guys, you know, um, really? parents, grandparents, and all that, you know. So, yeah, thankful for just being alive and stuff. I was about to say, thankful for health, man. Yeah, health. Thank, scare. Thankful for the health. For real. Thankful for that do-rack, because <laughs> my son did that right now. Yo, that's yeah, not up. too thankful yeah, for that. No, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess, but yeah, I'm, I'm thankful. Stuff. Why you got the orange color? Because of the Knicks? You Knicks fan? No, that was just the one that was in my jacket pocket. Oh, okay. It's yeah. Tough. It's, Look good. Yeah, thank you. Got you. Don't do that again. What? <laughs> Pull me out on my head. <laughs> you got a little fuzzy you on your eyebrow. Thank you. Thank got you. you. Thank you. So, yeah, I'm, listen, pretty similar. I'm thankful for my mom. Thankful for my dad. Thankful for my girlfriend, Al. Shout out to her. Thankful for my brother. Thankful for my sister. Thankful for all my friends and family. Thankful for you guys 100%. Thankful for you guys. It's been a special couple of weeks, truthfully, seeing the the rising stock for the Pick Aside crew. It's been amazing, truthfully. It's been an awesome ride. Just thankful all around. Good health, good life. I can't complain at all. So Okay, Drake. Hey, thank you. Bro, he had to throw the girlfriend in there or else you would have uh, got shit from that. She doesn't even watch. She doesn't even watch. I don't even have to thank her. She wouldn't even know. She would have watched today, though. Yeah, she <laughs> better. You would have heard Look, that. We got like 1% viewership in female. It's barely her. <laughs> um, like what you guys said just going to reiterate that thankful for my friends and family obviously you guys for having me on these last couple of weeks it's been a blast doing this you know uh, good health for me my family just got a new car too so happy about that be me part two um, be me part two yeah if you know you know oh, um, yeah. and, and thankful for Joe Douglas for finally having the Jets in the right direction 
Amen. Elijah Moore. Be thankful for him too. He had a I great. Had, game. I had to throw that in there. Elijah Moore. He Elijah had a Moore. great game. I saw it live. It was crazy. He has a full on beard too. Crazy. Yo. I'm crazy. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Too. I was watching Flagrant Two, uh, the podcast with Andrew Shows, and they had Michael Irvin on there. Uh-huh. And Michael, they were talking about who's the, who the sexiest man alive is. And you Mike, saw it was Paul Tatum? Rudd. Did you huh? see that? What? Tatum. You said I mean, Tatum he's up there. Yeah. Yo, Tatum's a good Kelly Uber. All right, here we go. We're talking about men now, but I guess Kelly Uber is a good one. We too. literally talk about men. I know every show. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> Fair enough. Not how they look though. Uh-huh. Well, how they look in terms of when they play. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth. You know a lot. Thor. <laughs> I thought he was just naming guys, bro. Nah, I, don't, I don't think Chris Hemsworth <laughs> bro, I was about is to say, better than Jason Momoa. The most recent winner of The Sexiest Man Alive was Paul Rudd. What the f- Yeah, bro. Ant-Man. Tough. My my mom was Chris livid. Hemsworth has two of those, though. I yeah, just wanted facts. you to know that. But yeah. yeah, Michael Irvin was like, he was like, it's not, it ain't not wrong to admit another man is sexy. <laughs> nah, that's facts. <laughs> and you know how Michael Irvin yeah, yeah, like he, he was like, man, that's a sexy man. <laughs> and I was just dying, bro. That shit was funny as What hell. was that on? Uh, Flagrant 2, you Flagrant said? 2 pod. That's yeah, funny it was a podcast clip. It's literally one of their clips. I was the title of it. Like, they're discussing who the yeah. sexiest man alive is. He's a goon for that. That's but also, uh, what I'm thankful for, you know, for first of all, I'm, I'm thankful for how much this podcast has grown in in the last year i'm thankful for the fans and supporters of the show it really means a lot to me the people that that message me directly or message the podcast page and they talk about how much they love the show even though we get a lot of hate like don't get us wrong all you got to do is go on tiktok look at the comments and you'll see TikTok all the hate is brutal man uh i feel like the, the positives definitely outweigh outweigh the negatives and we're at a point right now where i feel like Doing this full time is a legit possibility, and that's been made because of you guys. So I'm just thankful for that. I'm thankful that I get to wake up and do what I love. I mean, we, we record three hour shows, and it doesn't feel like three hours. It feels like thirty minutes. Yeah, man. And you only do something like that if you love it. I'm thankful for my fam. I'm thankful for you guys. I love the team that we're building right now. We got Riv and Drew and Joel, John Carlos, John Tortelli, who is our. Uh, who's our editor who does an amazing job and he's very knowledgeable in basketball too. It won't be long until he's on this podcast giving his take because he really knows what he's talking about when it comes to basketball. Uh, So yeah, and I'm thinking for my cousin that's helping moderate. I'm just thinking for the team that we're building, the the fans, the supporters, my family, everything that's going great in my life right now uh, couldn't have been possible without you guys, without the fans and supporters. And it means a lot to me. And today's show is going to be a great show. Because it's Thanksgiving Eve, it's going to be a laid back show. Last episode, we did a redraft of the 2020 and 2019 NBA draft. So for this episode, we are going to do a a similar thing to that. We're going to draft players, but it's going to be NFL and it's going to be a fantasy draft. We're going to pick a quarterback, running back, two receivers and a tight end. But this time the order is going to be snake order. Because it wasn't fair that Riv had the first pick each and every time, and still he couldn't pick the best team. Oof. I had the third pick, and I had the best easy, roster. Easy, easy. Did you easy. check the comments? Yeah, not, I was a, not a single one actually said you had the best <laughs> no, yeah, team. That's yeah. a lie. No, they people did. really was messing with my team, bro. Like, I had a good team. Well, I'm glad you had the number one pick. Hey, man, don't hate now. You still choked. Still took Garland over Anthony. Yeah, but I didn't choke with Ja, so don't don't disrespect I, me. Nah, they, they gave you credit for that yeah, pick, don't too. Don't disrespect me. I have the best player, bro. I have Zion. 
No, you don't. He's the best player. You won't even play. Yeah, the best 300-pound player ever, maybe. I'll give you that. You pick THT. You have literally the worst easy. player in the line. <laughs> See, that's where I stopped the slander. All right, take it easy. We saying. still haven't figured out an order for this snake draft. Here we though. go. But we're going to figure it out right now because we're pulling out the random number generator. Did Payne Pritchard get drafted? No. Come on now. Yeah, quickly going to get drafted before him. All right, so we're doing this one through four. I'm going to sign numbers. Obviously, you're going to be one because every single time you're one, Joel, you'll be two. Joel, you'll be three. I'll be four. All right, whoever gets obviously selected first gets the first pick. I don't like this list. Random number generator. Here we go. Four. I get the first pick. What the? It's beautiful. It's, it's always yeah, something. All right, you know what? Here, we'll do it again because you know what? This is unbelievable. <laughs> this is your fault, Joel. Who, who got it? Who do you think? <laughs> who do you think? Obviously, Riv. Here we go. Two, three. So that's Joel. And and then you, of course. So I got I'll, the last I'll be pick. Last. No, I got the last oh. pick. But first or worst, whatever. <laughs> right? We're still gonna pick, though, exactly. I'm, so I'm it goes one, it. two, three, four. Nah, one, two, yep. three, four. Yep. Ooh, that sucks for you. And, and ah, the pick exactly. The I get first the, pick in the second. Exactly. Round. Double pick is lit. Lit. Ah, you're up first, bro. Yeah, All okay. right, on the clock. Call it. So Riv is up first. And I could pick right any position first. Yeah, any quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end. Okay, I got the sound ready. So, Riv has the first overall pick in this draft. <laughs> All right, for the first pick in my draft, I'm taking Kyler Murray. Okay. When I'm, when I'm, ah, with my number one pick, I'm picking my quarterback that can run, and he could throw the ball, so I'm taking Kyler Murray. But you about to say got him. <laughs> That's yeah. a great pick, obviously. We're doing quarterback, running back, two receivers? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, you don't have to pick a quarterback. You could pick any player you want first. It's it like a fantasy draft. Yeah. yeah, we're good. Word, Um. My first pick, I'm taking most explosive receiver in the NFL, someone who I don't think has a comp maybe in NFL history, Tyreek Hill. You took the, a receiver. I took a receiver first. He's the one player who can make a touchdown happen on any play. Devontae Adams is probably the best receiver in the NFL, but I don't think it's much of a debate that Tyreek's <laughs> the most explosive. Yeah, that's a fact. I got the third pick. and Zach Wilson. With my pick, <laughs> it, it's... The direction I'm going in is, is pretty obvious. I'm going quarterback. I'm going with the best quarterback in the game right now. Give me Aaron Rodgers on my squad. Okay, fair okay, enough. Okay, fair okay. enough. Fair enough. Now, are we doing this in terms of like I'm trying to build the dream team or am I trying to build the best fantasy squad? You know, dream team. Dream team. The dream team. You, Ooh, you, th- you waited three picks later to ask that <laughs> question. Yeah, because you guys want picks that obviously wouldn't be fantasy picks that I would make. Obviously, outside of Tariq. Tariq's a really solid this pick. This isn't your playground. Yeah, I know. That's why I was trying to have a little bit of fun. But here we go. Hit my music, please. All right, with my selection here. I'm actually going to go skill position. I'm going to go at the running back slot, and I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, JT's been having an amazing season, has over 1,100 rushing yards, has 13 touchdowns on the ground, two in the air. He's been amazing this season. I feel like that's a home run pick. Now you can hit my music once again. Please do me that solid. Oh, double pick. And here I am going to go with arguably the best receiver in football. I'm going Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is probably the most secure receiver in the league most consistent, has arguably the best hands, arguably, probably is the best route runner. I can't go wrong right here. I'm hitting home run picks back-to-back, JT and Devontae Adams. That's great. I have the second pick now. Let's I know. It. I thought you thought you was going to go. No, 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 no. I thought he was going to pick somebody that I wanted to pick. That's what happened. It hey. don't matter because I got the pick. And with this next pick, 
I'm going with the best running back in football, hands down. I'm going with Derrick Henry. Good pick. Good Here pick. we go. We're going to count Derrick. That's such a shame because easily that would have been mine, but I'm, I'm cool with that. Why That's didn't fine. you pick Derrick? Ah, because he's hurt right yeah, now. He's That's really it. That's it. We That's said it. we 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 took the injuries off, pre-injuries off when we See, started that, our league. That's what we I'm did. Pre-existing injuries. Yeah, pre-existing. We took it off. That's fair, obviously, but. If I'm being real, obviously, Derrick Henry's by far and away the you best. You want to change back. your opinion? No, 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 no. forget That's cool. him. That's cool. That's cool. Obviously, I'm not. I'm more than fine with JT. Listen, we're t- we're gonna talk about JT later. He's in the MVP conversation right now. He's got to be. Now with the next pick, Joel has it. <laughs> this is really t- between two players for me. Two wide receivers I'm looking at right now. One Cooper Cup is gonna be breaking possibly all the records by Jerry Rice receiving receptions, touchdowns. He's having an unbelievable season. I'm going to go with Jettis. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. Was still second year in the league. Probably a top five route runner still. He makes. He's one of the best at attacking the ball at a high point. He can make plays down the field, intermediate. He's one of the best deep route runners as well, as well as intermediate. So I'll take Justin Jefferson, even though he's not putting up as many good statistics as Cooper Cup is. I don't even want to go no more. <laughs> Are you going to take Jettis? That would just kill my whole <laughs> board. Like my whole board. All right, God, cue my music, man. All right, so you took Jettis, which kind of like deviated my plan. I think the next best thing I want to go is I'm going to pick the guy who I was going to pick after Jettis. So I'm going to take Stephon Diggs, who is still one of the best route runners in the league. He's still one of the best deep ball receivers in the league. So I'm going to take him with my pick. I would have had him and Jettis on my left and right with K1, but you messed up my list. Cue my music one more time, please. Well... Since you took that, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick a tight end early. So I'm going to take Darren Waller Ooh, with my pick. I'm going to take I'm going to take Darren Waller. I'm, I'm going to take Darren Waller. Stop it, Joel. Don't be mean to him. Don't be mean to him. It's a good pick. It is a good pick. It's a great pick. That's a, pick. That's a he's, great pick. Joel had stop Travis Kelsey. Leave him alone. Darren Waller. He's that's faster a great pick. than he is. Darren Waller's a beast. Uh, got to take Darren Waller. Got to take Darren Waller. That's all right. That's all right. Oh, I'm not upset. My team is going to be yeah. stacked. Okay. I'm, I'm up. Yeah, no, he's up. He's up. You already know who I'm taking. Oh Go inside and I'm taking the best tight end oh, in football, man, Travis crap. Kelsey. Year in and year out, he's the best tight end. He has, what, six, 7,000-yard seasons back-to-back, and he's going to go on break a ton of records for tight ends. Real quick, we don't have to get into a big debate. Do you guys think he's better than Gronk all time? No. No. I think the Super Bowl, this past Super Bowl, signed and sealed that he can't pass him. Okay, because the longevity he's got, he's going to beat him in all he the is. career statistics. He is. He is. hasn't been as dominant at his peak, but no. he's right up there, so I'll take Travis Kelsey. And I just think on a head-to-head basis, they Mahomes and Kelsey had a chance to surpass both of them, and they got blown out. And now I'm up, right? Yep. Okay, this uh, made it tough because I'm looking here, and, and I got a lot of good options. So I'm going to get a receiver off the board right now. And I'm going with DeAndre Hopkins. I know that he's hurt right now, but he's still a top three receiver in football when healthy. And having a trio of Rodgers, Henry, and D-Hop, I think, is very, very dangerous. All right, hit my music, because it's an absolute miracle that this guy got here. Listen, regardless of my feelings towards this individual, I'm not dumb, ultimately. I understand who's the best when they're all... when. They're clicking on all cylinders. That's unfortunately Patty Mahomes. This guy's a freak of nature. Obviously broke into the league his sophomore season through for 50 touchdowns. Next season repeated that with a Super Bowl championship. Can't go wrong with this pick. You got 
Obviously, JT, we got Devontae Adams, and now we bring in Mahomes. Arguably number one across the board at each position, so I'm sitting pretty. You can play my music one more time, please. Okay, now this is where things get interesting, because obviously some good wide receivers have been taken off the board. (sighs) I am actually going to go with Cooper Cup. Obviously, Cooper Cup's having an amazing season. He's leading the league in, in receiving yards. He's been a freak of nature this season, and truthfully, it's been uh, a shock to me, honestly. I thought that Robert Woods was going to be the guy this season. That clearly hasn't been the case. Cooper Cup has just been on an exponential level this season, probably going to break Calvin Johnson's record now that there's an extra game involved. There's a good, there's a few good options here. Obviously, Jamar Chase would have been a decent option. Option, excuse me. CeeDee Lamb's a nice up-and-coming receiver, but I, don't, I just felt like that would have been a little bit of a reach. Jamar Chase, obviously, but I'm going to ride with Cooper Cup. I feel like I can't go wrong with that one. Okay, so just to know everybody's team so far, what's your team right now? I got K1, Stephon Diggs, and Darren Waller. Darren Waller, what's your team right now? So right now I got Patty Mahomes, I got JT, I got um, Devontae Adams, and Cooper Cup. Your team? I got Tyreek Hill, Jettas, Travis Kelsey. You got a cute squad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you still didn't okay. get a QB yet? Not yet. No, I thought you got a QB right? I'm straight. Okay. <clears throat> I'm here stunned. A- after, <laughs> after hearing your guys' picks... Right now, I have Derrick Henry on the squad. And in order for our running game to be successful, you need somebody to set the edge. Okay. I'm getting the best run-blocking tight end in the NFL and arguably the best tight end in the league when he's healthy, George Kittle. I'm getting George Kittle to set the edge (laughs) for my team. Rodgers, Henry, D-Hop, and Kittle. That's who I'm going with. uh, I'm after you. Yeah, yeah. You don't have a running back yet, right? I swear to God, if you do what I think you're going to do... Because like, you have a quarterback, so there's no need for me to take quarterback. Right here, I'll take a running back. I'll take Alvin Kamara. Oh, okay, good. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, right. cool. I'll Actually, take, uh, yo, that's wild. N- not going CMC? Shut up. Yo, you uh, folded. No, that's you over folded. Nine. I'll, take, I'll take the they running back did. who yeah. could stay, stay healthy over the last two years. He's yeah. just as good as receiving we back off, as, as CMC. <laughs> did turn injuries off. <laughs> uh, just as good as receiving back as CMC, obviously, when it comes to running the ball. He's not there, but you know he doesn't have many thousand yards. Says none, actually, now I'm thinking about it. I uh, had some injuries this season, but when he's healthy, he's a top five running back in the league. But I stole one from you. You're going to go steal one from me. I actually know if I was being real biased, I would have took Kamara. I swear to God. But CMC was still on the I, board. I forgot about Cue him. Cue my oh, music. Okay. So, yeah, I need a running back. Obviously, the best still the best running back on the board is CMC. So you got I'm bailed gonna, out here. No, I didn't this get bailed out. No, because nobody was thinking about him. Nobody was thinking about him. Nobody. I took JT Matt early. Exactly. You wasn't thinking about him. So I'm taking CMC with my pick, obviously. Cue my music one more time because I need another receiver. <sighs> you guys took Tyreek. You took Jettas. Hopkins is gone. <sighs> the receiver got tough. I'm not going to front. No, it, it, it did really get tough. I think the next best guy I want to take, I'm going to probably, damn, it's so many receivers in the league. You took Cooper Cup, too. Listen, bro, you got either DK, you got Keenan Allen, you got CeeDee Lamb, AJ Brown, Debo, Debo, Jamar Chase, Chris Godwin, McLaurin. I'm going to go young. I'm going to take Jamar Chase. Okay. I'm going to take Jamar Chase. I'm going to go young. And I. I'm, my 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 team is pretty much done. My team is the most dynamic team at the table. You Listen, know, you folded. You could. I didn't if you fold. Kelsey, bro, maybe. People I'm gonna tell you. Be I'm gonna tell you why better. I didn't fold. All right. I have the best dual threat quarterback in the league. Facts. I have the best dual threat running back in the league. Probably. Then I have Stephon Diggs, elite. Yeah. On hop level, maybe not on Tay level, but right now he's on a level. Then I got. Well, I just picked. 
You said uh, Jamar, Chase. <laughs> Jamar, Jamar Chase. I just picked Jamar Chase, the best, one of the best up and coming young receivers in the league. And then Darren Waller. He may not be Travis Kelsey, but he may not be Kittle, but he's yeah, right. No, he's he's on Kittle's level. He's Travis right. Kelsey's if he's on, not, he's yeah. right there behind yeah, him. So my team is dangerous, young yeah. and dangerous. Yeah, it is. He's some young, it young is. dangerous men. That's all. That's for good. Pick? No, it's your. It's, 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 it's Joel. Yeah. Okay. Steal the draft here. You guys are going to let him fall to the last round. The best quarterback of all time, in my opinion, the best quarterback this season, Tom Brady. Okay. I mean, he's putting another spectacular season gonna together. Have that old fart. Yeah, the old <laughs> fart who just coming off a championship is going to win a, multiple playoffs games this year. Does it hurt you to say that? It does, bro. <laughs> Literally, my my number one thing here at first was going to be top 10 QBs is when will this pain end? Because Tom Brady, <laughs> year in and year out, does it. Going into Monday night, he was number three in QBR, 67% completion percentage, number two passer, according to PFF. He's having another great season. What's there to say about Brady? Wow. So I'm actually happy that you guys made the picks that you guys made. I'm cueing my music, and I got to talk for a little bit because you picked Darren Waller instead of Kittle. That was a blessing for me because I needed a run blocking tight end for Derrick Henry. You picked JT over Henry. That was a blessing it for was. me. Yo, you was. did fold for that Aaron, one. I didn't know we were doing no injuries. <laughs> yes. Aaron Rodgers, for me, I think he's the best quarterback in the game right now. I, Tom Brady, he's a GOAT, no doubt. That's a great pick, and you, that's a steal, too. I was also thinking maybe Justin Herbert could have been drafted, too. D-Hop went healthy, a top three receiver. And when you were stuck at receiver, when you heard Debo's name, I'm surprised you didn't instantly jump at Debo. Over Jamal? Debo Samuel right now is second in the league He's in receiving dirty. yards. He's been dirty. Not only can Debo line up in a slot on the outside, he can line up at running back. Insane. He's a great blocker. <laughs> He's a bulldozer with the ball. He's the best receiver in terms of yard at, yards after catch in the league. So now my team is Rodgers, Henry, D-Hop, Debo, and Kittle. I got a versatile group of guys, and I'm ecstatic with the team that I drafted. All right. So I'm drafting Debo. If you Cue my music. Oh, yeah, I was trying to figure out where he was you going with that. Squat. And listen, the fact that Debo had 15 receiving yards last season, and uh, last season, last game, excuse me, and still was effective in the game. I think he had 80 rushing yards and a touchdown yep. just, to go, just to go, excuse me, just shows you how dynamic Debo truly is. Now, with my pick... All I got is tight end left, and you guys took the the three-headed <laughs> monster of, obviously, Kelsey, Waller, and Kittle. So I'm going to go with the next best option. I'm going Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews has been solid this Sheesh. season, probably his best season to date, truthfully. 56 receptions, almost 700 receiving yards, four touchdowns. Him and Lamar have been hitting on all cylinders this season. I feel like, obviously, with my last pick, this is one of the better ones. In terms of tight ends, he's the second best tight end in the league, at least for this season. Kelsey is just Kelsey, and there's nothing you could do about that. Mahomes and him have an amazing connection. Would have loved that pairing on my squad. But Mark Andrews is not a, a bad second-place option. So I love the team that we're at right now. Obviously have Mahomes. We got JT. Uh, receivers, we got Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, and at tight end, Mark Andrews. Seems pretty complete to me. Okay, so to reiterate, we all, we all have made our picks. Yeah. Yep. So to reiterate the teams that we have, Riv, go first. Who's your QB, two, run, two um, running back, two receivers, and tight end? K1 at the uh, QB spot, CMC at the running back spot, Stephon Diggs is 1A, then I got Jamar Chase at 1B, and then Darren Waller at the tight end. Now you, Drew? So my squad is Patty Mahomes, unfortunately. We got Jonathan Taylor, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, and Mark Andrews. I got a quarterback, Tom Brady, the GOAT, running back, Alvin Kamara, Jettas, and Tyree Kill at wide receiver, and Travis Kelsey at tight end. And my team is Aaron Rodgers, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle. Rate our teams in the comment section down below who drafted the best 
team. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be legit honest. You might have the best team, but I'm, my teams are better than both of yours. Listen, you no, like you folded up. You literally picked JT over Derrick Henry. You have to stop. I guess, but it's not like Jonathan Taylor isn't probably the best running back in football right now. So yeah, he, he probably is. He, choose, he, he, he the was the best when Derrick Henry went down with injury. No, no yeah, doubt. Listen, yeah, no, definitely. He made yeah. the biggest fold by taking Waller over. Kelsey. Yeah, that's that's, 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 that's more egregious. Egregious. You listen, picked Camaro over CMC. It, yeah, that, that that's that the same. Crazy. That's yeah. the same yeah. fold. Yeah, that's the same fold. You if we're being honest, it's like here's here's CMC. There's Camara. They're yeah, essentially they're the same closer back. than Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Oh, and hell Waller's no. having a down year, yes, bro. Yes, he is having a right, down year. We're going to play, play the down better, year card. Okay, we're going to play the down year it's card. It's unfortunate because okay, okay, obviously fair, I love Darren Waller, but fair, at the fair, same time, fair. he is in a down year. I mean, this team just is going to open up the world for him. Who's you know? your team right now? You got Kyler. You said you got CMC. You got K1 who can run and pass. I got CMC who can run and catch. You know, I got... Uh, Stephon Diggs, who can do whatever he feels like okay, doing. I got Jamar okay. Chase, who only needs three, three, three targets to just make a hundred yards. That's a fact. Then I got Darren Waller. I, I don't need much. Yeah, it's a solid T- team. team bro. Isn't bad. It's not as good as mine, but solid. No, it's the most explosive team at the table. You, have, you don't have Tyreek Hill. You don't have. Tyreek. You don't. I don't. But I have Stephon Diggs. I have Jamar Chase. I have CMC, and I have K one. I have K one. That's mad I have cool. K1. No, I have K one. Yeah. You have Tom Brady. Yeah, I have K one. Okay, the best quarterback ever. He's got seven chips. You have. I You have the fourth best quarterback at this table. Yo, you had a chance. But I have the most explosive quarterback at the table. Easily. He's still not the best. He doesn't need to be the best. The team is undefeated. To have the best team. I'd rather have the best quarterback than the most explosive quarterback. The Cardinals are undefeated. No, they lost oh, two. Oh, they did yeah. lose. They lost they three lose. times. Yes. <laughs> they, did they did lose three <laughs> times. I think it's two. Two or three. Two. It was two. It was two. It was two. Regardless of that. You said your squad was. I think I have the best no, his team. team. He does. You he get does Derek, have the best team. Derrick Henry. If, if we're I have the best it, quarterback yeah, and running back yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. And then DeAndre Hopkins went healthy. Top three. Well, debatable. I just feel like my team can do different things. I think you're you're second though, because Tyreek Hill, he, you have to worry about him. You have to put. You have to play too high against Hill, and then Jetta's one on one is always going to win. But my team, Henry, Bruiser, Kittle, Kittle. You know, opening up the edges for Derrick Henry, Debo Samuel, who I could play anywhere. He could be my running back if I want to. I can do anything with Debo. So Debo's there and D-Hop. I mean, I, I just got such a well-rounded team. I, I won't have to explain my roster. The guys know it's, <laughs> it's that simple. I mean, JT obviously leads the league in rushing. I got Mahomes who leads the league in passing yards. Devontae Adam last season had 17 touchdowns. This year is basically a repeat. He's just been just as dominant. Cooper Cup has the is leading the league in receiving yards. And Mark Andrews is the number two tight end in the league right now. So I'll let you guys hold that and, and think, I think whatever you guys I, want I'll think. be honest with you. I think the pick that you, your team is great in terms of your quarterback, of course, running back, your first wide receivers. Your first wide receiver was who again? Hey. Te- yeah, of course, Devontae Adams. He's the, I think he's the best receiver in the league. Agreed. You messed up with Cooper Cup. I guess. Really? Because but- even though Cooper Cup is leading the NFL in receiving yards, he's not a top five receiver. He's not. Ooh. Even if he's going to break all these single season if records. He breaks, if he breaks the single season record, you absolutely have to throw him in. You have to. I don't think he's better than Debo. Whether that's fact or fiction. Let me ask you a better question. Is he better than his two receivers? I'm Jettas taking, or Tyreek Hill? I'm taking Tay. He's number one, but. No, no I'm, saying, talking I'm talking about Cup. I'm talking about is Cup oh, better oh, than word. Hill or Jettas? It's. I don't think he's better than Jettas. I don't think he's better than Jettas either. It's so tough. Is he better than D-Hop healthy? No. No. It's not even a D-Hop. D-Hop's number two in my opinion. Let's be honest. Is Cup better than Mike Evans? Yes. Yes. Is Cup like better than Mike Thomas health, healthy? Because for, we forgot, completely forgot. I'm Michael guy. Thomas, Mike I'm Thomas over, hasn't bro. played in like years. I'm not really years. I mean, he played last the thing, year. It's, it's tough because he obviously when you do something that has never been done before and you're breaking 
an all-time season record for receiving yards. Well, that's you, if he does it. Rams have their offense has been stagnating. They have it has but been, Cubs but still even been exactly Cup has just been fantastic yards. every game. I just really don't think he's top five. Like I would put D Hop over him, Jetta's Tyreek Hill. I think he's over him. Jetta's as I don't want this to sound disrespectful. I do think Stephon that's Diggs the is closest than Cup one. Too. Stephon Diggs is in a down year, a down year as an opposed to last season. Obviously, he's just not as he hasn't been as effective as he was last year because something's going on with the Bills' offense that's just getting figured out this year. He's in a down year, but Bro, he's, I, he's still, still being solid because he has seven forty. Yes. I think he has seven hundred forty. And then I would yards. put Debo over Cup too. But Cup already has a thousand receiving yards, clean, clean. Yeah, I guess he's been a freak. And obviously, the wide receiver talent is just crazy. There's no, oh it's God, really just so I, look. I'm not Cup is an elite receiver. Drew, there's I'm no not way trying to a, deny that in a down year you're still. Picking Cup over Stephon Diggs. It's close. I mean, last season no was the way. first season we saw Diggs be a top five receiver. Yeah. That was the first year this in the his first career. season we've seen Cup be a top not 10 true. receiver. He was, not in true. In 2019, he exactly. was Exactly. The year he that they went to the Super Bowl, him and Goff had Dragon a great Before last year, though, Stephon Diggs hasn't been a top 10, top 50 receiver. Honestly, he might not have 15, been. 15, yeah. 15, yeah, 15, 15 yeah, yeah, but and top before 10, that, no. Coop, Coop, Coop was the top 15 receiver. This year, he's just walking yeah. into that top 10, maybe top five conversation. Cup? If AJ can stay healthy, yeah, it's a whole it. different discussion. AJ healthy, AJ is healthy. Yes. That's what baller. I'm saying. Like, I think Cup is the most productive receiver this season, but there are there are five to ten receivers I'd probably take over Cup. I'll be honest. Coming into this season, uh, ten is a little bit too much. Like yes, six, seven. Agree. Yes, that's fair. I could have easily been convinced that AJ Brown was the best receiver in football. I could have been coming into this year. AJ Brown Ooh. has that type so, of. Let talent. me ask you a question. That was crazy. Do you think Cup is better than Terry McLaurin? Scary. It's on. That's an unfortunate so up and down thing. Yeah, he, I mean. But again, he has Taylor Heineke, who's not a bad quarterback. Obviously, he can just get She's the job exactly. done. He is. Exactly. I think that's it's fair. A great backup. But <laughs> I just am <laughs> looking at... Forget oh about the time. Obviously, Cooper Cup is a great route runner. He knows how to play his position, whether it's inside or it's outside. He's a talented dude. So we just can't take that away from him, given the fact he's a he's blazing fast. He still has great hands. He, he rarely ever drops a football. And he's putting up the numbers to back it up. Obviously, he's not the the prettiest receiver in terms of physique. He's not the fastest, but he's still putting up numbers at a ridiculous clip, and that we just can't overlook it. So these were the rankings for wide receivers before the season started. Devontae Adams won, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Allen Robinson was fellow. He's he you know, he's not good no more. Tragic. Maybe if he goes to another team, but this year he's been bad. AJ Brown, yep. Justin Jefferson. Michael Thomas, who hasn't played in years. Julio Jones, who hasn't been good. Calvin Ridley. Tragic. Yeah, who hasn't Tragic. played. Mike Evans. I really do think Evans is probably better than Cooper Cup. Evans is playing with Is Evans a- better than Godwin? And Godwin? Is Evans better than Godwin? It's really close. I think it depends on what you want in receiver because... I think good if, question, I, if I need a red zone threat, I'm going Mike Evans all day. Mm-hmm. He's the best red zone receiver Agreed. in the NFL. He might be. Our, he's the best. Uh, he's the best fifty fifty ball tough. receiver in the NFL. That's tough, DeAndre. That's, that's tough. close, but a lot. Mike yeah. Evans is six five. He's a yeah. beast. Oh, he's a physical freak. And then Chris Godwin is there. Keenan Allen is there. I would put Cup over Keenan Allen. DK, even though he, his season isn't as good as Cup. I would probably put DK over Cup, but you're, you're mm. taking physique into it a lot, which I can understand. Obviously, athleticism goes a long way. Cup is definitely athletic. For Man, his so build. going into the season, Cooper Cup, they didn't even have this guy ranked. Now, like, was Robert Woods higher than he was? I'll tell you what, Brandon Ayuk was higher than he was. That's crazy. That's Corey crazy. Davis. Yeah, Ayuk this list. So this list last year, to be fair. So Cooper Cup was behind Robert Woods, and you thought Woods was going to have the I season did. Cup is having. I did. So the the players over him were Corey Davis, Brandon Ayuk, C.D. Lamb. Cortland Sutton, Damn. Tyler Lockett, Odell Beckham, 
Kenny Galladay, Yo, they Amari Cooper, oh my Jamar God, Chase, Terry McLaurin. This is on SportingNews.com. Oh God. Yeah, this. Yeah, this list. This list is bad. There's no doubt. But I do think. Cooper Cup, Odell's crazy. he's having a, a way more productive season, but I, I really don't know if I can say Cooper Cup is a top eight receiver. Like, I think there are What's eight receivers What's holding you back from saying it, though? He just hasn't They're better receivers. Enough? Are you taking Diggs over Cooper? It's really close. I'd probably lean Diggs, You can though. make the argument for all of these guys. You can. Like, I, listen, it's personal way, preference at 100% that point. agree. Like, I 100%. think Cooper Cup is... One of the best route runners in the NFL. For sure. But in terms of doing everything else, like 50-50 balls, red zone threat, I don't know if he brings all that to the table. He's just so fast that he doesn't really... Have we seen a 50-50 ball with Cooper? I feel like he just gets open. He's always open. He's always open. And he's always open. Facts. He's always he's open. Gonna, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's up next. That's yeah. clear. I mean, this class, this class was insane. Yeah. This receiver class is arguably the best of all time. The only one that comes close is... The Odell, Mike Evans, but even still, we that, thought that's last year's off. class was going to be really good. Obviously, Ruggs kind of throws a, a knife into good, it. Though. Judy's been solid. Lamb's been solid. Higgins fell off this year. That is obviously. Jetta's been you know, amazing. Rieger wasn't Rieger's mid. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah, this year might get it, though. Let's say you got Claypool. Waddle, Devonta, Claypool, Jamar, <laughs> Jamar obviously, uh, Bateman, Smith. Elijah. Don't forget him. Smith. I said Smith. Oh, Devonta okay. was the first name I said. Good, good man. Yeah. Yeah, we could argue all day about Cooper Cup, but. Yeah, it's close. You know, he's having the best. Season as he's having the best receiver season this season, and yeah. he just had his bye week. So now we'll start to see you know the numbers actually be realistic. So next topic: Jonathan Taylor, the Colts. They beat the Bills. They blew them out. You know, I think the final score was forty-one to fourteen. And in this game, Taylor had five total touchdowns. Insanity. Should he be in the MVP conversation? He's been getting some love in the national media. The Colts are now six and five. What do you think about Jonathan Taylor and the Colts? Is he in the MVP conversation, or should he be one of the front runners for that award? Are you doing me first today? You, you always what do you go mean first, today? Bro? No, football, I usually don't go first. I go last. No, no cap. Listen, man, I'd happily go first. Do you want me to go first, yeah, go man? First. All right, regardless of that. Do I think he should be in the MVP conversation? Absolutely. You look at what the Colts have been since Jonathan Taylor started to take off, and the team has been night and day, obviously, Getting healthy with their offensive line was a big part of that. Carson Wentz increased uh, play these last couple of games has been extremely helpful for them. But JT's been at the forefront of this of this rise in the Colts team, truthfully. Obviously, you look at, look, obviously, look, now that, that word's stuck in my head after the last show. But regardless of that, Jonathan Taylor has been a freak in nature. And you look at the history of the NFL and the award winners, 17 of the last 21 have been quarterbacks. So the, the odds are stacked against him to win. I believe the last player, skill position player to win it was AP. Before that was LaDamian Tomlinson. It just rarely happens. But Jonathan Taylor's having that type of season. And as great as Jonathan Taylor has been, I have to throw respect to, the, to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was on an even freak, uh, more freakish level than what JT has been. The fact that he led the league in rushing two weeks after breaking his foot is something that needs to be spoken about, needs to be praised. He was at a different level. I think he would have been the runaway MVP because you look at the MVP race right now, and it's so wide open. There hasn't been a one player that has been consistently great all season, including JT. I mean, you look at his first three games, he struggled. First game, he, he was more involved in the pass game, so obviously his scrimmage, his total scrimmage yards was there. The next game after that, I think he only had 50 rushing. Next game after that, I want to say he had 60, but on 10 attempts, 
And then after that week four, I believe it was against the Dolphins, that's really when JT started to take off. Has a touchdown in eight straight games. He has over 1,100 rushing yards, has 13 touchdowns, two in the air, as I mentioned when I drafted him. He's been amazing. He's on pace for 2,000 yards from scrimmage and to score 22 touchdowns. I believe if he were to score 23, that would tie him for eighth most. He's having a special season. And if the Colts make the, the make the playoffs, and they obviously it looks like the Titans are, are going to win the division, but if they could somehow win that division, he has an amazing case. Because like I mentioned, there hasn't been one quarterback in this league, because obviously it should just be called the QB, the best QB in the award, because that's just it seems what it'd be. It seems as if the award always goes to a quarterback, excuse me. You look at Brady. He had a few hiccups uh, against uh, the Saints. He had a bad game. You look at uh, Herbert. He had a rough game against Baltimore. Uh, you look at Lamar. He, he had a, a rough game against uh, this past weekend. Uh, not this past weekend, two weeks ago. I'm blanking off the top of my head. But regardless of that, you just look at quarter, uh, Kyler Murray against uh, the Packers. He had some injury history, uh, some injury issues this season, too. There hasn't been a clear runaway. Dak Prescott this most past uh, recent week and against the, the Broncos. These are all the guys that are probably in the conversation. Matthew Stafford against Tennessee, against San Fran. No guy has been perfect. Against Arizona. There you go. That's another one. He No guy has been perfect, but Jonathan Taylor, since week four, has borderline been perfect, and the Colts have been w- playing winning football. I think he has a great case. It's going to be difficult because, obviously, when you're not playing the quarterback position, the odds are stacked against you, but when you're putting up numbers like this, it's impossible to overlook. I think, I don't even think it's going to, I think it's different. I think, like you said, all quarterbacks haven't been perfect. I think Aaron Rodgers probably has been the closest to perfection this year, dealing with what he's been dealing with. Fair. At the same time, I think Derrick Henry was a different case because they were winning. You know, it, it was a lot different with the Colts. The Colts aren't, they're 6-5, and five, and they're not in the playoffs right now. They're, they're in the hunt, but they're not in the playoffs right now. So I think to say he's not in the MVP conversation, I don't think it's disrespectful just because they're not in the playoffs. I think he's probably okay. the first guy at the door you know, knocking on the door like, okay, I'm the next guy up. Because I think with Derrick Henry, he was dominating and the Titans were winning injuries and not whoever was in the lineup, he was still dominating and they were winning games. With the Colts, like you said, though, when Jonathan Taylor started to get it going, you know, for the most part, he was at the forefront. But I don't want to say it was just him. You know, Michael Pittman Jr. was starting to get it going. He was starting to be unleashed. Carson Wentz was playing a lot better. The team was getting healthy. You know, the defense, Darius Leonard was leading that charge for the defense. So I don't want to say it's just JT, but when he started to really kick it up, you can kind of see the team just plays much better. This looks like a more run-oriented team, and it plays much better when John, Jonathan Taylor is the leader of the offense. But to say he should be in the MVP conversation, it's hard. You know, I mean, the numbers say yes. The numbers tell you he's one of the best. he's been one of the best players this year. He's kicked it up. But at the same time, you know, his team – isn't in the playoffs right now you know there's six and five looking on the outside in I think if they start to get in the playoffs and they creep in he can definitely be in that conversation but I don't think it's too it's disrespectful to say he shouldn't be in the conversation just goes off the simple fact that they're not in the playoffs right now yeah I think if there's any quarterback who's not not going to win it has to be Jonathan Taylor I mean you look at this season the Colts would be nothing without them when Jonathan <laughs> Taylor rushes for 100 yards the Colts are six and oh when he doesn't they're 0 and five so this team runs through That's Jonathan crazy. Taylor even though Carson Wentz is having a really strong season, I don't think he only has two interceptions. He's really cut down on the turnovers. Taylor has the second most yards after contact, still behind Derrick Henry. Insane. Most missed tackles for us, most explosive runs, highest rush grade on PFF. So it's not just the eye test. When you watch him play, you could see he's a top two rusher in the NFL when it comes to being able to make guys miss. He's also the fastest player in the NFL, at least for this season. In terms of break rate runs, he was a, a track athlete in high school, maybe college too. Um, so obviously the speed, the speed's there. 
the issue with me is if Henry didn't receive a single first place vote last okay. year, like he didn't win, he didn't get a single vote last year, having 2,200 yards and um, 17 touchdowns. I can't imagine Taylor gets any sort of recognition, even though he's probably going to have 20 plus touchdowns. He's on pace for about 1,700 rushing yards. So is he at 13 right now? 13, yeah. So 15 he's, total, though. Yeah. He's, he'll probably have, I'm not sure if this 22, if I was counting total or just rec- uh, No, that would rushing. be total touchdowns. 22. He's on pace for 22. So. He's top three running back, at least best running back in the league right now with Henry out. I just can't imagine that if you give no love to Derrick Henry last year with what he did, how does Jonathan Taylor get it this year? Derrick Henry won Offensive Player of the Year, though. He did. So, yeah. And that's the thing. Jonathan Taylor is not going to win the MVP. There's no way. And it's he's, he's going to probably win Offensive Player of the Year. It's going to be between him and Cooper Cup because he's having a fantastic season as well. Like you mentioned. The Colts are 6-0 when Taylor rushes for 100-plus yards. They're 0-5 when he rushes under 100 yards. In that game versus Tennessee where the score was 34-31, to he rushed for about 80. Should have given him a few more carries. Probably would have uh, yeah, won that game. But Carson Wentz was the reason he lost that game. Wentz has been a really good game manager. I like that he hasn't been putting the ball in harm's way. He's been very secure and efficient with the ball. But Taylor is the reason why the Colts offense is as good as it is because no doubt their pass blocking isn't as good as their run blocking. It kind of like the Titans. The Titans are the same way. Run blocking, they're good. Roger Saffold, he's a very great run blocker. Pass blocking, he's horrible. He gets moved around. So I think the Colts, they are a run-oriented team, and Jonathan Taylor is leading the way. This season, 193 carries for 1,222 yards, 13 touchdowns, 5.8 yards per carry. That's more than Derrick Henry, Cook, no CMC, Zeke. Like 5.8 yards per carry. Derrick Henry's never had that in a season. Dalvin Cook hasn't had that. Is CMC hasn't back? had that. Zeke hasn't had that. Nick Chubb is at six. Oh, wow. Nick Chubb is at six I, this less season. Carries probably, but. Yeah, he, yeah, he well, is at less carries. I was going to say, JT's only had 20 plus carries the last two weeks. That's it. Who's so, he, 5.8 yards per carry. You giving the ball two times, that's the first down. He's been. Really great. These are That's remarkable hilarious. numbers right now. But I just don't see how he can win the MVP. Not over Tom Brady, who has 29 touchdowns to eight picks. Patrick Mahomes right now is creeping in that discussion. Before the season, my MVP pick was Tom Brady. I think he's going to win it. At the oldest MVP ever, that record will never be touched. I'm a Tom Brady fanatic. I love Tom Brady. I actually crazy. I actually just watched so his documentary. Um, Man in the... Man in the Arena. Man in the Arena. Yeah, amazing first episode. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I watched. How many episodes is it? I forgot how many like are. 10. I'm gonna be. I'm upset that they're dropping it now. What's I, it on? Uh, HBO, HBO Plus. Plus. Uh, I'm upset that trash. they're dropping it now. It should have been done after he retired. But the fine. first episode is about his rookie and second season. This is interesting. And the drama behind the him, MJ and, him and Drew Bledsoe, a quarterback controversy. I watched it with my dad. My dad had no idea that Tom Brady was picked in the in the sixth round. Really? Yeah. He had, so when he was like, "Wow, that's crazy," I was like, "Yeah, he's nuts." I was like, "That's why I love Tom Brady. He's yeah, the goat." He was geeked about it and watching it. <laughs> I, I love Tom Brady, bro. He's one of my favorite, uh, not only football players but humans. He's just a great dude overall. You watch his interviews. <laughs> he's just he's just a really he's a good guy. Yes. Like even Drew Bledsoe, it, uh, when he was getting interviewed, he was like, "It was hard to deal with like losing my job like that because Drew Bledsoe got paid." A hundred million dollars got hurt and Tom Brady replaced him. Imagine a quarterback getting paid 100 mil, 10 year contract for a six round rookie to take your spot 
And Drew Bledsoe, that year they won the Super Bowl. Like the year that Tom Brady started, they won the Super Bowl. In the AFC Championship, Drew Bledsoe played against the Steelers because Tom Brady was rattled in that game. He was out of sorts. Bledsoe won that game, and Belichick still elected to start Tom Brady mm. in the Super Bowl. That's crazy, At least he bro. got paid. And Drew Bledsoe was like, what made it easier was that Tom Brady was a good guy. He wasn't an asshole about it. So, you know, he's he's you know he's a good dude, man. So I that's like Tom like, Brady. But that's why I think he's going to win MVP. I don't see Taylor winning it. And these next games, specifically this one, this upcoming weekend, they have the Bucs. They have the best rush defense in the NFL. If Jonathan Taylor can go crazy against them, I think it solidifies him a bit more in, in the conversation. But then after the Bucs, you got the Texans, Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders, Jags. The, the three teams. He's going to eat. He's going to eat. The three teams that can stop him are the Bucs, Patriots, and Jags. Jags actually have a very, very good run defense. Raiders can't stop the run. They're pass rush oriented with Crosby and Ngakwe. Cardinals can't stop the run. Texans can't stop the run. So those are going to be three big games. But in terms of the Bucks, Patriots, and Jags, I think the Patriots and Bucks for sure will contain him. You know what's funny, though? The Bills were the number one rush defense prior to facing Jonathan Taylor. I'll be honest, and bro. And he made them 16th. I'll be honest, bro. Off one game. That's crazy. I will say this, though. He has the yards, and... He def like on paper, it looked like he had a big time game. Even watching the game, he had some big time runs. The touchdown numbers kind of skewed. Because there are a lot of turnovers. Yeah, the turnovers, they Mm -hmm. put him in the red zone. I mean, Taylor had a, you know, the first drive of the game, Carson Wentz drove him down. Taylor scored on a goal line run. Then they got a turnover. He scored in the in like the goal line. He got the touchdown reception. Like touchdown reception was crazy. Though. The yeah, touchdown reception, cool. yeah, it he was tweaked. like a thirty-plus yard touchdown reception. That was miss. the biggest play of the game. But yeah, you know, I, I thought two, two of those touchdowns were like wow. Like yeah. Taylor, he's a freak. This entire drive, he really led them. Yep. Three of them were caused by turnovers, and one of them was like one of the drives that Carson Wentz led, and then he just you know kind of mm-hmm. ate the scraps. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, the touchdown numbers were kind of scooted, but he still had a big time game. One thing is that Bucks defense changes without Vita Vey in the lineup. When he's not there clogging up the middle of that interior line, it, it's not as they have Steve McClendon, <laughs> Jet Legend. <laughs> 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 That's not. It's not as scared. I would be more scared personally about the Patriots because we know they take away the number one option. It's a bit harder to take away a running back because you have to contain basically the entire offensive line and the running back compared to receiver or tight end when you're just going out and, you know, it's one-on-one or when the Patriots going to be two-on-one. I was going to so, say, even when they faced off the against the Titans, they couldn't stop Derrick Henry. So it's hard to stop a, a guy when he's really getting going. Go well, who, can't, who can't stop Derrick Henry? I'm saying the Patriots didn't stop Derrick Henry when they played against. How long ago? That was that was two, was that two years ago now? In the playoffs? Yeah, in the playoffs. <laughs> where he had 200 yards. They faced, they faced this weekend. I I understand that. I'm just saying about Henry though. <laughs> that's facts. Yeah, I mean, but that's a long time ago. There's different rosters. No, I understand, it's, but, but still Belichick. I'd yeah. rather have Belichick than a a wasn't that like the I mean, number the Patriots, one defense in the league at the time? They were. No, probably. I don't think. Yeah, they that were. year they were. 2019. Oh yeah, That was the year that they faced a uh, cupcake the schedule. Run. Yes, yep. They had a cupcake yep. cupcake schedule against good teams. <laughs> they got exposed. They were crazy in fantasy. I remember them. I played Matt, our friend Max one week. They had 40 points for defense. That's, yeah, that's like that it. Patriots team. They faced the Ravens that year in prime time. They got they got smoked out mm-hmm. by the run. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think they can stop Jonathan Taylor in, in that game for it's this weekend. So we're going to see sooner rather than actually it's not this weekend. Uh, they face the Titans. The uh the Colts face the Bucks, so we'll see them against that. We'll see them back defense. to back weeks. 
No, after that, it's the Texans and oh. the Patriots. So it's Bucks. Two Texans, of the three Patriots. weeks, we're going to see them for sure. But yeah, I just think that the Patriots' corners match up well with the Colts' receivers. I think Michael Pittman probably sure. gets taken out that game. Yeah. I don't know. The, the the Bills, again, their secondary, obviously, they were. I think they were also number one against wide receivers also. And Pittman was getting open. They just didn't necessarily need to feed him the ball because they were up so many times. But Pittman had space to make some plays if Wentz hit him, truthfully. I guess, but I, Trey White has not been This season Trey he's been White. solid. He's been okay. He hasn't been J.C. Jackson, though. It's also that they haven't played anyone. And I agree, J.C. Jackson J.C. Jackson with Jonathan Jones. The Patriots... Play man all day, yeah. And I don't know. I JC's don't know if the top receivers can can shake them up. I think they're going to have to rely on the run. And if they can take out those receivers playing man, they'll stop the run pretty easily. Okay, but we'll see. Be you know, it's yeah. a couple weeks away, so we'll see. Uh, two teams in the AFC that once were at the top of the AFC, uh, the Titans currently still are. Um, are the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans? The Bills lost to the Colts this past week, and the Titans lost to the Texans. Now. Which team do you trust more going forward? The Buffalo Bills or the Tennessee Titans? I'm going to go first again. All right, well, against popular belief, I'm going Titans, truthfully. Bills, obviously, up until this point, didn't hit or miss. And you look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen has great games. Josh Allen has okay games. The biggest issue, which I've been preaching all season long, is the run game. They haven't had a 100-yard rusher one time this season. They got very close. I believe either week two or week three, they had 80-something yards. I think that was Devin Singletary. But I'm looking at Tennessee's uh, rest of schedule, and I'm expecting Derrick Henry to come back week 17. And I just think that the Titans are going to be in a better position. You've definitely opened my eyes to their defense. Their defense has been great this year. Last couple of weeks have been struggling a little bit. Obviously, it's a division game against the Texans. I'm not going to scrutinize them too much for that because in division, anything can happen. That's just the way football is. But the rest of the schedule, obviously, the pay, uh, the Patriots and, and Titans is going to be a great game. Other than that, Jaguars, winnable game, more than winnable game. But again, division, who knows? But I do believe they'll win. Steelers, I'm not a huge fan of the Steelers, truthfully, although they did look really good against the Chargers. I think that the Titans could pull that one out. They just know how to manage a game really well. Against the Niners, I think the Titans could pull that one out. Against the Dolphins, obviously, Dolphins' defense is not that great, so Titans could pull that one out. And against the Texans, I doubt that they lose both both games against the Texans this year. And if Derek's coming back Week 17, we know this team is completely different when he's in the lineup. And that's only going to open up the pass game with the struggling a struggling pass game at right now, at least, and it's because they don't have their main offensive weapon. But you bring Derek Derrick Henry back into that lineup. A.J. Brown's back to being A.J. Brown. Who knows if Julio's going to come back? Obviously, he's on the IR, but that would be nice to see him come back as well. I just think as a whole, I trust Mike Vrabel. I trust Ryan Tannehill a little bit more as opposed to the Bills who just seem to be too inconsistent for my liking. They're very one-dimensional. Obviously, that defense is really good, but they played up against a lot of bad teams, and that's helped their ranking up until this point. And then, obviously, they play a great team in the Colts, and they get smoked out. I'm I'm not saying that I think the Bills are a bad team. That's not what I'm saying at all. The Colts I, are great. You trust Tannehill over Josh Allen? I trust Mike Vrabel, most, more importantly. And Sean McDermott? Sean McDermott was... <laughs> Last year, he had a good run against, I think they're the same tier of coaches. I, I agree. It's yeah. true, but Mike Vrabel, I think, knows how to manage a game better than Sean McDermott does. Okay. Um, this was hard because both teams are not playing their best. 
But I'll be honest, I, I just trust the Bills to get it going eventually. I think their defense is still very good. You're right. They haven't beaten a lot of teams. They've only beaten one team over $500. That was the Kansas City Chiefs. And at the time, they weren't even 500. And their defense stunk. Now their defense is very good. Chris Jones has been elite. He's been crazy. Charverius Ward coming back has been huge for them as well because their secondary has been really great Definitely. as well these past couple of weeks. Okay. Look, versus the versus the Colts, the Bills, they just started off slow. Watching the game, I just thought that they dug themselves in a hole and it was too hard to get out of. It was 17-7. to uh, They had just stopped the Colts. They were about to punt, or I think the coaches hit a field goal that made it 17-7 to in the kickoff. Isaiah McKenzie fumbles the ball, and it puts the Colts in perfect position to score. Now they're up 24-7. <laughs> there, there was really no way to get out of that game. It was already kind of over. It, it just... Bad start. Do I expect them to do it again to be that sloppy? I really don't. And then the first drive of the second half, Dawson Knox and Gabriel Davis dropped passes that could have been first downs. And Tyler Bass missed two kicks. So just their entire team was just discombobulated that game. But with that being said, even though Josh Allen has been up and down this season, he still has 21 touchdowns to nine picks. He's still the Bills' leading rusher. He's ninth in QBR right now. He's still graded out as one of the, the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Josh Allen has still been good. I do think he sometimes tries to make every single throw, which is why turnovers appear. Mm -hmm. But he can make those throws, and he's proven he can make them. No doubt. He's just taking risks. He's a gunslinger. I feel like the Bills sometimes are too Josh Allen-reliant. I want them to start running the ball more with Matt Breida. No he's doubt. their best running back. Devin Singletary, receiving-wise, he's okay. Zach Moss, he's slow. Matt Breida is their best running back. Whenever he gets the ball, you see an explosive run. Is that saying much? I saw that report today that this upcoming game might be a Matt Breida game, and I was like, this is what it's come to. Matt Breida, <laughs> That's what I'm bro, saying. Like, like, Listen, I think Breida does have the speed for sure, and they definitely need that, and that's why they don't trust Devin Singletary per se. But even that game against the Jets, he played like – 30% of snaps. Like, he's barely out in the field. He's he's just not a workhorse, obviously. Now nah, he's going to yeah, be mixed in with everybody else. He, he is the, he is their explosive runner. He he's the yeah, one that he he can bounce a run and get 20-plus yeah. yards. The other guys can't do it. I don't trust the Titans because of Ryan Tannehill. And I said it a couple weeks ago that the Titans are done because they don't have Derrick Henry. Now, their defense has been great. You talked about their defense against the Texans. I thought their defense was great against the Texans. And people, because the Texans beat the Titans, people want to start this narrative that Tyrod Taylor is underrated. While I do think Taylor is underrated, this wasn't the game to, for, say, to prove yeah. that. It mm -hmm. wasn't the game. There were only two drives the entire game where the Titans let the Texans drive down the field and actually score. And one of them was a field goal. The other one was a touchdown. All their other points came off of turnovers by Tannehill, putting the Texans in field goal range already. Like, there was one time, there was this one interception. In the first interception that Tannehill threw, which was in the first quarter, Gruger Hill took it like 70 yards. He had, he had the Texans at the red zone, and the Titans only allowed a field goal. I mean, their defense was that great. Elijah Molden has really come into his own. Jeffrey Simmons has been playing like a top defensive tackle in the NFL. He's a top three DT this year for sure. But Tannehill just, he's regressed. And the film the last two years, he's looked like a top 15, I would say even top 10 quarterback. 
this year, he has not been top 15. He has 13 touchdowns to 12 interceptions on the season. And all these advanced numbers like QBR and PFF grades are going to show you that Tannehill has actually been better than advertised. But this is his his second worst passer rating of his career. Actually, third worst. Rookie season and his second season are only worse ones. He threw four picks against the Texans. It should have been like seven. He was... (laughs) Really freaking bad. He was. He threw three interceptions in the fourth quarter alone. <laughs> in the fourth quarter alone. The second, the, his second interception, which was the first of the fourth quarter, it was on this back shoulder throw that really probably should have never threw it because it was like at kind of in the middle of the field, the corner read it. It was an easy, easy interception. Third interception, he got hit and it came out kind of weird. But the play before that, he should have thrown an interception, but the defensive back just didn't catch it. Then the fourth one, he was intercepted by Terrence Mitchell. He thought he was playing a flat, but he just went because it was an out route. He thought he was playing a flat, but he confused Tannehill, and he picked it off. And even on his fourth interception, the play before, he got strip-sacked but recovered it. I mean, those, he had like seven potential turnovers in that game alone, and the Titans only gave up 22 points. I thought their defense played astounding, but I can't trust Tannehill. I don't know what it is this year. People are going to say... I can tell you. He has no weapons. Okay, that's fine and all. People are going to say Tannehill's not playing well because he has no weapons. Julio hasn't played. The receivers aren't good. The tight ends aren't good. The line's not good. I agree, 100%. Mm -hmm. I will say this. Tannehill, pass blocking-wise, the Titans suck at that. Their receivers aren't good outside of A.J. Julio. Has not been reliable at all. Maybe Golden Tate signing him brings something to their offense. I doubt it at this point. Mm-hmm. He's more of a household. He's he's more of a brand name yeah, than an you. actual productive player. But at some point, you just have to be smarter with the ball. At some point, you can't put your you can't put your defense in worse positions. Tannehill is putting his defense in worse positions. Great quarterbacks don't do that. And as a quarterback who is playing at a top ten quarterback level. You have to do that. You have to continue to do that. This year, he hasn't done it. There have been 15 quarterbacks better than Tannehill this year. He's been careless with the football. He's been inaccurate. And maybe it's Arthur Smith leaving. Maybe it's the weapons. Maybe it's a combination of all these things because things aren't perfect around Tannehill. But we all know that real franchise quarterbacks show themselves when the situation isn't perfect. And right now, the situation isn't perfect for Tannehill. And he's not great. And he's been he's been average at best. Average at I can give you best. That. Even oh. in Miami, bro. Like in Miami, he <laughs> didn't have yeah. in, in Miami he didn't have great rosters, and he still played better than he this. Solid. This one is uh, this one. I feel like is Adam particular. Case. Fair enough. Agreed. This one's particular. Obviously, Lowen's getting hurt. He's in and out of the lineup. The whole line as a whole has just not been good. You have A.J. Brown in and out of the lineup. Obviously, when he's in, he's been okay. But even this most this most recent week, Nick Westbrook, I don't want to butcher his last name, Akini, Akin, I don't know. I apologize to you. Nick Westbrook, Chester Rogers. But he had, he had seven receptions, 107 yards. He's throwing to these guys, and he's still letting them have productive games. A.J. Brown only had five for 48. Hillard was their next best, and he just got brought onto the roster. Eight receptions for 47 Hillard's yards. Hillard's a running back, though. I agree. That's exactly my point. He has no weapons outside. Julio has screwed the Titans royally. Jonu Smith leaving has been more detrimental than what Titans so, fans so have thought. So can I ask you a question? Yeah. So how, 
you, you and Corey Davis, obviously. You've talked about the Titans injuries. He's he's spoken about the Titan, Titans injuries. So wouldn't that be you wouldn't trust them more than the Bills, considering the fact that they're not in, they're not healthy. They haven't been healthy all year. And Julio, even when he's healthy, he hasn't looked good at all. And think about it like this, though: with all that's happening, they're still winning. No, hundred percent. But three. playoff Without time is different. Henry, defense has been elite. They ha- it has been. And well, once Derek comes back. Every problem solved. I got. Look, you think so? I, I do think so. So you think a, a running game is going to propel them when you the have AFC? Derrick Henry? Hundred percent. I'm not defending the Titans' weapons. The Titans' weapons are are not good. No, their offensive line, pass blocking wise, is not good. With that being said, a bad read is still a bad read. Agreed. A bad throw is still a bad throw. Agreed. And Tannehill is making bad throws. He's making bad reads. He's not seeing defenders. Every single one of his interceptions that he threw against the Texans was a. A horrible read. Like, why are you even throwing that? In the fourth quarter, third and ten, when they need something, he had a receiver wide open in the flat, and he decided to throw it to his tight end, Anthony Fersker, for like four to gain four yards when the receiver in the flat had a walk-in touchdown, basically. A safety was there, but you know, he would have it would have definitely put them at the goal line. A bad read is a bad read, and that's what Tannehill's making. So even though I understand that arguing about the weapons he's still not making the proper reads guys are open he's just not making the throws for me it's just as simple as the titans haven't been healthy you know that julio hasn't been the same aj's they both have been in out the line derrick henry's not going to come back till week 17 with ryan hand Tannehill's regression i mean the titans defense has been elite but i just for the for me the bills i have to trust the bills because i just like like joel said i think they're just going to figure it out with Josh Allen being still one of the best quarterbacks in the league, you still got Stephon Diggs. You still have Sean McDermott. Yes, the running game isn't there, but this is a pass-heavy league, you know, and Josh Allen is a guy who who can make plays with his feet and with his arm, and that defense is still good. It hasn't shown it all too well. This team has been inconsistent all year. Yeah, of course, but best best abilities best availability is the best ability and the bills have been relatively healthy and their star guys have been on the roster and they've been playing so i trust those guys to get it going more ryan Tannehill, he's he's he has he's going to be this bad for probably the rest of the year he's just going this this is probably what he's going to be this year julio's probably going to be in and out of the lineup for the rest of the year derrick henry you're putting a lot on derrick henry to come back week 17 and propel this team in the playoffs that's a lot you know he hasn't played in a long stretch and now you're putting all this pressure on him with Tana walking into the playoffs with Tannehill not playing well and we've seen in the past this team relies heavily on derrick henry in the playoffs granted it's got him to the afc championship at one point but also it's got him out if i'm not mistaken first, lost round, first, first round first round to the ravens if i'm yep. not mistaken yes yeah, so to the ravens so it's gotten him bounced out early it's got him on a you know on a on a lucky run to the AFC Championship, but you're putting a lot on Derrick Henry and with the Buffalo Bills, they just have so many weapons. I just trust them to get it going more. I just think there's two one diamond one excuse me two one dimensional. I look at the Titans and I look at the Bills. I can scheme against the Bills. I know what they're going to do. They're going to pass the ball. You have Josh. But what Allen. are the Titans going to do? That's the thing with Derrick Henry. You really can't scheme. You have to scheme for Derrick Henry, and that's when Tannehill's is most dangerous. We're putting a ton on Derrick. First of all, we don't know if he's coming back week 17. And that's very, very fair. I'm going off the assumption that Derrick Henry comes back week 17 because, one, he's a physical freak. So Saquon. (laughs) He came back, Saquon came back. He came back. And he wasn't great. He wasn't bad, though. You're saying the first ankle injury, you're saying. Or you're saying this year. Oh. Well, he still still rushed for over 1,000. What are you talking? That oh, year, oh, yes, that's yes, what I'm saying. Yes. That first ankle injury. I know we're still not. But Henry's coming back this, and not playing the whole season. We're expecting Henry to come back 
the Titans and Giants are different because the Giants don't give Saquon 30 carries. Yep. The Titans give him 30 carries, and it's a you're lot to ask to co- him. You're expecting him to come back and play at that level. He two was months, playing when he Two left. months of no football, he's got to come back and, and play and have his, 30 carries and carry this team. That's a his lot. His presence alone will allow the offense to open up. It, yes, no, I agree. To an extent, though. Because if he's not as explosive as a runner breaking as many tackles, the whole offense changes. Because the presence can work for a half, a quarter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if he's not making as many guys miss, breaking off those runs, it's different. Look at the game against the Colts. He broke his foot in that game. This was probably by far and away his worst game of the season. I think he had under 70 rushing yards. And he still won the game. You still have a 60% Derrick Henry. At that point, he probably was at 40%. And they still were able to win the game because of just having Derrick Henry on the field. Defenses have to scheme differently for you. You have the best. We spoke about it earlier in the show. When he's healthy, he's by far and away the best running back in the league without question. As long as he's on the field, things are different. I think the Titans have been doing okay running the ball. Like Deontay Foreman has been okay. That's the Adrian Adrian Peterson got cut. And I I was surprised by it because he had a really good game against... Houston. Sorry I to hate, hear that I hate the running back by committee personally. I understand that in this scenario, if you look at last game, obviously they weren't in a great uh, great situation. They still rushed for over 100. They did. But they had 69 yards against the Rams, 66 uh Sorry, six well, it's against the Texans. Rams, That's and 66 why. against the yeah. Saints. So you are working with Deontay Foreman and, and Adrian Peterson. So it's going to be a, a huge letdown from Derrick Henry. And if they can't run the ball and I really can't just put all my eggs in one basket and be like, Henry's going to come back week 17, even if it is week 18. Unless they could somehow get a bye and give him an extra week off, then okay, maybe things yep. change. But if not, if he has to come right back into the lineup and they have to give him 30 carries, that's a lot to ask for him. And I agree, but we've seen superstar players come in one game of the season and be a superstar. Specifically, that comes to mind, Terrell Owens in the Super Bowl against the Patriots had over 100 yards receiving. Percy Harvin hadn't played the entire season, plays in the Super Bowl, arguably could have been Super Bowl MVP. There's just different caliber type players that you put your faith in. Yeah. 100% Derrick Henry's one of those guys. Yeah, he's a freak. We're yeah. talking about the Bills and Titans, but realistically, and what's going to happen is that the Chiefs or Patriots are going to make it out the AFC. Sleep on the Colts, man. The Colts I'm are asleep. Sleep on the Colts. They got to get in first, sleeping. bro. Bro, they're 6 and 5. They easily could make a wild card. Anything can happen in this AFC. They can make it, but the Chiefs and Patriots will They're be scary. the. They will. They They're will scary. meet in the AFC Championship. Those are my top two seeds right yeah, now. Man. I think when, so too. When we did the the original topic of the AFC, they were my top two. I think the Chiefs are going to get the one seed. No way. That that would be yeah, something. It could be the Patriots. So what? Are, yeah, I'm the sorry. The only team. The only team bum is the Titans. So wait, they have six wins or seven, seven. wins. Seven. And Chiefs have seven, seven wins. Chiefs have four, seven. Chiefs have seven and four. Really? Patriots face the Titans this Sunday. I'm let. I'm gonna just let you give you guys a little preview. I know that. Uh, whenever we do these, Titans fans always say, hey, oh, watch. Because when, when I picked the Rams against the Titans, they said that uh, the Titans were going to win. And they did win, but they won't beat the Patriots. They won't beat the Patriots. I like, yeah, I like the Patriots. The Patriots are Vrabel going. is an underrated coach. The Patriots are going to dominate the Titans. Mm. That's my hot take for this week. Yeah, I mean, especially look at this Titans. If A.J. Brown is going to be questionable for this game, he has a chest injury. He also had a hand injury at some point earlier in the game. And, I mean, like you, Drew said the weapons that they have. Bill Belichick is going to have no problem shutting down this offense. And Mac Jones is not going to... There's going to be no issue with them moving. You guys think Tennessee's defense is elite? I think it's it's good. I don't think it's elite. They're not the Patriots, the Bills, the Packers that good. They're a different tier down. They're, They're okay on third down. They do a good job getting to the quarterback. But turnover differential, too. I mean, a lot of that has to do with Tannehill not being able to protect the ball. 
Um, in terms of points per game, which is kind of not a sticky stack, especially when you get into those blowouts, they're middle of the pack as well. So I don't think their defense is elite enough to keep them in these games when Derrick Henry's not playing or if A.J. Brown's down. But I agree with you. I think the Patriots are going to have their way with the Titans. I mean, that's true because the only reason why the Titans were in the game against the Texans is because the Texans, they couldn't score on the Titans. If the Patriots are getting those turnovers, they're going to score. They're yeah. going to score touchdowns, not field goals on those drives. And the Patriots, we know they capitalize on opportunities. They are looking scared. One thing I'll say about the Titans' defense, though, early in the year, they were giving up a lot of points. I remember on a yeah. show we were talking, they were 25th, uh, the 25th lowest in terms of giving uh, points given up per game. So would you say they're middle of the pack now? Yeah, they average 23 points a game given up. Which basically means to me is that slowly but surely, this defense has been coming together, especially with Derrick Henry. They have to do a job, and they have to step up, and they've been doing so. Yeah, and on to the next topic. This is the biggest NBA headline this week outside of LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart. That was hilarious. Fiasco. That was nuts. Luke Walton. Your boy was scared. It was not. Isaiah Stewart's going to put him down. He's like running charge in Westbrook. Who's the one with the bloody face? <laughs> Who would win in a fight, though? I don't want to talk about this. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Isaiah Stewart's from Jersey, though. Anything I say, I'll sound biased. So we got to root for him. We're, from, we're in Jersey. Yeah, we got to root for him. Where? Oh, know? where? It's from, like, South Jersey. Like, yeah. Uh, all right. Oh. Listen, he was one of my top five breakouts of the 2020 draft, so. And it's not going well. I mean, he hasn't been playing awful. He hasn't been playing breakout. Nah, not breakout. The average is nine and seven. He's on the Pistons. I'll give him a break. <laughs> I'll give him a break. No, he's just average. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's average. He's good. He's all right. I mean, among the centers in this in that draft. No, class. this this new these new era centers that are coming in about yeah, to change the game. I hope so. Not for us. Starts with Mobley. Mm-hmm. He's coming with definitely. The Chet. Definitely. Then Victor's gonna come in. Oh, so you're higher on Chet now. Uh, I just think he's gonna change. Now, nah, when Benyama, I think is that guy. You got Jalen Duran. This Bigs are coming back. That's lit. I'm Jaylen excited. Jalen Duran. I'm excited about. Yeah, Jaylen, Bigs. He's are a young back. Patrick Ewing. You think Patrick? I was thinking Bam. No, I'm playing. I haven't oh. seen him play yet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were dead serious. <laughs> no, I haven't seen him play. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen him play yet. Uh, so Luke Walton got fired. The Sacramento Kings gave him the boot. Alvin Gentry is the interim head coach. They started 6'11 to the, in the season, and the GM was like, you know what? Enough. I'm, I see where this is headed. Enough is enough. Luke Walton has finished 31 and 41 in back to back seasons. The Kings have not reached the postseason. Since 2006, and with this firing, Luke Walton goes down as the second most winningest coach in Sacramento Kings history, only behind Rick Adelman. So shout, shout out, out to Luke, Luke Walton. Shout out to Luke. You're a legend, man. Second yes. place. Let's go. Kings legend. <laughs> so take much. The question is, Luke Walton, he's fired. Does this fix the Sacramento Kings and their future? Do they now have a better direction than they had with him? I'll start with you, Riv. But this is actually funny because we was in the Discord the other day, like arguing about this about Luke Walton and this team. And there's there's a bit of a, you know, I'm on a, I'm on the other side of I don't think the Kings are talented. I'm sure Drew thinks they're talented. I think Joel thought for a portion that they're a good team. They can make the plan. I'm not too high on Sacramento, but I think we could all agree firing Lou Walton was the first thing they needed to do. God. He's not a good coach. He's not good with substitutions. He's not good with offense. He's really not. Good. He's just not good at all. He doesn't do anything good but stand there and yell. So getting him out of there was the first thing. Sacramento, Alvin Gentry, I don't think he's a particularly bad coach. I think he's kind of just a whatever, you know, kind of just a like, all right, you throw him in. But I think this is definitely the first step. But now they have to, they have to sit here and figure out who, who are they going to find to really build this young group? You know, Darian Fox, Davion Mitchell, Tyrese Halliburton. Like, who are they going to find? 
that's going to gel and thrive with this young group outside of Alvin Gentry. You know, that's the first thing, getting a coach. A coach usually fixes problems. You know, it fixes the talent problem. It fixes the young youth problem. It, it fixes things. So you get a coach that can come in and build the foundation, build the culture. It definitely builds up a franchise. And with Sacramento Kings team that hasn't made the postseason in a long time, they need to build a new culture. So it starts with definitely firing Luke Walton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Luke Wallen definitely halted their development as a whole. You look at Marvin Bagley and obviously his first season with the Kings, and he's only regressed since then. This could be interesting to see if now that Luke Walton's gone, if Marvin Bagley's going to have you a You think little, he plays now? That's the question, truthfully. I don't know. I would like to see it. I, then you can solely blame Luke Wallen for his failures or woes because he really hasn't failed to a degree. But this season, he hasn't showed up, barely playing any minutes, refuses to accept the role that he's been given. But maybe now with the new coaching change, new new aura around the squad, maybe he'll be more willing to to accept a new role. Or you know, maybe the Kings just decide to incorporate him into the offense a little bit more. Alvin Gentry's a, is a I like that replacement. Truthfully, obviously. Obviously, you look at what happened when he was on the Pelicans. I thought he was let go a little bit too soon. I didn't like that. I just thought that the Pelicans were young and it wasn't necessarily his fault that they had lost. He took them to to a playoffs. Uh, excuse me, to a to the playoffs. Has a playoff series win underneath his belt against a decent Portland team. Underdog, actually, definitely. They should not. Seed. They should not have won that series. <clears throat> AD was fantastic. Drew Holiday had Dame. In hell, they moved on. Obviously, got swept by the Golden State Warriors. It happens. That was one of the best teams ever. But Alvin Gentry is a decent replacement. And you asked me, do I think they're talented? I do. De'Aaron Fox is one of the better young talents in the league. Tyrese Halliburton, good up and young and come young up and coming player. Davion Mitchell is fantastic defensively. His offensive game is going to get going eventually. I do believe so. Buddy Heald, solid three and D player. Harrison Barnes has been a very firm player for the Kings this year. Their leading scorer as of right now. And now I want to see Marvin Bagley get going. Rashawn Holmes is a beast. That's that sure should guy. be I love Rashawn Holmes. I love his He's a beast. He, he is crazy. No, no, it is not. Yo, he it is, is. He a is beast. He's mad good. <laughs> okay, there we he's go. He's mad good. All right, there we go. He, I really like his game. I'm really interested to see how Avin Gentry decides to bring in Marvin Bagley, if he's going to bring in Marvin Bagley or incorporate him into this new offense or whatever type of scheme that he's going to get going. But it'll be interesting now with the new coaching change. Luke Walton being fired doesn't fix anything. Uh, maybe it's a start to something. Hopefully for Kings fans, uh, Marvin Bagley playing might not be the best thing for them because Marvin Bagley's not a good player. He's one of the worst defensive big men yeah, in the NBA. Weird. He can't shoot. He's not a good mid range shooter. He is what every he is what Evan Mobley. He is what everyone thought Evan Mobley was. I think I worded that wrong. I think I did. Word I that really wrong. think you did too. Evan Mobley is, is what everybody thought Marvin Bagley was correct. going to be. There we correct. go. That's exactly how I wanted to word it. Marvin Bagley is just not good, and it's as simple as that. It's not Luke Walton because <sighs> players sticky. players have shown before <laughs> that even with bad coaching, they can thrive in situations. I think it's very easy to just look at Luke Walton and say he's the reason why the Kings suck, but in reality. This year, at least, De'Aaron Fox has not been good. De'Aaron Fox has been extremely inefficient. He's averaging 20 points per game, 19.9 to be exact. Last year, he averaged 25. He's down to 5.6 assists per game. He's down to 42% from the field, 24% from three. And when you listen to De'Aaron Fox in press conferences, 
He just looks disinterested. He doesn't look like a leader. He doesn't look like the cornerstone for a franchise. Is he a is he a very talented player? Absolutely. Do I think he can lead a franchise? I don't think he can. I don't think he's John Morant. And we had that debate in the offseason. John Morant has taken off. He's done more in his short career than De'Aaron Fox, plain and simple. Sure. Who's disrespectful to John? Then Tyrese Halliburton. Last year, he shocked a lot of people with his rookie season because nobody expected Tyrese to play that well. But this year, he's been the same player. And I compared him to Malcolm Brogdon last year, which is pretty fair because Malcolm Brogdon has pretty much been the same player that he's gotten a little bit better. But is he an all-star caliber player? No. Tyrese Halliburton, I think the Kings, the biggest problem with the Kings is that they can't draft. That's It's plain and simple. When you're a small market team, you're not getting free agents. So you have to be able to win trades, and you have to be able to draft well. Let's look at their past draft. They drafted Davion Mitchell, who, yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. But when you have Tyrese and De'Aaron Fox already at your guard positions, do you need Davion Mitchell? You didn't need him. You maybe could have went with Chris Duarte, and he could have played the three, or <sighs> Moses Moody. They needed defense. Not that's even that. Not even went. that. Not even that. It's, I mean, defensively, uh, they're atrocious outside Not only of that, but okay, let, let's talk about something else. Last year, 2020 draft, they drafted Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, I think at that time he was the best player available, but you could have went with a wing in Sadiq Bey. Tyrese Maxey has been better than, Tyre, than Tyrese do, Halliburton. And Desmond Bain, even him But do you later trust the, the Kings' development? That's, that's where it gets Buddy Heald is basically tricky. Desmond Bain. That's what? probably why they didn't. No, Desmond no, no, Bain no, no, is better. No, 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 no. He pr- no, he, <sighs> I yes, don't know. He is, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. Better, the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. You just no, no, looked no. at me and no, said, no, 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 he's not the same look, guy, look, but he is the same guy. Because it's like, they're on the same level. Desmond, Blaine, Desmond Bain's better defensively. Desmond Bain yeah, can handle the ball mm-hmm. better and play make better. Desmond Bain cannot handle the ball I don't think so, Buddy man. Hilt. Buddy yes, Hilt, he he's bro. a special offensive guy. Wait, wait. He can shoot. I mean, he shoots the ball really well. I didn't say that. He could give you 25 any night. I'm a special... Come on, bro. You y'all just be adding words. Semantics, y'all love semantics. That's fine. You said uh, Buddy Hield is a special. <laughs> I understand. He has special tendencies for sure. Yeah, bro. Come on. Now you being picky. Now I'm. Well, you're making me be picky now. Buddy Hield's. He's good. He's a lesser Kevin Martin. Okay. That's what he is. Okay. That's, Kevin Martin was a good ball player. Yeah, he was good. Wasn't special. He was good though. Okay, but even then, I, I think Tyrese was a was a good pick, but. When you already have De'Aaron Fox as your lead guy, going guard in back-to-back years with Davion and Tyrese, it, it's just, it, just, it doesn't make sense. You could have got Sadiq Bay or, of course, Duarte. I know they were hoping Franz was there, but he wasn't because <laughs> Orlando took him. Then, I mean, this is the worst whiff of them all. This is like Darko Militich-level whiffs of drafts. You take Marvin Bagley with the second overall pick. You missed on Trey. You missed on Luka Doncic. You missed on Michael Porter Jr. You missed on Shea Gilgis-Alexander. You missed on Miles Bridges. I mean, all of those guys would have been better than Marvin Bagley. And then let's just look at their other history. 2016, they draft Marquise Chris with their eighth overall pick. 2015, they draft Willie Cauley-Stein with the sixth pick. Then they drafted Macklemore, Stauskas, and Thomas Robinson in back-to-back-to-back years in the top 10. I mean, these guys have all been bust. Nick Stauskas, 
he's probably in the G League. Ben McLemore is riding the bench. His best years came in Houston, and that's because James Harden makes anybody look and good. And there he makes his announcement. <laughs> James Harden. And, and Thomas Robinson, I actually thought he was going to be a good player. Yeah, so he just I. never turned out to be a good player. So they have just drafted bus after bus. Mm-hmm. Thomas Robinson, Stauskas, McLemore, Willie Cauley-Stein, Marquise Chris, all top eight picks by the Kings that are not with them this in this current day right now. They have drafted bus after bus after bus. As much as we want to blame Luke Walton, I don't think he's a good coach either. This is the real problem. They can't draft. But you look at the team they have right now, is it necessarily untalented? They're That's not, not they're the not case. A, they're not a playing team in the West. They're not that good, I'm trying to tell you, bro. <sighs> I don't and know. The starting the, five is not bad. If they are, they're the 10th team. There's, there's, I agree with that. They, but the starting five is not bad. There's no reason they should be a lottery team every single season with the talent that they I would have. have. I would, you, have, you have two players ultimately playing out of position in the starting line. I would, I would get you if Darren Fox was playing at the same level he was he's playing. He's been bad this season. He, we, bad uh, for, he's his, been for his people, people liking. People don't talk about this you know, because with the new foul rules, everybody has been highlighting James Harden and Damian Lillard, and they've picked, up, picked it up as of recently. De'Aaron Fox has been really affected by the new foul rules. I mean, his free throw rate is lower. His efficiency has dropped tremendously. If you watch De'Aaron Fox last year or this year, he's not getting those calls because the game is much more physical. And it might take him the entire year to adjust to that, going into next offseason to prepare for that again. You know, I think he's a good player, so he'll probably figure it out. But he's been really affected by these new foul rules. I don't know, man. It's tough. It's I mean, tough for me. Like I said, Walton I was the first. hate to see it. Walt I start, they really firing Walton was the first thing. And then, obviously, you have to look at Vlade, Divac, and them boys upstairs. Like, Yo, Divac is not there. So who's up there? I forgot the name. It's a new GM, though. When did Divac leave? He left after Luke Walton's first year as coach. Mm. And that's why the GM was probably inevitably, inevitably going to fire Luke Walton. Because it wasn't his that coach. That wasn't his coach. Because Divac, Divac made most of those picks. Exactly. And now that Devox is gone, I mean, even even though I'm trying to find a GM, Monte McNair. Okay. So that's him. So even even you know, to be fair, Vadi Devok made all those picks. The Chris pick, Macklemore, Stauskas. Remember he said he made Buddy the Hill was pick. like he said what he said about Buddy Hill that he was like gonna be the next Steph Curry or something like that. He said something like that. Uh he drafted Bagley. Monte McNair is the one that drafted Halley and Davion. Even though I don't think they were proper fits for their team, those are still good picks. Like, you can live with those picks. At least they have not shown to be boss. Like, Stauskas, after year one, you kind of knew. Marquise Chris, the same thing. Cauley Stein, he was a project out of college. Thomas Robinson, you knew. He was a a senior project, which is hilarious. Thomas Robinson, you knew that he would be bad? After his first year, absolutely. After his first year, agreed. But coming like out of the draft, most of, bro, most of these promise. guys after their first year, you knew they were not going to be Cauley Stein. I lottery Thomas pick worthy. Kansas? Yes, Cauley Stein. I knew who he was going to be. But Halle Burton, if he's if Hall, if Halley's not an all star, he's definitely going to be a starter in the NBA. The Aaron Fox, all star caliber player. Rashawn Holmes, a good center. Um, then Davion Mitchell, three and D Pat Bev type of player. At least you're going to get that from him. So at least they're not drafting bus now. Obviously, it's very early, but at least McNair's not been drafting bus. But for the Kings, for them to be good again, it all starts with drafting well. Starts that's that's number one. Next year they got to continue on the pace. And, and a team that doesn't draft well is is Minnesota too. 
but they've lucked into two first overall picks and they've hit on them with Cat and yeah, Anthony Edwards, which it's accelerated them. Yeah, three. Wiggins, Cat, Edwards. Oh, that's true, yeah. That's and a fact. That's three. I just, I just want to tell you, Timberwolves are on a four-game winning streak. Didn't Eight and play, nine. Didn't they play bums? No, they didn't. They're, I'm actually. It was an away stretch. I think they're a playing team. You said fifth seed. They can be a fifth seed. I said eighth, so we'll see about that. So they blew out the, they blew no, out the Grizzlies no, it's not. by they're 40. Only, only oh, I remember that game. They beat the Pelicans. They beat the. They blew out the Spurs, and they they beat the Kings by ten. Oh, okay. But versus the Suns, they lost by three. Oh, okay. It's uh, it's good. It's good. L. That is a good L. It's good L. As good as they come, I guess. Okay, you said the Pelicans. Then you today said, they okay. faced the Heat. <laughs> All right, let me let's see today. We'll see today. They got a good stretch of games: Miami, Charlotte, Philadelphia. Philly, uh, hopefully Embiid can play. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be back know, soon. The Timberwolves, this starting five: Pat Bev, D'Lo, Vanderbilt, Edwards, and Cat. They have the second best net rating in the NBA. Out of all the possessions they played, they played over 100 possessions. The The first one is actually the Knicks bench. The, are you sure? So how are we, the, how much stock are we taking into this stat right now? A lot, because the Timberwolves are, are noticeably better when I Pat agree. Bevin, I'm Dillard just saying healthy. in terms of like the, the best, or you said they're the second best or the best? They're the second best behind the Knicks five off the bench. I could have swore we was one, but okay, I'll live with it. Yeah, that starting five is nuts. I, I thought he was one. That's Between guards, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Between guards, yeah. When um like when Levine, Damar, and then Caruso and Lonzo are there, yeah, but scary hours. The man. best five, the best five net rating wise in the NBA is D Rose, quickly, Alec Burks, Ob, and Noel. Makes That's sense. That's five. your best five. Oh yeah, it has been. But the Timberwolves are second with Pat Bev, D Lo, Edwards. They just have to stay healthy. That's from Cat. They have to stay healthy. No, I mean yeah, D Lo was injured for a couple games. He has to pick it up. Pat too. Bev got he suspended last night or whenever they played pick it up. last. I'm telling you, if D Lo stays healthy. This team, I'm, if I'm not giving stay, up on this team. If D'Lo stays healthy, healthy and stays consistent, Correct. then I'll, I'll jump they on They can be the fifth seed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. He just has to be consistent. Bro, you don't be think healthy. they're better than Denver when they're healthy? When, when Denver's he, healthy? When Denver's healthy, when Minnesota's well, healthy. Well, because that's unfair. That's not unfair. It's not no, unfair if we're because saying we if know Minnesota's only healthy and Denver's not healthy, then obviously Jamal Murray is Torres ACL. I understand, but he's supposed <laughs> yeah. to come back still. Well, MPJ just MPJ on, got though. the little back thingy. Yeah, it's bugging him, so he might be out for the season. I understand, but you're saying you're giving Minnesota they announced the he might be out for the season. MPJ out for the yeah, season? He might Possibly. be. Yeah. What, what's 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 Denver right now? You know, Portland's been winning games. They're they also backing in too. He's been cooking recently. Yeah, I know. You, yeah, I remember that. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What did I say? No, I said they were a playing team. They are. Like the fifth seed right now, or tied for the fifth. fifth seed. Yeah, you guys are so disrespectful to Dame. Uh, we'll see. Okay, the fourth seed is Mavs right now. So it's Warriors, Suns, Jazz, Mavs, Clippers, Blazers, Grizzlies, Nuggets, Lakers, and T Wolves. You guys were so low on the Clippers and the Blazers, man. I wasn't low on them. You said playing. I guess I had them seven. Yeah, stop, stop. They it's can definitely still be a playing team. Oh, no, we're talking right now. You know, the NBA is all about <laughs> right now in the moment. We're talking about right now. Big right I now guy. I do. I mean, the Suns are facing the Warriors win tonight. I think tonight, right? No, Christmas. 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 Unless they play before more, Christmas. Yeah, I know for a fact. I could have sworn they faced them soon. Tuesday, November thirtieth. Oh, it's not mad them. close. That's when we go see Knicks, right? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm actually. I'm hope. I, I think. Look, before the season, I had the Suns as my first seed. I had the Warriors at two, so I want to see how they play against each other. 
I hope everybody the Suns plays are like day. on a 14 game win streak. Yeah, I hope everybody plays. Yeah, I hope so too. Basketball's yeah. been making me sad, guys. The Kings, I mean, yeah, the Lakers, the, the Knicks beat the Lakers. That's crazy. The Lakers, the Lakers suck, bro. Terrible. Yeah, the Lakers do. Suck. Legit hot doo doo. It's been hard. It's been hard to be me. Shut up. It has been. Come on, man. Bro's been following LeBron his whole life and his one bad year, and now it's two. Lost in the first LeBron. round last year. Never happened to me. I mean, you've seen L's a lot. I've also seen W's. Yeah, three. More than everyone at this table combined. Um, sir. Oh, my God. I guess he counts. <laughs> I forgot. He got like five what teams. What you talking about here, buddy? <laughs> yeah, you're right. What you mean? Steph has three rings. So, okay. LeBron has four. Combined. So I got it. Oh. Oh, he, Boston. Boston. Fair oh, enough. 2008. Yeah, hey, we're good. See, you don't combine nothing. He's All right, we're him. tied. Sorry. It's just him, bro. Nah, bro. It's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> I've rooted for teams that have won before. I was going to say Bulls in your lifetime. No way. Celtics won. You tried to say no way. You're not even. Ah, right, whatever. I'm not even going to get into that with you. When you were born, that was the last championship they won. Literally. My birthday started the playoffs. Yeah, you're the actual curse for the Bulls. Why you figure? You came into the world. Bulls. Mm, that's interesting. Um, okay. <laughs> we'll <Yeah>. go with that. <laughs> okay. He came to the world of the Bulls. <laughs> okay. We actually were good for a, a little Are portion. You, when did you come into the world? 1998? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They won a championship that year. 98. Though. That was that's it. You came in. But no, Dang. Ben Gordon and Kirk Heinrich were good. Then we got D-Rose. Good, Oof, good. MVP. No MVP. Imagine. Beat, you know, we used to kill them. And then, you know, yeah, D-Rose got you guys won that one. Didn't even go to a championship. Nah. We played LeBron and D Wade, bro. We played D Wade in his last like elite, like you know what I'm saying. Put the bitch in. You guys built the wall on a six three point guard. That's Add weird. It's called like, smart. What are you talking about? Okay. Okay. Anyways. All right. Yeah. So before we go on to the next segment, a quick word from our sponsor, DraftKings. The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner. Of the NHL has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clap or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big one with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. And disclaimer, bet responsibly, please, guys. Amen. Always and forever. Listen, I'm going to keep saying it every single episode until the Rangers let me down. Put that $1 on the Rangers. We scored five goals last game. We've been playing excellent hockey. We've only not scored one time this season. We have 11 wins. $1, put it on us to score. So um, I was actually going to say something that to, to the audience, audience real quick that this helps us a lot. You know, when you guys use your promo code 
TBPN at DraftKings. If you don't have, I know a lot of people have DraftKings already because it's one of the more popular <laughs> things, and that's why it's surprising that we're even promoting them because they're one of the biggest so crazy uh, gambling companies, uh, sports gambling that's companies out there. Too. The best, the best. FanDuel and I think it's like FanDuel and DraftKings. They're one and two. Yeah. FanDuel's neck in the neck. trash. Throw it yeah. in the trash. FanDuel's, so. FanDuel's, like, FanDuel's like for the hood guy. I wish I was kidding. <laughs> you want to lose money? Open FanDuel. DraftKings does right with all they, they do, do weekly specials. They always have player time. props are open earlier than FanDuel does. DraftKings a move. But yeah, it does help us a lot. It helps us pay pay the bills around here. You know, we just got an editor. Very proud of that. Shout out. Now John. I can sleep earlier. We do. Yeah, and I, yeah John. Yes, he's in the chat. Oh right, right, right. My fault. I'll be asleep. He knows so much about basketball, bro. How do you pronounce his name? Is it Tortorelli? I think it's Tortorelli. Dom yeah. Toretto. Tortorelli. <laughs> Amelia. You're sick. Tortorelli. You say, you no, let me ask you a question. Do you, are, do you do that? <laughs> when you do that hockey thing, is it scripted or you like do that off the dome? Off the dome ski. Fire. I'm a Rangers fan. Got to support. Okay. No, but he knows a lot about basketball. The other day he hit up the chat like, OD. I just figured out the Markel Fultz. <laughs> that was, <laughs> was, totally Ty, like, uh, was, was uh, a very random Markel dog. Fultz yeah, landed no Tyrese Maxey. I was like, what? How is that even possible? <laughs> they came up. And I get, you know, tell them pop up, man. No, Facts. right. He, he has, uh, I think about a thousand subscribers on YouTube. But his work is really A1. Like, I think he deserves way more. And the fact that he's on our team and he's been and wanting he's to edit us. and stuff. Yeah, he'll he's, get his he's dude, he'll get his he'll get his credit eventually. He's from Jersey? He actually is, yeah. He is from Jersey. What spot? Anyone outside of Jersey? I forgot where from Jersey. Is he a Bergen County head or State County? I think he probably might be from Bergen County. I'm That's not sure. Okay. I know that he probably lives like Wanna give out a social too. Okay. <laughs> 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 first last name. One fifty five. Nah, but it, it's crazy, man. So tell me how, uh, just to, before we go on to the next segment, because the next segment are the mailbag questions. Cool. And then we'll finish off with NFL Pick'em. Actually, my dad currently, he's uh, about to build a beach house in El Salvador. He's already yeah. bought land. That's and if you, got, if you guys didn't know, like El Salvador right now, Bitcoin is your national currency. Okay, Bob, the builder? Yeah, Bitcoin is... Bitcoin, <laughs> Bitcoin is your national currency. The president has done an amazing job there. He has like a 100% approval rating. He's been yeah. crazy good, which is crazy because when I was younger, El Salvador was the, the number one homicide capital of the world. You're from El Salvador? Yeah, I am. Really? Yeah. I thought you were Dominican, girl. I always get that. I, I get Puerto Rican or Dominican. Yeah, it was going to be one of those two. I didn't, and now, didn't, didn't think El Salvador. Okay, cool. I'm from El Salvador, and he's going to he's gonna try to build a beach. Out. Well, not try. He is going to do it. He already bought the land. And he's thinking about moving out there. Oh. And at my dad's crib, he he lives in a he lives not too far away from me. I don't want to give out the city. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give out the city for uh, I don't know who you might be ops, listening. Yeah, some ops <laughs> in El Salvador. But just know the crib that he has in Jersey is a pretty nice crib. It has his own like gigantic garage. I'm talking about warehouse yeah. size garage. Like the fact that. There's a commercial kitchen that he rents out to people so they can cook their stuff in there. It's a really... I think I see where this is going. It, it's a big space. And my dad was telling me, like, I'm thinking about selling it if I go. I was like, I'll fucking buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't sell it. I'll live there. And I was like, I could turn the warehouse into the podcast the studio. That'd be nuts. And the, 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 the kitchen is literally... Right now, it's a kitchen because, you know, they're, they cook in there. But it, this is... I'm going to describe it to you guys. So there's the, a really big garage door. You open it up. There's about like, think about the size of this room, but double the size of this room. That's the walkway to the kitchen. 
Then there's stairs that goes up that goes up and there's like an office there that, you know, you can do whatever you want in there. So basically what I'm thinking is that that walkway would be an entire lounge. And then Tough. where this kitchen is, the kitchen is like twice the size of this room as well, like width and like lengthwise as well. And there, you know, just model it out to soundproof are, it and all are that. Are we stuff. about to rip? I am athlete. Have a chef come in mid episode, feed us. Um, we can. Yo, that'd be, that'd be lit. Have you seen that? I'm no. athlete. No, no. I'm blanking on her name. I don't want to disrespect her. She cooks a great food. I didn't know they had chefs on there. Just because you yeah, don't man. know her name is not disrespect. It is. Bro. You got to acknowledge them, obviously. By but name. if you don't know the name, it's life. Ah, I Seven know. million people on earth, bro. <laughs> Fair enough. Can't remember <laughs> everybody's name. No, nah, but yeah, I'm, I've just been dreaming about that spot becoming a store ever <laughs> since crazy, he told lit. me that. That'd be like awesome. even the backyard. There's a jacuzzi in the backyard. What and, the? Yeah, yeah, like, pops is rich. I, I have to like. Uh, I have to. It's it's a really. So we're bringing the shorties to the podcast too. <laughs> got, to. got, got to, got to, the one person. I'm grateful for my girlfriend. For, this guy's hey, man. <laughs> for y'all, for y'all. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> she's the one. She's a part of the one percent too. Ooh. That's facts. The one percent. God bless him. Shout out to that one percent. If you're that one percent, we appreciate you. We cherish you. I think we it's love like zero point one percent. Not gonna lie. Really? Hey, to that zero point one, which is probably Riv's girl and my girl from maybe like once every blue moon. Shout out to y'all. But yeah, I'm just hoping that within like the next year or something like that could get going. Because I obviously like I love this space, but I would want to actually be in like a little bigger, probably uh, a little bigger, but like an actual studio. Like, I think this is just fine. I mean, we've obviously been doing great with just this, but I want to have some, like, legit official thing. You know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. you kidding me? Like a separate spot. It's crazy when people look back, when people view our, when they view our new stuff a year from now and they look back and they see how far we've came. Like, we've had three different stages in studios. The first stage, we, we literally, for the first three episodes, we were going to New York and recording in, like, a WeWork in a WeWork studio with like a roadcaster and stuff like that. We paid somebody for the episodes to do them to like, you know, produce them. But I got mad at him cause he didn't do a good job. And I said, I'm gonna just do it on my own. So this room initially was all red and this table's always been here, but this room initially was all red. Then I painted it gray and nice color. every, if you just go through the episodes, you can see the transformation. This has been the vibe of the studio for like, the past maybe like 60 episodes though. No maybe lights. even more. Those lights. Yeah. But like you can see like the first episodes, you can see like the red walls when we went to New York, the first three episodes. It's crazy, bro. The that evolution nuts, of this. Man. Yeah. Man, and then next up. year when it goes when it's even crazier, people are gonna be like, damn. Look at them. <laughs> yeah. Nah, next year will be crazy. Yeah, I think very interested to see how it turns out. I think this year's gonna be a big year. For real. And everybody's listening, they're a part of it. And Today's episode, Thanksgiving Eve. That's why we want to thank our fans and supporters by answering their questions. So this is the first edition of Mailbag Questions by Pick Aside. So the first question up is from Senegal221. Are the Lakers in trouble? <laughs> right on cue. Uh, didn't have to do this to me. Obviously, I'll go first. Unfortunately... <laughs> I don't want to say we're in trouble. Right now, we don't look great. It's hard when you don't have LeBron in the lineup consistently. It was unfortunate, this suspension. But even down 20, 
Last night against the Knicks, we came back, we had a respectable game, went into the fourth quarter, down two. Our defense is just atrocious, and it's shocking to me, truthfully, especially with Frank Vogel, a defensive-minded head coach. He has not been good for us, not even at all this season. I would not be surprised if we moved on from him if our woes continue within into next week or the week after. I just don't know how much better we can get defensively if Vogel, who has been excellent for us these past two seasons defensively, suddenly now cannot get a hold of this team. I don't want to say we're in trouble yet. I want to see us consistently play with this lineup of obvious THT, Russ, uh, Anthony Davis at the five, LeBron. That four is a question mark. I would love to see Melo start. I understand that his role is best suited off the bench right now. That four is in question. We still haven't seen Trevor Ariza get healthy and come into the lineup. That's going to be huge for us defensively at least. I don't want to say we're in trouble, but I am starting to get a little bit worried, obvious for obvious reasons. No, no. But I, I, I want to see us play consistent before I give my <laughs> final verdict. I think we'll be okay ultimately. I do still think we'll make the playoffs. But right now, it's it's hard to look at the Lakers and think many positive things. But we were down big last night, came back, gave a, a decent fight. I think that will be ultimately all right in the end, but right now it's tough. You know, it's cute how you like you're relying on a 36 year old three and D player to come back and just yeah, change right. reality. Um, Trevor Reason. Okay, I almost yeah. threw up for a <laughs> second. LeBron. I'm like, we're calling LeBron three and D. Um, yeah, the Lakers are in trouble, but not in a way where it's like, oh, it's over, the season's done, so. But no, they're in trouble right now, and they're in trouble because of multiple reasons. One, health. They haven't been healthy all year. It's a fact. You know, THT's been out the lineup. LeBron's been out the lineup. Trevor Reason's yet to play. Kendrick Nunn was in and out the lineup. AD's been in and out the lineup. You know, Mr. Anthony Disney close. He's been in and out the lineup. The one so consistent has Anthony been, you know, the one consistent has been Russell Westbrook. He's been in the lineup for the most part, which is to try. It's the worst thing if he's <laughs> the most consistent. But, yeah, they have been healthy, you know. Another thing, you don't play defense. You know, Anthony Davis, as good as he's been, doesn't look like that defensive machine that he looked like. Years prior. Not, not mm-hmm. last year, but the year before. He doesn't look like that guy. You know, he doesn't look that fast. He really does look like he's banged up with a couple injuries, or he looks a little bit a slow step. Offensively, he's been fine, but I think defensively is when he's it's Anthony Davis is at his best when he's defensively at an elite level, and offensively he's at an elite level. He hasn't been great. Westbrook still has yet to find his footing. He makes turnover, bonehead mistakes. His shooting is still awful. Even the commentators sometimes are like, "Yo, bro, what? Like, what the hell?" So it, it's that. And then of course, I I like that the Lakers fans think just LeBron coming back fixes things, right? You know, oh yeah, when we get LeBron back, yeah, we'll be good. No, you guys weren't good when LeBron was in the lineup. Then when he got hurt and he came back. You weren't, not true. No, no, no. You, you weren't that good true. when he was in the lineup. He got hurt. You weren't that good. He came true. back. You still weren't that good against Detroit. I, I like how you like to walk past that game. Yeah, you won that game. Yeah, but you were back. you were down big to a young Detroit. Let's be honest. A not good Detroit team. A young Detroit team. You were down big and was letting Jeremy Grant walk all over you guys and give you 30. Then religiously. they turned it off. Yeah, you did. You, but you shouldn't have been down that big. That's a and then, of course, in the garden, a struggling Knicks team, like a struggling Knicks team, you guys are down big yet again. You did come back, yes. Bless you. But it's just Thanks. stuff like you guys haven't looked good even with LeBron being back. And I think eventually, I think this team is going to take a full season to really figure it out. And that's going to suck because come playoff time, you're going to have to click right away. But I think you guys have multiple problems. And right now, you're not looking too good. But it's okay to say that. It's not an end-all, be-all thing. But just right now, you guys aren't that good. I just don't think the Lakers can get past the Warriors in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, no way. I don't think you guys can get past the Suns in the playoffs, mm. truthfully. I think the Suns just have too much chemistry right now. And 
this next question leads in is it, it goes hand in hand with the, with the Lakers question. It's from Jose Madrid three one zero seven seven. Where do the Lakers have? What do the Lakers have to do to turn things around? They're doing me in two questions in, in a row. In, in my opinion, I think that the Lakers have to just put more spacing on the floor. I I think it's pretty dumb for the Lakers to have DeAndre Jordan out there while having Russell Westbrook out there. It just it's not going to work. You know, having the paint that clogged up when Russell Westbrook, you know, he can't really shoot is really a recipe for disaster. I think that's number one. They have to start playing small more, and I think that can hopefully turn things around for this team. Honestly, I don't even know. Because, yeah, you can take DJ off the floor, but Russell Westbrook has been a below-average finisher this year. So it's like, you know, you're going to, yeah, of course you're going to give him spacing, but he hasn't even been good enough to even deviate him that spacing. So it's like I think for this moment you have to kind of just do your rotations a little better. You know, try to have Westbrook run with the second unit more. Try to have him out there less with LeBron and AD, you know, run him more with just a bunch of shooters. You know, try to have LeBron and AD run more together and without Westbrook. I think that really is the key. You you know, you wanted Melo to start. I don't think Melo should start. He should come off the bench. But I think Westbrook I definitely should just, you know, run more with the second unit, let him run the show. Because at this point right now, it's it's really hard because you guys, a bunch of guys that just don't fit. My biggest issue coming into the season was that we needed more shooting. Melo has been unbelievable. He's helped fill that void to a degree, but I need to see it more on a consistent basis. Anthony Davis has been terrible from three-point land. Russell Westbrook has been not the best from three-point land either for obvious reasons. LeBron has been great when he's on the court. He's been an excellent three-point shooter for us. But really outside of that, Andre Ellington hasn't been anything. Andre? What's his, I'm Wait. sorry, Wayne, excuse me. <laughs> no, Wayne. Who's, I feel like there is an Andre Ellington. Oh, there is. Andre Miller. Retired. Andre Miller. No, I feel like there is Andre Ellington. Regardless, I apologize. Wayne yeah, Andre Ingram. Is he a running back? Yo, that's a that's a Laker legend that I can't Andre claim. Andre Ellington is a running back. <laughs> What's his name? Andre Ellington? Yeah, there the we go. That's I, I knew he was some kind of professional. We, we, we combined these NFL and NBA. I got confused. But regardless of that, Wayne Ellington hasn't been what we expected at all. What did I, you expect? I just thought he would be a better corner specialist for us or, or some kind of three-point shooter for us. <laughs> we, have, we, need, we needed shooting, and he was supposed to be that option for us. Wayne so Ellington, what did you expect? Yo, Wayne Ellington's a solid three-point shooter. Like, What's his percentage this year? Oh, God, I don't even want to oh, look. I'm gonna start sit up I don't want to look. <laughs> and defensively, that's those are our two big issues, shooting and defense. We're the 28th-ranked defense right now, and that's unacceptable, especially given the fact that Anthony Davis is one of the best defenders in the league. He hasn't shown that up until this point in the season but I will give him some 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 uh, a break here he has to focus on offense without Anthony Davis his offensive output the Lakers have minimal offense regardless of what Carmelo Anthony has provided for us uh, Russell Westbrook these last couple of games he's just been too inconsistent offensively Anthony Davis has to give 110 percent to offense and it's taken away from his defense and that's not where the Lakers strive you need Anthony Davis to be 50 50 on both sides not having him have too much pressure on either end either side of the court once LeBron comes back, that offensive load won't be as high. He's back. This the next game, thank God. He's shooting thirty four percent from three. That's not horrible, but His I would have liked to. Is average it, is thirty eight percent. I was ideally hoping for 39, 40 well, best early, case. Though, he just came back. Though. Like, he has two, what, three attempts, four attempts. You right, want right Wayne, now? You want Wayne Ellington running in there taking five attempts? Uh, three, from three-point, if he's our only option, he's been solid his whole career, sure. This guy's all giddy because he's finally got a good team around in Chicago. You guys are in shambles. It's, 
Listen, it's hard. It's hard being a hey, Lakers fan. Man, if DeMar we'll DeRozan okay. can hit some threes, it should be no excuse oh, for you man. guys. I'll tell you what, though. I'm sick and tired of hearing that the Lakers should have traded for Buddy Heald. I'm, I'm tired of it. It's over and you done You called with. him special. You did call Offense, him special. That has nothing to do with... I'm just is tired Russ of special? hearing it. Is Russell okay, Westbrook so he special? Is, he is. Offensively? offensively, no. No, he's just no, a special he is, type player. Give him that. the credit. Come no, on. No, right now? No, like right yes. now, offensively, he's not a special player. Westbrook, right now, he's not. Nothing wrong with saying that. He's a, he's a special basketball player. Okay, fair That's, a, that's what I'm You're saying. Speaking of strictly offense, though. Yo, I will no. say, you get uh, disrespected yeah, you Buddy Heald as a shooting... Man. As yeah. as a shooter, he shot over 40, 41, 42%, like three seasons, four seasons in a row. No, so, Buddy's a, a shooter. Like, I know that. I guess I should have said special shooter. I said offensive player. Yeah, you and just that went was wrong. blank offense. Yeah, and like, I apologize for that. He's a special, even special shooter. shooter is kind of a stretch. I don't know, bro. 42, go, 43% averaging over three threes a, a game. Of, he takes a certain amount of threes, like a he, certain type of threes. But he agreed, but he's still making over three threes a game last season. It depends because he, he's streaky. He, agreed. Agreed there. But shooting-wise, you can't argue with 42% from shoot. three. He can definitely he can. shoot the ball. He can. But I'm tired. My initial point, I'm tired of hearing it. It's over and done with. We got to oh, ride no, with the clear. squad that we have. And Russell Westbrook is a better ball player than Buddy Heald. I understand fit. And, man, I would love a, a 3 and D type player like Buddy Heald. But it's over and done with. We have the squad that we have now. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Stop yeah, bringing yeah. it up, truthfully. Yeah, yeah. You're Buddy Hill's not that good of a defender, though. <laughs> no, I agree. You're at a point where I you're agree. talking about you have to tell people Westbrook is better than Buddy Hill. You're at that point I in your know, life. Man. Yo, <laughs> I hate you right now. now. I hate <laughs> you. That's <laughs> crazy. That's crazy how we've come to that with Russell Westbrook, though. It's just terms yeah. of fit. But did we not know this would happen? This is the thing, though. I, I oh think that God. Russell Westbrook's stats... Tell a different story than what your eyes tell you. Oh, your eyes tell you everything. When you look at the stats, you're you're saying this is one of the greatest point guards of all time. And he still is. He's a top 10 point guard of all time. There's no doubt about it. Facts. But right now, you just watch, like, for example, if you compare, if somebody were to just randomly look up one day Russ's numbers compared to Chris Paul, they would think Russ is better than Chris Paul. But if you watch the game, you know Chris Paul is a far better player than Russell Westbrook. It just, in my opinion, running the point guard position. He's a better player than Westbrook. He's still a great player, and I think he gets disrespected more than he should, but the flaws in his game are very real, and they do hold teams back. Yeah, I just don't think the Lakers, like normally going back in the past years, I would think, oh, LeBron will figure it out. You know, it'll be fine. It's LeBron and say D, but I mean, this is three years in a row where LeBron's not Superman anymore. He's getting injured. Two years, two years. True, the bubble. Yeah, the bubble blessed him, honestly. It, LeBron was not hurt. I need people I think to get what, that clear. But I think what he, people love I, but, to say but, but, benefited but, him. But it was AD, I, if you can, you can say that year counts too because AD was also playing at that elite level. So LeBron didn't really have to do as much as he needed to do. Like when D Wade was falling off and he kind of had to yeah. step into it's that. He didn't have to do that. LeBron, Anthony though, Davis like, was just as elite. So he didn't really have to do that and go in and carry LeBron job. LeBron has it's been like, injured three, um, three of the um, four years, though. Yeah. No, he. Three of the four, correct? Because the first year he got hurt, and before before that, that's fifteen four, yeah. years in a row of no injuries. So like it's a different I, LeBron and different team that just can't carry a bad team. Like let's be honest, I like AD. Feel, I feel like a, an underrated thing that's not being spoken about right now is AD's inability to hit three. He's shooting under twenty percent from three point range. We told you it wasn't a great three point shooter before the season. Yeah, You're like he could shoot thirty nine. Condescending. Enough. All right. I don't need it. We told you. Hold on. Let me finish. That being said, the year that we won, he was fantastic in the for playoffs. his. No, for the season, he was still over 33%. If you need him to be a great shooter. Is not good. It's for a center, for, for a big. It's average. That's for a center and a big. Come on now. For your five. Like, it's average. Okay, the listen. Fact that he, no, it's not average for a big. 
definitely not. I'm sick of you bringing up that Disney That'd World be, Championship what do you that mean? you won. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Like, where's your regular championship? Uh, I don't want to hear it. Is AD becoming a what if player? My God, this is enough. What I'm you mean not, by that? <laughs> he's an all 75. He's an all 75 Should've player. Should have been up there, he's, but it's okay. Regardless of that. He should have not just over, not over Howard. I'm sure. talking about AD as a what if player because we all hold him to this high standard when in reality he's only had one spectacular winning season. And that's because of Brown. Are we going to yeah. forget that, that season? Year, no. When they were a exactly. six seed. That was a great year. Come on. And then they beat Portland in the they first round. They were a six seed. That's facts. But and they would have been higher if, D- if Boogie didn't get hurt. 100% they been no the, different, the difference between three and six that year was like two games. But I'm saying they would have been higher if Boogie didn't go down with the ACL Because they were playing both excellent. of them were playing at an elite oh level God. at the time. No, that's true. I'm not, trying to, I'm not doubting Anthony Davis, but I feel like to this point, he, we talk about him more than he's accomplished, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, we talk about Loki, a, I mean, like AD. Oh every, everybody wants to put AD as a consensus top five, top ten player in the league. There were, there were, you know, people were drawing comparisons to him and Giannis when they're not even close in terms of accolades and impact on the court. One stays healthy. AD, it feels like he's becoming a what-if player. I think he's a confirmed top ten. Be. I don't think he's top five. I don't think he's significant no. top, but I think AD? he's a yeah. confirmed top ten. I think he's. I don't think there's ten basketball players better than him. No. in the game right now, I don't think so. But I think you can draw out a smooth five, six, seven. Would you say eight. this season DeRozan's better? Oh, we doing it this <laughs> season thing. Yeah, yeah, we're doing we doing. I mean, we got to go by season by season though. What, yeah, but with players like see what puts you keeps you in the top five is so not LeBron's just a one not season 10 thing. If we're going off this season. Well, that's LeBron, well, the difference is that LeBron has a 20-year resume. That's my thing. I think it keeps AD, you in the top five, top six, top seven. AD was hurt last year. True. It was. AD's hurt every year. But he came back, and he was dominant, and then he got hurt, and we lost. I mean, the only the is. only thing keeping AD afloat right now is that bubble. running the bubble. Mr. Bubble. And against that's keeping the, pel- his, the, that, the, the only Blazers. thing keeping AD afloat in that upper echelon elite conversation is that bubble. Which run. was a magical run. We're not going to deny that. It was an elite run. All time, he was nuts. All time run, no, 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 no cap. You taking AD over Jokic? <laughs> no. no, no, you're not. You can't say him right now. You can't. I'm not. Are you taking him over Luca? I'm still taking no. him over Embiid. He's not. I wouldn't. He's not. I wouldn't. I'm not taking AD over any floor raiser in the league right now. He's not a floor raiser. He's a ceiling raiser. I wouldn't. But if if I already have my number one and I need a number two, I'm taking AD over most guys in the NBA. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Now, next question. This is from John Tortorelli. <laughs> Oh wow! All right, editor. Uh, where will Matt Ryan be next year? This is an interesting this question. Is for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is for Drew. I, if this is for me, I had a, the worst case possible for me off season wise. Denver. Yes, because I would love I, my ranking list is obviously. It's a wait and see with Deshaun Watson, but I, you're I, still waiting. I've come in. I've said multiple Deshaun, times. That he's coming to us, or you're just saying in general? Just in whether, general, man. I understand that, which is fine. Listen, I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's a huge wait and see with Deshaun, but I've said it multiple times. I think that he is the most talented, the most complete quarterback in the league. I would love him on my Broncos, but again, circumstance, you can't you can't really count on Deshaun Watson right now. So then the next on the list is Aaron Rodgers, which is not too bad of an option. Then after that, that's when we come to Matty Ice. <laughs> and that's why I would be upset because those two names are, are definitely better Wait, than Matty Ice at this point in you're time. A, you're a Broncos fan. Yes. Your Broncos. current quarterback is Teddy yes, Bridgewater. I know, I know. And you'd be I'm upset being greedy. with Matt I'm being Ryan. Greedy. I'm being greedy. Is that It'd okay? It'd be hard to acquire him, bro, because he has a $48 million cap hit. So that's a ton of money to take on. And not only that, the Falcons are going to have to... We have money. The, we have 
60, 60 mil next season. What's the cap? dead okay. cap? What's That's the dead cap for uh, forty million yeah. if he gets traded? We have no, I'm s- talking about cut. If he gets cut, same forty million, forty point so five. Are the Falcons saving any money uh, if they cut him? Eight million, so thirty two in net dead cap. Okay. So like that's a huge cap hit, and that's not something I don't know what you're really getting for Matt Ryan because if you have to trade for him, it's different when well, like for Jared Goff, for example, like and you're acquiring Matt Stafford back and upgrading. Yeah. But for this, you're trading Matt Ryan, and obviously you're gonna want some draft compensation, whether it's a second, third round pick. But from the Broncos side of things, are like we take him on, we're extremely limited now in free agency of what we could do. I we already got a sack roster. See, but think we have a hundred percent agree. Our roster is how many years have we been saying this in a row now? We're a QB away. Uh, at least yeah. we are a QB away. Matty Ice comes into this scenario with a decent O line. The only issue is our right tackle. You just, you just signed up all your receivers yeah. now. I got a question for you. If Matt Ryan goes to the Broncos, are you better than the Chiefs or Chargers? We're better than the Raiders for sure. Roster wise, it's so close, that, man. Yeah, it's so close because our defense is there in needs an offense that can keep it off the field. That's what it truthfully needs. Matty Ice comes into a situation where he has Sutton, Judy, who will become all-world with a quarterback like Matty Ice. Font is a solid tight end. Javante Williams will be a top-10 running back in the league whenever he gets the back to himself. We have the talent for sure. It's a matter of quarterback. Matty Ice could come into this situation, easily make us an 11-win team. by Easily. easily. Matt Ryan has been... Matt Ryan has been... Still playing at a really good level in Atlanta. Um, I got two questions though. Is Vic Fangio gonna get fired? He's gone. He's gone. I he want an offensive minded coach. Yes, when was be. the last time we so had one? You're gonna fire well, one higher offensive Let's coach. Just, this, this is a good sure. question. I want too. that. Do we see Matt Ryan leaving Atlanta? That's the biggest issue because Atlanta does he has want to win. Does he want? Does he care I about get his that, legacy? But I, I just don't think that Atlanta is gonna release or trade Matt Ryan when they don't have a backup quarterback you to think, give the range to. Did you think to? that the Should Lions would ever let Matty Staffy go? No. Well, then, it's no, possible. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying no, but... It's a tough one. It's tough. I understand what you're the, saying. The Detroit shouldn't have done that. Correct. I but agree. they should have at the same time. It was yeah, a good, they got it was two a good first move. Round picks. Yeah. Do you think Denver's trading two first-round picks? Hell for, no. No, no. He's not worth two first-round picks right now. I just think Sean McVay and the Rams are the only team in the league that <laughs> don't value their picks that at all. <laughs> I agree. But our picks are going to be too high this year to trade away at first. Yeah, yeah so I think it's a second and third type of deal. I don't even think you get a first from Matt Ryan with this big of a cap hit, 37 years old. After this, he's only he signed through 2023 as well. 37, it's not what I want. I yeah, really don't want it. It's hard to get a franchise. I mean, if you can right. it's hard to Deshaun And in the draft, Deshaun's I don't want a QB. So hard, bro. Deshaun's so, so hard. I, I'll, prayer. I'll, give you this, prayer. I'll give you this other scenario. Um... Let's say the Dolphins right now, they're like front runners to trade for Deshaun Watson. Yes. If the Texans have said that they don't want Tua, if Deshaun goes to Miami and Texans, they don't want Tua, do the Broncos become that third team that get Tua? (laughs) This dream come true. Would you want Tua on your squad? That Tua would be phenomenal. I I really have to fight back tears right now, too. (laughs) I really do. Over what if? Over. Tua is so under... It's criminal how underrated the he Dolphins has been. The Dolphins suck, bro. bro the Dolphins organization has done him so dirty. This offensive line is the worst in the league. I don't know what to think of uh, Brian Flores. He's been up and down so far in his career. Their yeah, weapons is te- are terrible outside. Waddle and Gasicki are solid, but Preston Williams... He's been uh, hurt, man. That hurts. Yeah, he came back this hurt. week and got he's hurt. He's always hurt. Devontae Parker always hurt. Will Fuller always hurt. Like Gasicki is firm. Yeah, I think, Gasicki's really good. Yeah, I think we still in the uh, Watson sweepstake or not? Nah. 
I think Hurts is the Jaylen guy. Hurts is gonna you be guys have too many picks I know, it's to, crazy build, to, say, like, to build a really good team because this this but draft Deshaun's doesn't. like twenty six though. He's still a young dude, bro. I I know, bro. He's but you don't trade because you guys are gonna have to trade. He's going to trial. I mean, if he beats it. He's, I know that's it's a what if I don't want to let's not talk about I also like believe the, it's a civil I, I just, case so I, I'm gonna just be honest bread, if, you know what I'm, if, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely honest Jalen Hurts is a guy that you can win with easily he, he I get that but why not it's Deshaun, it's Deshaun. It's Deshaun. Like, I, I get question. it but it's Deshaun it's Deshaun I, I, I get it but Hurts bro Hurts is a I don't get it Thank God. you just don't because the thing is you're gonna have to trade four for three to four first yeah, right that's true and you have three first this year that all I mean the Colts might make the playoffs but all potentially gonna be like top 15 picks yeah, you know and true. that Miami pick is gonna be two maybe oh, yeah. you know I think I think the Eagles they're in you're in a perfect great position. situation with the just Eagles hurts. have a bright future their offensive line is great the defensive line Gotta is get great a little younger though at, at no we're line. releasing we're probably gonna release Cox at the end of the year yeah, it's probably going to save you, Brad. Javon Hargrave has been good. Oh, yeah, that's uh, it. He's, he's got to get younger, this. but yes. The Eagles, they should draft Garrett Wilson. Have Devontae Another, Smith, Garrett Wilson, yeah. Dallas Goddard. How high do that, you think that pick is? You're saying with I the think two picks? Garrett Wilson's take a top care 15 pick. We have our yeah, pick, yeah, yeah. We have our pick, Miami's Miami pick, Colts. and we might get the Colts pick. It's going to be the first or second. First. But Drew, as long keep, as Wednesday's healthy. But, Drew, keep on talking about Tua because it feel like you was you was in a, in a love circle. emotional? Yeah, you guys let me cool down a you little bit. You talked about him being really underrated. Got, I mean, he He's, has been special this season. He really has. Special? He has He's been. been he has been when he's played, special he, word and I'm everywhere. fine using it here. And that's simple as that. Truthfully, <laughs> this past this past Sunday against the Jets, the Jets put up a good game plan. The Dolphins have no offensive line. He is getting pressured worst. all the, the time. His pocket presence has been really, really great. And throw that he made over it was like 50 yards in the air. The ability to just feel the pressure, step up in the and pocket, he was hit and too. make a dot of a throw. He made so many great throws on Sunday. Tua won them that game. By far, that defense was trying everything it could. Jason Sanders was doing everything it could to lose <laughs> this game. Tua stepped up and won. 100% is the Jets. I get it. But look at what he did against the Ravens. Uh, yeah, he did yeah. play against the Ravens. He was came great against the Ravens. The Ravens defense sucks too, though. It does suck, but the fact still, that he still had 100. After halftime. Exa- he wasn't you know, even he supposed wasn't... to play with a broken finger through for 150. His organization hates him. The front office hates him. The Dude, coaching it's, it's staff hates him. They had Jacoby. If you're a franchise quarterback, I don't understand how you could go from Drew. St- starting Jacoby Brissett, right? And he's your he's your starting quarterback, and your franchise quarterback is healthy enough to be the backup. I don't care that's a broken finger. If he's your franchise quarterback, he either plays or he's inactive because you can't risk hurting him coming in the backup. He came in after all of that nonsense. We've heard about it all season about Deshaun Watson. And now with this injury, they've been super weird about him. It's multiple games where he's been the backup to Jacoby Brissett, even though he's not healthy enough to play. So to come in Thursday night football, everyone's watching, and you know that your your head coach, I really don't think he believes in Tua. For whatever reason, he likes Jacoby Brissett more. To come in and to really put that game away because the Ravens were low-key coming back. Miami just played cover zero 90% of the game, and, and Baltimore had no answer, which is beyond me, but it was really impressive to me. That's one of Tua's more impressive. Even though he didn't win them the game, he came back, or he came into the game and secured them the win. All right, here we go. Uh, Last thing say I'll this. say. Let me say this real quick. Highest completion percentage in the fourth quarter, when it matters the most. Number one, Kyler Murray, 81%. Number two, Tua Tagovailoa, 76. Highest yards per attempt in the fourth quarter this season. Kyler Murray, 9.7. Tua Tagovailoa, 9.2. K1 Elite. <laughs> He's with elite company with obviously K1. I will say this. <laughs> Tua has gotten a bit of a bad rap. He's not 
a terrible quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. No. He's a good quarterback. Tell me comp. But he's not special. He's not special. Look at what he's been put in. A, look at the situation he's been put in. He has great weapons around him. Great no, is him, a bro. Waddle, and what else? <laughs> Waddle, Gasicki, and who? Gasicki's a top we, tight end I, in the league. And right Gasicki had got, seven targets, no zero catches. Waddle's really good, but with he's a combination still a of Jacoby and, and and Tua, and then, bro, you look at Devontae Parker. Ultimately, Williams, let's just like, talk about this. He was drafted in in twenty twenty quarterback draft class. You know that. You're gonna say Herbie? I get it. He's the fourth best quarterback in that class right now. First is Herbert, second is Burrow, third is Hurts, fourth is Tua. I don't see nothing wrong with that dude. And Jordan Love, we we have uh, yet to see him. That's, he could easily be better than Tua. Uh, easily, yes. See, bro, man, this relax. is where you lose me. This is where you lose so, me. So Tua is the fourth best quarterback in this class, but was drafted. You second. could still make the argument. I'm a big Hurts fan, but you can make the argument for three Which just because Tua. Bro, hurt. I don't know why you hate Hurts. It's, I don't hate it's crazy, honestly. It's like a 50-50 mold here. But regardless, the way that Tua gets treated by this organization, and he's still... Because one of his biggest knocks last year was he didn't push the ball down the field. Like, he had one of the lowest yards per completion in the NFL. And as Drew just said, he's really picking it up this year. And I know he picked up Waddle, but it's really the same weapons as last year. Will Fuller has not been on the field. He's doing it with guys who are, are truly like Jakeem Grant. Like, like who is not he even, really? Uh, not oh, even. He's on the Bears no, literally. now. Uh, Who's the other small receiver they have? Albert Wilson has Albert been. Wilson he's been pretty. Good. He's Albert been Wilson okay. Facts. These last couple of weeks he's been on, but again, injury issues. Preston Williams in and out of the lineup just Devontae comes Parker's, back out. Devontae Parker, exact same thing. When he doesn't he's have good field, weapons, bro. The Dolphins do not have good weapons. And Miles Gaskin is he's been mid. He's an average. He's been mid. <laughs> on to the next question. This is from Serge. Who's oh, a moderator God. on our Discord? <laughs> Packers. Yeah. Packers surge, man. 14 I'll and give him his three, love. I think. 14 yeah, 14 and, and three. That, that's his, he sad. wanted me to say his Discord name. Uh, so his question is, is Carson Wentz a top 10 or 15 quarterback, and is the gap between him and Dak Prescott that far off? 15. Top 15. I th- I'll give him top 15. The gap between him and Dak, I'm it's still big. yes, it's big. It's, it's big. Dak Prescott. Dak obviously. is MVP level. Wentz is not. And Dak has never had a season like the one that Wentz had. Two years ago, last season. Yeah. Last season. Yeah. Wait, what are you saying? I'm saying that it's Dak and it's not close. Yeah. You said that Wentz Dak has never had a season the no, way that Dak, no, Dak has never had. Dak has never had exactly. Dak has never had a Wentz like season. Correct. Yeah. All right, but Dak has never had a, a Wentz like season that he had in 2017. Wentz was playing really well that year. Uh, you know I what? I mean, this year Dak's playing his rookie year. He was amazing. What was that? Eleven games. Yes. That was 11 games. Might have been 11, yeah. So Dak in five games was outrageous last season. Five games. Five games, for sure. Six yeah. less is this. Do you remember it, who they played, though? It was it was it not sustainable. Was, it, it, no, he it was, was, it was on page like 6,000. It was, it, it was not ridiculous. And then rookie season to go 13-3. and three, Tough. To win rookie of the year, to have the numbers that he did. Right. Be a fourth-round pick. You know, fourth, yeah, fourth-round pick by the Cowboys. To beat out Tony Romo. Tony Roman did get hurt. Zeke but did have an elite year. Zeke too. was amazing. He definitely helped. Dak Dak's is spectacular. Progression, but Dak is spectacular, and I think right now there is a, a gap. Carson Wentz has to prove himself once again because of twenty twenty. He, he has to prove himself he once again. He definitely has. Is, I will say this: right now, Carson Wentz is in a similar situation to what Dak Prescott was as a rookie. Great running back behind him. This is the first time Carson Wentz has a great running back and can rely on a running game. This much, and you look at what he's doing. He's playing some of the most efficient football of his career. Michael Pittman has taken that next step. They don't even have a tight end that's really reliable. T.Y. Hilton has been in and out. So Carson Wentz with better weapons and a 
offensive line I can pass block because the Colts aren't a great pass blocking offensive line. Their line's been a little like everyone still thinks they're a top five line, but their line hasn't been great this the run, year. Running, the run block has yeah. been ridiculous. Yeah. Which and helped. Quinn Nelson also only came back, I want to say either week five or week six, one of the yeah. two. Yeah. I think he's top fifteen though. I think the only I think with Wentz, it's just we have to wait and see because Dak has granted he's been playing better, he's been more consistent, but he has been blessed with elite receiving core. He's been blessed with a consistent running game. With Wentz, it's kind of been 50-50 on those. So it's really a wait and see, but it's still a, a little bit of a gap at the moment. But he's catching up, though. Wentz also just makes a few, like, multiple decisions a game where you're yeah. like, what the hell, what are you thinking? Yeah, now he you do be bugger. Yeah, yes, for he sure. Be, he be losing. He like he sometimes. sometimes he just does things. You're like, bro, like well, he that, does the make one some, He does make plays the, where it's like, yeah. only a few can make in yeah, the league. So does Darnold. Darnold has that same tendency where he makes some head scratches and he you also makes to, wow plays. I see what you just tried to but do. But nah, it, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Just because like just because you can make those plays doesn't yeah, mean you true. always should. But I don't know if he does it every game though. Wentz makes plays is winning though. He's winning though. No, no, for sure. Don't bring up It's not close. You gave Zeke. Give him Jonathan Taylor. He's, yeah, this, this is the first time with Jonathan Zeke, Taylor. Like, I'm, I'm, but that's exactly what I'm saying. You're he's saying had that Zeke his whole life. For sure. Stop. Fair. He's had Zeke his fair. whole life. Fair. Fair. And Tony Pollard. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Tony Pollard. Now he got Coop. Really he got CeeDee Lamb. He got yep. Gallup. Pittman Jr. just Cedric broke Wilson onto the good. season. Cedric Wilson would, would start on the Colts. That's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. He would, though. Yeah. Pascal hasn't been bad. He really yeah, hasn't he's, been he's bad. Pascal. Cedric Wilson is yeah. better than Pascal. They're the same yeah, level. They're, 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 they're no, 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 average. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Cedric Wilson is just, I just want with to see, the stacked receiving court. I just want to see Carson Wentz win an elite receiver one time. This is like one time. all over again. Bro. No, yeah. Cedric yeah. Wilson, come Cedric on, Cedric Wilson bro. has made plays for the Cowboys. What are you talking about? <laughs> he, I remember and Pascal has ha- has made plays for the Colts. That's because he has to. There's games where he's the first receiver. They don't have anybody. I just want to see Wentz with an above average receiver at one point. He's never going to start. Say that again. I just want to see Wentz with an elite receiver one time. He does have that. Michael Pittman is an above average receiver. Oh, no, yeah. an elite receiver. He he's he's going he's, he's teetering into yeah, that we, I category. Wait, I want to see him with a Cooper level type receiver, a CD Lamb. I want to nah, see him Pittman one time is really with that. Good. No, he's I know he's good. He's, really, good. he's been, but he's. I had, think Pittman's high end comp could be an Amari Cooper, like talent wise. You know, nah, I, like I mean, Cooper he's a clean walked route in, but nah, Cooper Pittman's walked a clean in. Route runner. Cooper nah, walked in. He was like that. Well, coming out of college, Cooper was a different process. Like that. Pittman is going to be a little bit of a worse version than Mike Evans. Kenny Galladay. So wait, you'll so give 9, you'll give him Mike. I was gonna <laughs> say you'll give him Mike Evans, but you won't give him Amari. I'm talking about play style, I, bro. Yeah, he's kind of like that. Okay. I was just saying talent. See, but wise. he's. I feel like play style. Michael Pittman's not a go up and get it type receiver. He can be. Yeah, he definitely is. He, he is. can be. No, he is. But he can. I saw him catch a ball over three guys. He yeah, can he's be. But so can Cooper. He's that. He's that. Cooper Co- is a more route Co- runner, Cooper technical type a, receiver, Co- which is Pittman. Cooper is in the mold of like the Jerry Judy's. Route running is their specialty. I mean, they're in Pittman's, the mold of him. His, his Michael route Pitt, running. Michael Pittman, I think, is in the is in the category with jump ball, lengthy, not not he gets open, not, not speedy type receivers. So that's like a Mike Evans kind of guy. Not speedy basically means to me is your route running is mint, or you're more physical. You have physical people. I don't even think his body's like that. His body's like Mike Evans, bro. Like they're kind of, they're built Who? the same way. Mike Michael Pittman Jr. Pittman's skinny though. That's what I'm saying. Evans he's not a big. physical yeah, type now, guy. Pittman, he's, he's really physical. He, Pittman and Mike Evans in like year one and two wasn't that as big as he was now. 
That's the same with Pittman Jr. He's going to get to that now, size Mike eventually. Mike Evans was a big boy. I, I just think play style. Physique size probably Cooper, I, don't, I don't see the play style comp. Yeah, I was just saying more of a talent perspective. Like, I don't think Cooper was ever a – he was never a top five receiver in that league, but he was that borderline elite receiver, which I think Pittman kind of get borderline elite. I don't think he's ever going to be elite top ten. Just well, he's going to have a 1,000-yard receiver scene this year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. He'll have multiple. I think – you know who is similar to Mark Cooper in terms of play style? DJ Moore. Very similar. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I, I don't think see, Cooper's just bigger. Like he's just, I think he's just a, like a big receiver, just who could do. Cooper's a poor man's Tay Adams. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to compare him to Tay. That's, 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 that's why he's poor. <laughs> that's why he's a poor man. And nah, you got to say like poor, all poor. Nah, I mean that's, that's, for, that's, for me. That's that's a bit weird because I think Tay Adams incorporate so many different receivers games into his game. Nice, like dude. I see D Hop and Tay Adams a lot. Like I see them they play very similar. I, it, it's oh, just I just gave Tay Adams a compliment. I know, but I just I'm just saying like I think Tay Adams there's so many different styles that Definitely. you can put put put, put him he's into. got a little bit of Mike Evans, he's got a little bit of D Hop, he's got his own original flair in, in route running cuz obviously he's argue, he's probably the best route runner in the league by far. So I agree with your sentiment 100%. I think I see a lot of Ocho in him. His footwork is mint. His is mint. You know, and his hands are like D Hop. Like he has really Ocho strong footwork hands. Footwork was crazy. Bro, this is ridiculous. So on to the next question. This is from Tyler Dot Lee five five two six. Is Tyler Hero an all star? I don't think he is. No. It's, it's not because he's not playing great. It's just because you have DeRozan, Levine, Harden, and Jimmy that are guards. The, Jimmy Jim got a guard. A small. Now obviously player. Harden's more famous, JT. more popular, so he'll get the all star nod. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm asking you, is Tyler a little bit more deserving Off the this bench? season? Is Tyler Hero more deserving a than little, James Harden for season, an all-star? This season. Are you kidding me? This season. This <laughs> I'm season. smiling right now because I actually don't really believe if you're being serious. <laughs> this season. So he doesn't know if you believe that take. Nah, no. Hero will make the all-star team. About? You got hey man, who's a little bit more deserving? Tyler's it. been special. Who's more deserving? <laughs> this season, hey man, you said that AD wasn't top ten this season based off recency. You got guys. you got Jalen Brown, you got Zach Levine. Jalen Brown, I don't know if he'll, he'll get the nod. Twenty five, five and four. Okay, he's been Anyways. amazing, but he's uh, been hurt. But bro, the All Star game is in February. February. No, it's a minute away. Yeah. You're, that's on me. That's <laughs> on me. That's in on the me. East, bro, Harden's averaging twenty one eight and nine. no. Harden's gonna get in. He's Harden. I'm not even acknowledging that. Um, <laughs> don't know what Drew's talking. About. Um, that's three already. You got. What you in the East? <laughs> what you got? Trey Young. Trey Young's gonna get in. Probably off rip. KD obviously. KD's a forward. I'm thinking of guards. Okay, it's, it's a guard thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then you, well, so you got Lamelo. Lamelo's popular. He's getting in. You know, he's he's probably gonna get in. It's it's tough. I don't know. Tyler coming off the bench is probably gonna hurt him a little bit. I don't think bench guys get in the All Star game. It's really I don't hard. even think Hero's it's him coming off the bench. Though. I don't think it's him coming off the bench. I think there's just a lot of guards. Yeah, there are. They're gonna get over him. Yeah, it's a better question. If you had to vote for one of these guys to be in the All-Star game, doesn't matter who's getting in. It's just between these two guys. Tyler Hero or Tyrese Maxey, who gets in? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> ah. I'm going to say Hero. Ah. Bow, bow. I'll tell you what, Maxey should get more than... The respect that he's getting, obviously, because he's coming to a situation that was unexpected, and he's been Maxie. special. His improvement, yeah, it's been drastic. his numbers improvement from last year to this year. You you have to get him in. Tyler Harrell, he, he's he's 
he's been killing, but he's doing what we expected him to do for the past two seasons. Yeah, but that too. doesn't necessarily mean you get the nod over someone because you just are playing better. Yeah, than but what in the expected. situation in Philly where he has to, he's but coming in as a starting point guard. That's a respecting. It doesn't necessarily grant him an All Star appearance because of it. Yeah, yeah I guess. I, mean, like, I don't know. Tyler's kinda, still averaging twenty two five and and basically six and four. Is that sustainable? For Tyler off the bench, I mean, he's been playing out of his mind. Like, I think Maxi's numbers are more sustainable than I Tyler. Mean, he's twenty two. I mean, last season he averaged eighteen. We can't give him that. If he drops down to eighteen, no, he was averaged eighteen last season. Harrow averaged eighteen last year. I'm pretty sure I he was, was sixteen. Like he was 15. fifteen. He was fifteen rookie season. No, he no he, he dropped. He averaged fifteen last year. Yeah, yeah it was fifteen. So okay. Ah, those what was two. the rookie season? Eleven? Then I feel like he was. Yeah, like I mean, three you said that we've 13. expected this out of Tyler for the past two seasons. That's a lie. He was a rookie two years ago. We didn't expect I him mean, to mean last, Probably definitely last year, though, we expect him to put up. T- we expect him to make that leap after that rookie year and based off the bubble. Yeah, we the definitely expected him to make that leap. Maybe not yeah. two years. I was probably tripping. Well, yeah, yeah, I was tripping. But we expect him last year to definitely make that leap. You're going with Tyrese Maxey. Honestly, I it can go either way. I understand your logic, but I just think ultimately, just because he he's playing or well, who's earned it more? Tyler's team is number number. What are they? Number one in the East. He's been. No, ar- he's not. probably they're not number one. They're fourth. Don't you ever put them ahead right, of us. I, relax. It, they've right there with you guys. Oh, okay. And the Nets are second with the undeserving James Harden. <laughs> the Heat are the two seed right now. <laughs> say word. What's the record? I was about to say they're, they're right there. Six. You guys are tied. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. So the we didn't, we didn't play them yet. So they're first. No. They're not the Nets. Are Point The Nets are thirteen and. Oh, I thought you said that they're. So they're tied with us, them, and somebody else are tied. Okay. Look at you. You're not at twelve and six. We stink. So, since we're on the guy. subject of the Heat, Brian Vargas24 asked, Heat's chances this year to win a title. I think they have a great chance to win a title. The well, to make, to, to make it out the, the East, I think they can make it out the, the East. They have a good open. chance. It just depends on... I, think, I mean, I think the Nets should be the favorite, truthfully. I think yeah. if they face the Bucs, they're going to beat the Bucs in the playoffs. I Listen, think the, it's the three right now for me, personally. Nets, Nets uh, Heat, Bulls. Those are my three. I think the East is... Has been hasn't been this wide open since 2012. Honestly, honestly speaking, 2012. It wasn't that wide open. Well, I'm I'm saying it hasn't been like 2012. It was wide open, but well, it wasn't. And we forgot Milwaukee, who's been injured for like that's on me. Milwaukee yeah, wants to get healthy. Bless you. you. But I think the Nets have a chance. I think we have a chance. I think the Bucks have a chance. I think yeah. Miami has a chance. Yep. Like those are the four heavy horses in the East right now. Like. You give them the 25% Knicks have a, I think the Knicks in Atlanta can sneak into ECF with matchups. Like the, the East is so Knicks. No, l- think about it. Matchup. Look at last year. Matchup. Matchups played a part in the playoffs. Like depending on who you play, that plays a part. Atlanta got to the ECF because they was able to play them and then Philly. But who can the Knicks if, really play to get to the ECF? If the Nets and the Bucks, if. If they figure it out, listen, I'm, listen, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm saying, like, matchups can change the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Hawks, I'll give you because they did it. I, that's why I'll give you them. But the Knicks right now, offensively, yeah. can they get past a, a Milwaukee if they if the seeding works out that way? They don't way? have to play Milwaukee. It's I'm a just chance saying, they don't have I'm to. I'm saying, hypothetically, can they get past Milwaukee Can to make the ECF? Can they get past the Heat? Can they get past the Nets? Can they get past you guys? Yeah. They can beat us. They can beat y'all in a four-game series? Seven-game series. Yeah, they can That's beat what us. I mean, excuse me. They can beat us in a seven-game series. Yeah, you better go on <laughs> I don't think so right now, no, bro. No, they can, they can beat us in a seven-game series. You guys series. offensively look crazy. Levine and DeMar have We do, been we do look crazy, but... And defensively, bro, I don't have to tell you. 
we we do look crazy, but they have gave us the hardest competition in, out of all the teams we played. I mean, Not even because they just they have the scheme that plays us better than any other team. That's a fact. So them in Philly, like like I said, with matchups, them in Philly would be our worst matchups in Milwaukee because we don't we can't too. play bigs. And they know how to play us. They play slow and methodical. That's how you beat us. So it's like it really is a matchup thing. So I, like the East is so wide open. You so can, you're saying you could see you guys losing in the first round? Yeah, I could. Wow, that's I, crazy. I can see us going fifth, and we play Miami, and they're fourth seed. I can. This is a fan who's been hurt, and I can understand the. <laughs> nah, it's like hesitance. it's called. See, you're a LeBron fan, so it's it, you don't understand. What, no, I you don't understand, understand what that. realism is. I, I understand. We can go fifth seed and play Miami, and they're fourth seed. We can lose to Miami yeah, in the I first agree. round. I agree. Or we can but play the Bucks. I don't see you guys. Listen, I agree with the the Heat. Obviously. Okay, so what if we go third seed and the Bucks end up six? You we're could toast. lose to the Bucks. Yeah, that's sure. what I'm saying. Like we're toast. All right, you know, fair enough. That point makes sense. I thought you were talking about playing the Knicks because that. That was what my mindset is. But that's fair. You guys could lose to Milwaukee because obviously Milwaukee could be anyone. You could lose to the Heat too. It's matchups things. It's all about it. But I doubt matchups. I doubt the Heat will drop to six. I doubt, I doubt maybe Milwaukee because they're so banged up and who knows what seating or when they're going to get healthy and where they end up at, towards the end of the year. But I don't know. I don't think they'll, they'll – what are they right now? Seven? I think inevitably they get healthy. They they rise up to at least four or five. Which could make a – we can be four or five. I don't. I mean, you guys are three right now. The Wizards are four. The Hornets are five. So early. It's November. It's, it's very the East is, early. The East is wide open. It's, I don't it's think it's wide open. I, I think, think, like we mentioned, it's the four horses. That's wait, it. How is it, wi- how is it not wide open if four teams can make it to the finals? That's half of but the I teams feel like, the playoffs. True. Very true. 100% I give you that. But outside of these four teams, I don't see another contender. But that's half the teams. But that's a quarter of the teams in the East. But that's half of the ones that make the playoffs. <laughs> I guess, but... Again, are we saying just the finals or the Eastern Conference? I guess to go to he's saying go to the finals. The question was go to the finals. If I had to guess it, the Heat would be my third odds. And realistically, you got second. Not, you're saying Heat second. I'm, I'll be honest. I think Kyrie. If Kyrie doesn't come back, they're first for me. If Kyrie doesn't come back, I agree. I'm not putting them over Milwaukee just yet. Fair enough. I'm and not, I still I keep tr- not taking Milwaukee into and account, I, and I still think if if Harden is this guy, then I think Katie and Harden are more than enough. I to think Nets should be one, regardless. You have two top five players when at a hundred percent. That should be firm. Then it's it's really close between Milwaukee and yeah, the Heat. The, they're both. It's pick your poison with either one. I'm of them. not sleeping on you guys. So next question is from Jossie Jacobs. Is PG overlooked? And this is a Riv question. <laughs> this is all you. You're the only one that's going to talk right now. Um, I think he's starting to get his respect throughout the league. I mean, you look the last night when he hit that game tying three, you know, against Dallas. Granted, they lost that game, but he's starting to, you know, really assert himself as playoff P. People are starting to get more respect. And I think he's understand as a player that he has to stop listening to the noise. People on other teams are starting to respect him. People, even some fans are starting to understand this guy's for real. You know, people are trying to get him into the MVP conversation. Rightly so, he deserves to be in that conversation. But I think the overlooked thing, you know, I think people were just stuck in the moment. But I don't think he's starting to be overlooked. I think he's been looked at and people are starting to respect him more, honestly. So he hasn't been overlooked? No, I don't think so. I mean, he's what he's seventh in the MVP race right now. He would be higher if his team would win a little bit more. So I don't think he's starting to get overlooked. So next question what will the Giants do with Saquon and his future? This is from mm. Sheely. Sheely, we just had this conversation in one of our group chats, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I forgot, I forgot who I was talking with. I might have been on FaceTime, actually. Uh, you can respond again. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're in an interesting situation because they picked up his fifth-year option. So, I, I mean, I oh, only... We're talking about it with Jared. Go ahead. 
Great. Um, I only see one option here. You pick up his fifth-year option, so he's signed for 2022. After that, you franchise tag him one time and let him walk. I mean, even maybe franchise tag him. It depends if you could stay healthy. The Giants, they messed up taking Saquon at number two. I know Darnold and Rosen were obviously not the right picks, but maybe a Quentin Nelson, whoever it might be, anyone is probably better than Saquon just because running backs aren't that important in the NFL, especially if you're not Henry. Outside of Derrick Henry, who you get in the second round, Nick Chubb was a second round pick. You just have so many opportunities to get them later in the draft. You take a running back at number two. The second he was drafted, he was already a top 10 paid running back. So that takes away from all the other positions that you have to pay. And once you franchise tag him once, I mean, running backs are starting to get paid even more. So if you're going to put a big portion of your salary cap into a guy who can't stay healthy, and even when he has been healthy this year, he hasn't been great. I know there's there's a ton of problems with the Giants. I think, you know, Gettleman, there's already been reports that he's going to be leaving, which is a good sign. But they have a couple draft picks. They have the Bears pick, their first round pick. They need to solidify that offensive line. They probably need to get the Kenny Galladay signing was terrible. So Saquon's honestly one of the less of their worries because I think it's pretty simple. You, you already picked up his fifth year option. See what he does in 2022. He plays well. You franchised him then probably let him walk. If he doesn't play well, you just let him walk and cut your losses. If I'm the Giants, I'm giving Daniel Jones one more year because there's no quarterback in this draft class that is probably deserving no, yeah, but this is okay, Giants' okay. future too. Just, oh, yeah. right. I'm guessing it's both. <laughs> Did I miss that? You know, I'm giving Daniel Jones one more year, and then after that, I'm going to get a quarterback if he doesn't pan out. Uh, Saquon Barkley, I think it's unfortunate what's happened to him. I, I feel kind of bad for him because he got injured. He tore his ACL. He missed an entire season, and because of that, he's not going to get paid. And the Giants would be fools to give him a long-term contract. And the way the running back market is right now, I don't think any team is looking at Saquon and saying we're going to give him a big-time deal. I think it would be a mistake if a team does do that. We know the history with teams paying running backs, especially somebody who's had this many injuries. It's sad, but Saquon is a what-if player. That's what he is. After his rookie season, he was phenomenal. Then he got hurt. The Giants had a huge part in, in mismanaging him, not giving him a offensive line because with an offensive line Saquon would have been game changing game breaking and putting up those stats but because the offensive line has been horrible he hasn't been able to do that Saquon is a what if player and that's what he's become and that's his future because we know running backs they last until the rookie contract once the rookie contract is up their their career pretty much goes downhill outside of a few players, and unfortunately, I think that's gonna that's gonna be with Saquon. That's what's gonna happen to Saquon Barkley. This is tough for me because I I love Saquon Barkley. I think he's a um, unbelievable talent. Unfortunately, he is a what if player. Gets hurt in ridiculous fashion. I mean, this kind season, of unlucky. Yeah, very unlucky. The fact that it was a dead ball play and he just twists his ankle like that. What can you really do? I'll give him his credit, though. Last season, had a similar injury, a high ankle sprain, came back, and was fantastic. Was was a, If you played fantasy football, he was a league winner for you. He was fantastic down the stretch. Somehow still finished with over 1,000 yards. Okay, 2019. Missing three games, yes. Excuse me. Uh, last year, he tore his ACL. So that that's just, what can you do? You chalk it up to... Bad luck. Terrible, terrible luck and horrible, horrific injury that you just never want to see a player like him get into. But I think you have to stick with him. And I do I do think you have to stick with Daniel Jones for reasons why Joel said for Daniel Jones' sake at least. There's not a good quarterback in the draft that could replace Daniel Jones and, and give you the result that you want to see. 
if you're a Giants fan. It's not going to be an instantaneous overnight change, regardless if you or if you decide to go a different route from DJ. I think DJ has been put in a, he, another guy who's in an unfortunate situation where the talent that he was supposed to have didn't stay healthy. Galladay in and out of the lineup. Tony in and out of the lineup. Sterling in and out of the lineup. His only Everyone. reliable option, I guess, is Darius Slay. And I absolutely hate seeing him incorporate into the into the offense as much as he is. He's a talented guy, sure, but I don't think he's a guy that I want to see get the ball. Darius Slayin? Darius Slayin, excuse me. I said Slay. Uh, that's the guy in, in Philadelphia. Shout out to him. He's playing incredible. But Slayton is getting the ball like six to seven times a game, and I'd rather see the ball get put into Tony's hands where Please. he's Tony. easily the most exciting guy on that offense yeah. when Saquon isn't there. When Saquon's there, clearly that's the guy for me. And you want to see Galladay stay on the field to maybe get some kind of chemistry with DJ. I think next season, I give, I give receivers a benefit of doubt coming to the new season first year. You look at history, Allen Robinson, Julio Jones with the new O.C., Ste- uh, Stephon yeah, Diggs is the rare is the rare It's outlier. one thing, though, if you don't play well. It's another thing if you can't stay healthy. And Kenny Galladay showed back-to-back years that he can't stay on the field. Fair enough. And I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And he got his bread, even being an injury-prone type player before. He got hurt in, in August. But before, before last season, he really hadn't been an injury-prone type player. Yeah, well, it, he didn't play barely at all his first year. And then it's really like two years. And it was just one year where he was elite. He was, he was a freak. After, like, he really has one year of elite production. He got a huge bag from the Giants, which... Probably wasn't the right move. I, I like the Corey Davis deal a whole lot more. Um, still pretty bad too, though. Yeah, but from a con- like just a financial perspective, it's night and day, honestly, because Kenny Galladay can't stay on the field. But I agree, Kadarius Tony should be the focal point of this offense. I mean, him with the ball in his hands is is unbelievable. He's one of the most explosive players I've seen, and this is as a rookie. He's um, Debo Junior. I mean, low key, he's just not he's as just, big. Yeah, he's not as physical, but like his speed and his elusiveness is is out of this world. I just this I just think Saquon's not the type of runner that you could give 20 to 25 carries to and he's going to want that type of money that he's going to want that 12 to 15 mil a year and you Same, just can't you give th- it to you him. You think Saquon's going to want 12 to 15? I th- that's what he's going to want. I f- I feel like that's fair and I think you're right about he's that. Settle at like 8. But ultimately, he has to understand that he's not in a position to squander more money out of a team that he's only had two well one all-world season and two a, a season where he still missed time but still was great. Yeah, it the depends Giants, on the market. The Giants have two years to play with him, though. He's got this next coming year on the franchise on the uh, fifth year rookie option. Then he's got a franchise tag, so they got two more years really if they want to. The biggest thing is if next year is if he plays well but not great. What do you do? You know, if he stay, if he could play sixteen games and be like a top ten running back, then what do you do? Because I still think you let can him I, walk. Can at I that ask point. you a quick question? Oh, yeah, very nice. So you guys basically have made the made it very known that running backs are not irrelevant, but they're not really the big picture in in terms of paying money. So in terms of like running backs in the league, like Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, like let's say those guys, CMC, like the elites of the elites, who's the guys that are like, who's the guys that you would pay because they're available and because they produce? Very good. Obviously, not, tough, obviously a lot not of them Saquon. Ju- they just got paid. Like Dalvin, Dalvin was one of Dalvin them. I just got paid. So you would pay all of them considering Aaron, the injury. You Aaron, still would pay all of them. Aaron Jones. What injury? I'm saying like, even like considering their injury history, who would you like? Who would you pay? Because from the, what Chubb it looks like, too, Chubb right? and Kamara are probably Chubb the most reliable because they don't get hurt that JT much. JT right now is getting whatever money he wants. I'm strictly. paying all of them. So you still pay all of them? The thing I wouldn't pay Aaron Jones only he for the fact they paid. lost. They did exactly, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. I didn't think that that was a great idea. They should have kept Lindsley. You look at the center position. I'm sure that they would, would you love pay to CMC have him. knowing his injury honest, history? Would you pay CMC? I would. Yes. You still pay CMC for sure because the Panthers are a different team when he's on the field. Yeah, but are. he has to be on the field. 
Yeah, but when he's on there, they're a different team. Last season is anomaly. You look at that, obviously he missed time with a bunch of injuries. This year, it was a hamstring. He missed that three, four games, came back, and he's been firm since. So if he stays healthy the rest of the season, I'm not worried about the injuries. But if he gets hurt again, I'm with you. Just it's if they're on my team, I'm paying them. And you could replace them, but you could replace them with non-premium draft picks. Javante in the second, Michael Carter in the fourth, like say uh, Nick uh, Jonathan Taylor's second round pick, DeAndre Swift with the second round pick. It's just you could replace them at a high high level, get running backs who are going to be top ten without having to use first round picks on them. But if it was me, what I'd do is I'd probably draft a running back every single year. Yeah. So if I have one that pops, I have another one in the works that can do copy copy, copy. that production because honestly you know the thing about it is that Nick Chubb you can't replace his production like he's just I mean Dearness came in and looked amazing small sample size but yeah no I agree I agree I'm just saying that some running backs you you just got to pay him especially when they're the focal point of your offense you just got to pay him it it is what it is yeah if Baker and Daniel Jones are your quarterbacks you need to have an elite running back with an elite offensive line I like that Blake Baker slander bro we got to give him a break He's, I mean, he's banged up crazy. Like, he, he has, has a ton injuries. of injuries. I know. He's right. banged up a lot. He's not. Even earlier in the year. Bro, he has a torn labor. He has he has Did he have two. that opening day? But Baker's Ooh, not no. Baker's not carrying teams to the playoffs in Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. That's what, And if but, you can't uh, carry teams, you need to have elite You need to have elite surrounding weapons or offensive line. Muffins b- blessing the Patreon got you thinking a little different. No, it's not that. It's I think Baker Mayfield, Muffins. Muffins. Baker Mayfield has gotten a bad rap. The same way you think Tua has gotten a bad rap. I mean, well, Baker, that's for sure. I think Baker's average. So, so that's for sure. But Baker, you don't think he's above average. Baker, yeah, Not really. Bro, Baker like, last year had an efficient year after Odell went down. Yeah, he you, had a top fifteen quarterback yes. like season. Before you go, you're you're saying Tua deserves the benefit of the doubt. Okay, whatever. You can believe that all you want. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, the year after the Browns went zero and sixteen, won seven games. I mean, he, from zero wins to seven wins yeah, in man. one year. Great. Second year, Freddie Kitchens head coach, they flop. But then that third year, the Browns make the playoffs with a defense that's not very good. They win a playoff game. The first time they win a playoff game in 20 years, the first time they made the playoffs since 02. I mean, Baker, he's been the best quarterback the Browns have had in 20 yeah. plus <laughs> years. And couldn't beat Chad Henney. <laughs> in that game against the Chiefs, Chad Henney came in. He couldn't win that game. I'm out in the playoffs. I'm talking about in the playoffs. Chad Henney. Mahomes goes down. Right, right, right. You easily should win that game with Chad Henney at QB. I forgot I, Chad Henney played I that game. Me too, bro. <laughs> I, I didn't know that <laughs> quarterbacks go up against quarterbacks. Come on now. He put up how many points? He scored one touchdown. Baker, go against defenses, look at that. Look at the box score, man. Come on. Baker's good when his situation is perfect, which what the Browns was last I year. I mean, right. Look, right now, yeah, it's just right now, it's just, right, right now, it's just not a great year to evaluate Baker. Yeah, because he has injured. three injuries. I agree. No, I mean, I agree. he has, bro. He's playing through three injuries. That alone should just tell you about his toughness. Yeah, I don't think I'm Baker, not taking that away from I him. I don't think Baker's special. I don't think he's a great quarterback. Agreed. But the Browns moving off of moving off from Baker would be a mistake. It, it would be a mistake because they don't, bro. You paying him thirty mil? Hell no, you can't pay him thirty mil, bro. You can't. Look, bro, he's been the best quarterback they've had in years. I understand they, that, they bro. Jimmy, no, G, Jimmy G got a bag. You got to give it. to They him. have you no pay him thirty mil plan. though, and all of a sudden you don't have an elite offensive line anymore. You can't afford they Chubb locked, and they locked Hunt anymore. Up all of their offensive linemen, I, but eventually they're either going to have to get cut for. Cap casualty because that's what happens. Eventually, in the NFL? you mean when Baker's contract is up? No, because if Baker gets thirty mil, he's going to get a five-year contract. Okay, they locked up Joel Bitton. 
Batonio. They locked up Wyatt Teller. They walked, locked up J.C. Treader as well. Jedrick, Rose, Jedrick Willis, Wills is on his rookie mm-hmm. contract. Bro, they're fine. Like They it's, locked up their guys. But they're, you're not going to be able to keep them forever. Eventually, that guaranteed money it's is like going to go out, and Ward, you're going to be able to cut them. You got to pay Ward. You got to pay Garrett. I think Garrett already got a bag. Or, I mean, you're going to pay him, but that doesn't mean you can't pay Baker. I just, I just don't I want to give Baker thirty option. mil. So you're not personally. so okay. What's the back? What's the plan? And if you're not, <laughs> what's the question? Well, That's you have the time. question. You have time because he has this fifth year. Same thing with Saquon. It's the same draft. You have his fifth year option. Then you could franchise tag him. So you're so going to you find have, a quarterback. You in have that two time. more years. Maybe. You're going to find a quarterback in that time. Maybe you could okay. probably use Baker to go get someone. Oh yeah. Because so. I mean, Baker, you're, bro, if you're you high on Baker, it's possible that other teams are high on You have on to Baker. beat Mahomes. You have to beat Herbert. You're going to have to beat Deshaun if he comes back. Look, uh, I'm not saying Mac that. Jones now, too. But I'm saying that Baker is playing through three injuries. <laughs> yeah, Let, let's, stop, let's stop acting like he's 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 been complete garbage out of nowhere. It's because no he's just that. garbage. He's playing through three injuries. I want to see him healthy before I fully evaluate his play. I understand his play has not been good, but I want to see him healthy. I'm fine That's with that. That's all I want to see. I'm fine with that. And this is from Afami underscore. Should the Knicks look to contend or build for the future? Go ahead. This is your I question. I think we're doing both. I think we're trying to contend right now. That's why we went out and we got Fournier and Kemba Walker. Even though Kemba, <laughs> I've been vocal about what I think about him. I think that the Knicks should probably move off from him. But I think we're building for the future too. RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, all good young pieces. Mitchell Robinson, Deuce McBride, Quentin Grimes. I mean, we have a, a good young core of players I'm kind of am a little bit down on RJ Barrett to be honest because I think he should be better this season. We see Darius Garland taking that next step. We see Harold taking that next step. We see uh I forgot another year three John Morant taking that next step. RJ Barrett I was expecting more and he hasn't shown me more. But I think the Knicks are doing both. They're contending right now. They're trying to contend and they're trying to build for the future as well. This question is from Kareem Rauf twenty one. Should the Raptors blow it up by trading Siakam and Van Vliet? I don't think so. You know, I, I think this, I think Siakam and Van Vliet are still, you know, they're walking into their primes. They have OG and OB. They have Scotty Barnes. I think they have a good enough group of guys where they don't need to walk from either one of those guys. Because I think this year is going to be a, either they make the plan or they don't make the playoffs. So they'll get a pick. And with Toronto, they've they've showed us that we can trust whoever they pick is going to be a good player. So I, I I think they should keep both guys, focus on OG and Nobi's productions, focus on his and development. Anobi. Thank you. And Nobi's production, his development. Focus on Scotty Barnes' production and his development. If you you know, don't make the plan. You get another lottery pick that you can build up. And if you do make the playoffs, holla, more experience for your guys. But I think they have a good enough core right now where they don't need to blow up for either one of those guys. I'm with Riv. I think you wait toward, you know, the the, the time period towards the, the trade deadline. If you're actually in the playoff hunt and you believe that, that you can actually be a firm playoff perennial team, I guess. I don't know what I'm really trying to say there, but ultimately – it comes down to if they're if they're going to compete for a, a decent seat or not. If they're not going to be competitive, I understand getting rid of those guys and, and trying to get compensation for that. But ultimately, I'm with Riv. I think talent is the starting five is not bad. You see what you have in Scotty Barnes. Obviously, he's been very promising. OG Ananobi has had a, a significant scoring output as opposed to last season. Van Vliet, he's not a really a true point guard, and I feel like that's really what the Raptors are missing. They need a true point guard. I'm not I'm not in on blowing it up, but I can understand why people would think that. I think that given the way the lottery is formatted now, trading 
really good players for picks is a very risky move. For sure. Especially when when drafts have top players in the draft, no team is trading back off of them. If a team has a first overall pick, they're taking Shet or Boncaro. They're not going to trade back with any team because those guys can change your franchise around. Siakam is a big part of what the Raptors want to do in their future. The Raptors right now are collecting, are drafting and uh, acquiring a lot of players that have length and can guard one through five. Scotty Barnes, one through five, he can guard them. He's 6'9", long arms. We know how freakishly athletic he is. OG Ananobi, the same thing. 6'7", lengthy, can defend one through four. Sometimes five, he can handle them, but not for the majority of the game, of course. Pascal Siakam, same thing. Versatile defender. Delano Banton, that got in the second round, also shows a lot of flashes of that. He's about 6'8", right? Yeah, he's like 6'8", 6'9". Yeah, he's also somebody that, you know, is very huge. You're right. He is huge. Uh, And then... Right now, the Raptors, I don't think they're a playoff team. So they'll probably be in that lottery mix. And you never know how the ping pong balls are going to land. If they can hopefully acquire a Shet, they'll be good. Or maybe a Jalen Durant. Or maybe a Boncaro. I mean, they're, they're going to have a chance to get one of these top prospects in the draft and pair them with this group that they have. I think the Raptors right now are a playing team. But realistically, they're only one true star away from being a contender because they already have so many good players. And we're not even talking about Scotty. We're not even talking about when Scotty hits his ceiling. You got Gary Trent. You have Fred. I don't think Fred is, quote unquote, a true point guard, but he can hold down that position. And he's he's closer to a true point guard than just a straight up shot chucker score. He's in the middle. He's in the sweet spot where. Is he more of a point guard than D'Angelo Russell? Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't think you're getting a lottery pick out of Fred VanVleet, though, in a trade. Not because of his talent, because of his the contract he has. I think the Raptors, they already have a player who's proven he can be the second best player on a championship team in Siakam. You already have Fred VanVleet, who's proven himself on a big stage. You need a combination of veterans and young players to, to ultimately grow the organization. Yep. And I just think and that, that trying to— Fred. Trying to tank is just not the right way to go. And I don't think the Raptors are are trying to build their organization that way. You know, even when they had DeRozan and Lowry, every year they probably knew they were losing in the playoffs, but they still continued to fight. And then an opportunity opened up to get Kawhi Leonard. You get him, you win a championship. Toronto is going to always want to be competitive, but when that opportunity opens up to get that star player, they're going to pounce on it. But I don't think this season is, is the year to trade any of their core guys. I think it's not the year. And this next question is from Diego Rosa, 2420. Are the Celtics better without Jalen Brown? <laughs> this for you, buddy. <laughs> no way. I mean, I, <laughs> why, why, why does he think that? Because you guys have been winning without Jalen I know. Brown. I, we've been 8-3 and three in our last 11. Played I, the Rockets. The I know. Thunder. Listen, I'm, I'm not on his side. No. Don't get me wrong. Like, don't even think about it. Jalen Brown's a... You know, all-star level guard. He's averaging 25 this year. He's averaging more points than Tatum. No, he's not. I'm playing. I'm about to say. Um, I don't see any world where Jalen Brown leaves his team and we get better. You know what I mean? I know you could go on little stretches where maybe the offense runs a little bit better or Tatum just has a couple of nights where he's had, you know, multiple 30-night 30 30 night performances in a row. That's because Tatum's better. Yeah, no, I'm not arguing that. He's better not arguing. I know, I know Drew thinks 
differently. I mean, Drew is kind of like 50-50. Jalen Brown. I love Jalen Brown. I don't know. He's a dog. I love Jalen Brown. He's, but, a, he's whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> be the best player He'd on the Knicks. easily be your best player. Hell no. Bro, who? Overnight, he's your is best player. Is Brown, is Brown all NBA? He's not all NBA. <laughs> okay. You wouldn't trade Julius Randle for Jalen Brown today? Absolutely. Dude, DeAndre yeah. Jordan, all NBA. Hey. No, he really is. That's hilarious. First team. That's nuts. Yeah, but. But I don't, I, yeah, regardless, I, I'm with you. I don't. Yeah, there's yeah, no bro. way that Jalen Brown you unless you're takes this Celtics me. team to a different height with Jalen Brown. Let me ask you a question: Jalen Brown or for De'Aaron Fox? Would you say yes? De'Aaron, De'Aaron. That's hard. Just because I have like such What's a. How you say his name? I would just rather have. I would rather keep. Oh. I'd rather keep Jalen and just get a different point guard that we don't have to give up Jalen for. I get you, but you've been trying to get a different point guard for a long I know, time. Bro. So, ah, okay, but Dennis hasn't been horrible. Dennis for them. has been solid. He's not a, but yes, point he's guard. not a championship level point guard that we need to really elevate us. I don't know about I that. Know. I just think he's not a point two point guard. Dennis? I think he's more like um now they're smart though. I mean smart's is that I think like he's, six, he's, he's not a point guard. He's, I know, but he's, he's more along the lines of a scoring guard than anything. Schroeder. Yeah, I yeah. think you guys need a point guard like Ricky Rubio. That type Ricky, of point facts, guard. Which I'd be fine because you don't have to give up Jalen Brown for that. He's a champion. I'd rather keep Jalen and Tatum because they I know people don't really say like to say they work together, but they work together. Two wings that could that really could they could score the ball and they could defend. It takes time. It, yeah, it, it, it takes I was gonna time. say, bro, Jalen Brown, I mean Tatum's in year five. Jalen Brown's in year six. It's not so. even that. It's this is probably year two of them both being all star level players. Last year and then this year being that these are the so JB, it, it's yeah, gonna, JB really came alive yeah, the so bubble. It's gonna take time for them to fully, you know what I'm saying, figure it out. We, it's the it's the surrounding parts. Al Horford's been a really good pickup for us. Rob Williams has been phenomenal so far. Um Schroeder's played well. Marcus Smart's played he's had some Marcus Smart moments, but overall he's played really well for he's a point guard role. Yeah. <laughs> he's what'd you say? He's, he's an, an idiot. idiot. At times he's an idiot, you know. Yeah, but, but you take the good and the bad with Smart though, you know. Yeah, it's like he's like a Westbrook. You just go live with the good and Struggle with the bad and be okay with it. Now, this is a question from Jonathan Osborne from the Six Man Show. Okay. Shout out to Jonathan. He says, Chet Holmgren or Victor Wembenyama, who is the better player? Or who are you taking, like, long term? Let's hear it, Victor. Coach Easily. I, I think his game is more dynamic as well. I think his defensive potential just it's far right. exceeds Chet's defensive potential. Like, I think defensively, he's far and away. He's, he's like, his comp is probably like, like Mitchell a, Robinson. No. It's like a Rudy Gobert <laughs> with offense. You know, a, a Rudy Gobert that can shoot and space the floor. If you get something like that, dude, it's like... Is he... Would you say he's Christoph Porzingis mixed with Rudy Gobert? Yes. I think he's... Yeah, he he fits along the line there. Chet is, Chet is a weird... He's weird. I don't I don't know how to, like, assess his game. He just frame is frame-wise. He's very skinny. Is Victor can play the five? Victor can play the five or the four. Bro, I know. He's just... He's, he's, just, he's just, like, thin. He is thin. They're both thin. It's the difference is Victor doesn't play thin. I think the difference for me is I, I just seeing their frame and their body and their physique. I think it's going to be much easier for Victor to grow into his body and gain muscle than Shed. I think Shed. I haven't seen other than play. So I think Shed has a long way to go in his body development. But if it happens, then he's going to be a force because I think both are you know outstanding prospects. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen Shet get moved around by six five bigs in college, man. It's like when France and USA matched up. When Ben Yama gave him the business, he did. Yeah, he's better. When he you're is. a better player. I you think he is the lesser player at the business. That's you would fact. draft Victor over Amani Bates? Hell no. No, Amani's <laughs> the guy. I'm taking Amani over. <laughs> Amani's low key baby KD. Uh, he has short arms. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, he's more well, KD's physique is one of a kind. He plays more like T Mac to me. Okay, I could I could get behind that. Amani's a year away, right? 
Not yeah. the he's he's class. in college. Victor but he, and Amani are gonna come out the same time. So next year, oh, so you get to see Amani dominate college probably That's two years. Very exciting. Probably. I'm very Wait, happy why, about why that. Because he, he's happen. too young. Yeah. He's too young. Oh damn! Yeah. I mean, so bro, what, what is he like? 16? He won't be 18 until the after the next year's draft. Oh, so I he's think. still growing. Probably he's 17 and still cooking. Yeah, no, he's bro, cooking road mad. Yeah, nice. yeah nah, I've heard about Amani Bates for a while. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Amani Bates is different. Amani Bates is really talented, man. Nick's got to get him. Oh, <laughs> you guys got to get really bad. You guys got to get like everybody. Like Victor, you got to get Monty Bates. Oh. You need to get Mikey Williams when he comes out. You get Chandler Hutchinson. You're in yeah, on yeah. Mikey? I'm definitely in on Mikey. Okay. No, we need to get Kennedy Chandler. Is Mikey cooler than he is at basketball? <laughs> I don't know him personally. I'm just saying like, <laughs> he seems to have like a social media presence. Uh, he's actually doesn't like talking to people. If you watch his like interviews, That's he kind of cool. just sticks to what basketball. What Drew is asking is that is his social media bigger than his game? That that oh. is what I'm asking. Probably yeah, probably okay. That's most. That's yeah. Because I feel like wasn't he? He was he the just number got one prospect. To Puma. That's tough because he's a socially people yeah. really probably yeah. Probably rock with you him, could probably say that about a lot of did guys. Did he drop from number one prospect? He was never one. It was okay. always DJ Wagner. Okay, basically like it's like what he's asking is. Is his social bigger than his game in the sense that Kyrie Walker, his social media presence and media presence is bigger than oh, okay. his actual skill set? Um, I don't want to sound disrespectful to Mikey. I'm asking you personally. No, I would probably say yeah. But Mikey can back his yeah, social. Yeah, yeah. With Kyrie, he couldn't back it up. Mikey can back it up. Okay. So, yeah. So next question is from at Hunchback on Twitter. What the hell? Uh, Porzingis Porzingis' recent play. What are your thoughts on that? I hooping. just tweeted that. I've been hooping. Uh, well, better question is, what does his recent play show you for Dallas? Like, how 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 competitive does this make you in the playoffs? Because you said yes. It, when he's said on, it. they're on. Yeah. So, what, how far can they go if he's playing like this? I'm hoping a first uh, past the first. I don't round. need. I don't need you to hope. I want you to right now. The only issue is when when. Go ahead, bro. Right now, Porzingis is playing at an all star level. He's playing like New York Knicks Porzingis and. We saw flashes of this before. If he can sustain this with Luka being as great as he is, they can definitely get out the first round for sure. First time Luka's going to do it. First time KP is going to do it. And it's funny how fluid the NBA is because when Randall gets to New York that first year, KP and Randall are always going to be linked because he's the one who took over KP's spot in New York. Everybody talked about how KP... Uh, is better than Randall. The Knicks lost that trade tremendously. Then the very next year, Randall's all NBA. Porzingis doesn't have his best season. He doesn't do good in the playoffs. Now all of a sudden, he's should be on the Shanghai Sharks. And now this year, he's playing great. Randall's been inconsistent. And it looks like KP is better than Randall. It's so fluid, but I think KP... I love the duo of Luke and KP. And if KP is on playing at this all-star level and most importantly, playing great defensively, Facts. the ceiling for the Mavs is very high. I think what, you know, what really stood out to me is, you know, going to last night's game, you know, Clippers and Dallas. Clippers, they, their formulas go small. That's how they beat Dallas last year's playoffs. Porzingis was not effective. This last night, you know, you saw Porzingis attacking the offensive glass, starting to, you know, they put Lil Bledsoe on him. You would think last year he wouldn't do anything this year. Now he's barbecue putting him in the post. Yeah, barbecue mm-hmm. chicken. He's hitting jumps. Like you saw just a different energy Porzingis, a more aggressive Porzingis on the offensive end and the defensive end. So I think if they get that, you know, the sky's the limit because Porzingis is still young. Luka is relatively extremely young. You got Jalen Brunson. So I think, 
you know, this team could definitely finally get out the first round depending on who they play. Porzingis just has to maintain this play and hopefully don't get hurt because I think is, that's that's always it. Is that a testament to Jason Kidd's coaching? I mean, I thought, you know, Jason Kidd maybe. Uh, I need a few more games. I need to see the season play so out. So far, yeah, you yeah. can say it. Yeah, so you far, can. Yeah. You can. It's been a bright spot for but, them. Mass fans have been adamant that the Mavericks don't look as great as the record says. Look at the plus minus. They have a minus differential. They just happen to be pulling out points because the ah, schedule has been so plus iffy. Minus, I, I hear them, but it's like you're winning. Who cares? Yeah. I'm with you. That's why I don't understand the complaints if you're winning. Plus huh? minus only goes so far. You're winning games, bro. It's like you have Luka playing probably, for Luka's sake, the worst basketball in his short career. He's still averaging 24, 25 think, points almost. Yeah, I think fans go into the numbers yeah, exactly. too much. Just a little it's too much. Funny, it's funny because... In our preseason standings, we didn't think highly of the Mavericks. And Mavericks fans are just like, oh, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Then when we say that they're good, everybody's like, We're not oh, that good. you're crazy, bro. Have you been? You obviously <laughs> yeah, we don't just, watch We just got to talk and not listen. Uh, this is from Court Cousins. NBA hey, team out. most in trouble. Kings, Knicks, Nuggets, or Lakers? It's got to be the Lakers. Oh my God. And, and Kings, even more Kings. than the Kings? I would say the Lakers because the Lakers have championship aspirations. Yeah, I say the Kings don't have any. Kings ain't have any. Kings who? No. Knicks, Nuggets, or Lakers? Uh, yeah, I would say the Nuggets yeah. are hurt. The Nuggets aren't in trouble. They're just hurt. The Knicks, they're in trouble, but not as in trouble as the Lakers because the Lakers have a cap on their success ceiling. and they have a cap in their ceiling. LeBron's 37. AD's injury, he's gonna. He's probably in peak already because he's hurt so much. Westbrook's done. He's washed. So you have you have a limit. Enough of this. You have a limit. You have a limit on your team with the Knicks. RJ's young as hell. I think he's like twenty two, right? Twenty one. He's twenty one. Mitch, we're still waiting on that jump, but he's young as hell. Quickly's young. Randall's still young. You know, he's only like twenty six. You know, they have young. They have young guys. So it's it's not a cap on their ceiling with the Lakers. It's only it's only so far you can go up. You know. I agree with him. Unfortunately, only for the fact that we do have hopes to win a championship. These other teams are not competing for a championship like we are. Knicks, obviously, they want to do better than they did last season, which would be probably break into that top two, top three seed. It's a big ask to to ask for the Knicks, especially when they're limited offensively, at least in my opinion. We need to see them be a little bit more consistent. We need to see Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier step up their game. Kemba Walker, Kem- yeah, Kemba Walker has been horrific these last 10 games, averaging less than 10 points a game. It's been really, really bad. But... We need to see them pick it up. You look at the Kings. They've been struggling for sure, but I don't think outside of me, there's really no real expectations for the Kings. You look at the Nuggets. Again, it's Jokic for sure that you everyone looks at and just thinks, you know, he should be good enough to propel them to, to be a better or a decent seed in the West. It's tough when you're doing it every single night by yourself. The roster as currently constructed is not a a, a real powerhouse come playoff time. You need Jamal Murray back. You need Michael Porter back. And then you could really talk about whether they're going to be a disappointment or not. You look at the Lakers. I thought that they were going to be excellent this season. They haven't been. And when you look at us being under 500, that was that's that no way that any normal basketball fan thought that that would be the case. You so, said 65 wins. I did, man. <laughs> <laughs> For the Lakers? That's what he said. No, he said that clean. Yeah, that's clean. about to be done in like 20 games. Is crazy, bro. Be nice. Bro, be nice, bro said 65. I'm hurting. I told, I told y'all, like, bro. I told y'all, Kim was washed, bro. I didn't want. I told you guys, Kim like, was washed. We are a super boy. team. Yeah, we were. We're supposed to be. I, yeah, that's seventeen losses. Expectations. That's seventeen losses. losses. You're close. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you're you're, you're <laughs> close. What'd you say? The Warriors win about sixty games, right? 
You see how that just flipped in life? You know, they're 15 and 2. You guys are 8 and 9. nine and okay. Eight. Uh, the Kings are the most in trouble. Uh, they don't have so. they don't have a past, present, or future. I'm screaming. The Kings <laughs> haven't made the playoffs <laughs> since 2006. Their past was dope. Chris Webber, Paige Out. There's a chance that the Lakers can figure it out and win a championship. You can't rule that out. They have LeBron, Westbrook, and AD. If they go crazy in the playoffs, of you. like there's like at least Lakers fans are going to see a good product on the floor it's when it clicks. The Knicks, <laughs> we're, we're probably going to make the playoffs or playing. It depends, you know. So we have something to look forward to. What was the other team? The Nuggets. Nuggets. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Nuggets have Jokic. She's the, one of the best offensive centers of all time. Going to lead the Nuggets to the playoffs again, most likely. The Kings have nothing. They're the most. They just fired their coach. They're the most in trouble because where do they go? At least with the Lakers, you have a direction. With the Knicks, you have a direction. With the Nuggets, you have a direction. They have things to look forward to. If you're a Kings fan, you're miserable right now. That's, they're obviously in the most trouble. Yeah, but they've been miserable for the... They've been in the same spot for how long? So how long are we going to say the most in trouble? They're in the same trouble they was in yesterday to last okay, year. Okay, let me ask you a question. Would you rather be broke in the hood or the suburbs? Definitely broke in the hood. You think what, so? Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> what the hell? So you'd rather be broke... Because you, you stand out in the suburbs if you're broke. If you're broke in the suburbs, there's no way you cannot be broke. But I'm not saying like people wouldn't know you're broke in the suburbs because you still be living in a in a really nice house. Oh wait, so then you're adding no because if you're broke yeah. in the suburbs, you're not living in a nice house. No, you're, yeah, you are. Or you could just be living off the rent that you're getting on the, off oh, the house then or something. Say else. That. If you're broke or in the hood, you just have no money to pay. If for you're that broke house. in the hood, at least you're with your people. Community. You know, you're with your community. <laughs> you, you can. You know, I'm just so. saying that I say that analogy to say this. At least the Lakers are. One of the more in trouble teams amongst the contenders. Mm. We still put them there. The Knicks, at least, we have those playoff aspirations. We have a good product on the floor. The Nuggets have Jokic. They're competitive. The Kings are bottom dwellers. So they're bottom dwellers. And even amongst the bottom dwellers, they have the most alarming problems. Like, like Cleveland has been bottom dweller for years, but now their future is turning up. So the Kings are still they're in the sewer. At least the Lakers are walking on the floor. That's what I'm saying. I can see your point. I don't know. I just look at good it. argument. Yeah, good I just argument. I just look at it as like if you have championship aspirations and you're at the bottom of the barrel at your championship aspirations, it's like you're the most trouble right now. Nah, with, you're wrong, bro. It's like ultimately the <laughs> <laughs> the main goal, and I say this every single time we talk about it. If you're not coming into the season to win a championship, why you're are you already, showing up? Yeah, you're already... I mean, you think... Yeah, but a lot of teams don't go into every year Of course, year listen, like, I get but that. You're but you're not even coming time, in to make exact, the playoffs. You're already... I mean, Drew thinks failed that already. any team that doesn't win the championship is a failure. I Do you really? I think so. Yes, bro, but you want to see... If you're a young <laughs> wow. team, you just want to see your guys progress. <laughs> like, you look at the Knicks. The, Nick, excuse me. They haven't won a they ring a in six, seven they years, bro. They had a successful season for what their expectations were. you think the Knicks have failed for 70 seasons? 70 is strong. I mean, they have championships. No, I'm saying I'm, I'm exaggerating the number, but they haven't won since the 70s. So you think after that ring, they have failed every single year. The year that they lost to the Rockets, is that a success or a failure? You mean the Spurs? No, in the in the finals. 95. Oh, uh, okay. I thought you the recent. I understand. Was the I understand. Um that's a that's a it's success. A, it's, that's success. You make the finals. I can't agree, man. You make the finals. Can't agree. Knicks made the finals. Wait, so wait, wait. Okay, wait. So, so wait. So you think if you lose, it's a failure? But so wait, 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 wait. So wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay. You think if you lose in the finals, it's a failure? I'm consistent. I'm gonna say yes to whatever question you ask. So LeBron me. has failed every time he's lost in the finals. Unfortunately. Okay. 2018. You're, you're keeping 20, consistent with 2018's that. 2018 is tough. 
But he failed. He did. Okay. But that's tough. So that's, that's your tough. mindset. If you you don't you don't win, you fail. I'm that's very consistent. So the Knicks in ninety nine two thousand, they made the finals as the eighth seed, and they they lost to the Spurs ultimately because Patrick Ewing got hurt. Was that a failed failure no. of a season? No. If you're if you overachieve, bro, you just said you just <laughs> the thing is ultimately. If you don't win a championship, but you, you just, did fail, you but you Lebr- had winning moments. But you said LeBron failed in he 2018. Did. He did. But he overachieved. But he did. Exactly. You view. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're being picky, but I get you. I, I am. feel you. I, I feel am. you. You're being picky. This is but that's just logic. how I see it. I, okay. Yeah. I, I feel This is from Hanit or Hanit Muhammad. Clippers chances to win if Kawhi comes back. Well, he's not coming back. He said if. He's not don't coming do that. back. He said for sure he's done. It's done. He's out for oh, the season. Shit. Um, well, if he was to come back, I think they have the second or third best odds in the yeah, West. They have a great team. Last yeah. year, you saw it. I think it's uh, Warriors are one for me, regardless. Two is probably the Clippers. I put them a little bit over the Suns, unless the Suns get Towns. Yeah, I, if I the think the Suns get Towns, and I'll be talking. I think they're right there. Though. Is that actual talk? I don't or that's just you. Actually, that's just me. Okay. <laughs> but with with the following we have, it could become a narrative. You never know. I like that. No, yeah. With this team, if you add Kawhi instantly, they go right up to the back yeah. to the top yeah, of the yeah, West. Easily. Imagine the power that these sports media analysts have like yeah. Stephen A. Smith can go on first take Bro, he's and say something and then all of a sudden it catches traction in the NBA world. If he were to propose the cat trade I'd propose, now everybody's talking about he, it. He literally is the one who started when he was like, listen, Kyrie and Katie Kyrie. were going to the Knicks. Like he started that. People were like, Katie was like, he's lying. And Stephen A was like, I don't care what Katie says. I know that, that was going to happen. It was like, what, bro? <laughs> he probably ruined their chances to get Katie. Now he has a point because Katie, Katie, when they came out and Katie said, and he said it recently, he was like, we never discussed going to Brooklyn. But during the All Star game, Katie and Kyrie were discussing going to Brooklyn. So Katie's been caught lying a few times. So, so F.35 racks underscore as. How far can the Ravens go? I think they're going to lose in the wild card divisional round. Their defense just isn't good. Uh, they have a lot of weapons now, but I just think defensively they're not a good team. And I don't I don't think they can beat the Chiefs or Patriots in the playoffs. Even the Bills, I don't think they can beat the Bills in the playoffs. And I know that the Ravens completely manhandled the Chargers. But if the Chargers face them... I think the Chargers win, or the Colts if they face them. Yeah, I don't think that Chargers game is a testament to what the Chargers or Ravens are. I think the Ravens they'll make the playoffs, they'll win one or two games, but I don't see them as a AFC uh, um, Super Bowl yeah, contender. Yeah, AFC like going to the AFC Championship game. I don't know if that's in their realm possibility because of the defense. But when you have Lamar Jackson in that offense, I mean anything's possible, especially if you're able to run the ball as well as they're able to keep the opposing so offense far. off the field. You know, even if it is um, New England who has one of the best defenses in the NFL, but if you're able to just run the ball and just keep them off the field, even though the defense is the, the stronger part of it, I mean, you're going to have a chance in any game. But realistically, I think their their ceiling is probably second round in the playoffs. I'm on a similar, a similar wavelength with Joel. I think that it's possible that they could get out of the first round, but that defense is limited. I think they want a playoff game. Lamar's, it depends Lamar on the matchup. It depends is... on the matchup, because like Joel said, I don't have them against Kansas City. I don't have them against the Patriots right now. Me personally, they'll the, probably have a home playoff game. I think they win the division. They they could. They'll have a home playoff. Yeah, game. they could. That division is close right now. I think we're all in the same realm though. I think Lamar is going to get him one. He can get him one. He's yeah. he's proven that he I'm he can that. carry. He's given him one, and in the fourth quarter, he's been phenomenal for them. So I think he can get him one. To say they can go to the AFC Championship game, not this year though. Yeah. I think defense isn't that good. They need health, and That's Lamar's that. just putting. It's too much on Lamar right now. So I don't think this is the year, but they can definitely get one win. Next question from JBH underscore zero seven seven five. 
can the Cowboys really make it to the Super Bowl? And he asked about four questions in the comments. <laughs> but this is the question we're picking out. So can the Cowboys really make it to the Super Bowl? I think they can. I've said before, if they face Green Bay, they can beat Green Bay. <laughs> they can beat the Rams, I think. They, they, they can beat the Rams. Arizona, they don't have a good rush defense. I think Cowboys can beat them. Really, it's only the Bucs that stand in their way. The Bucs are just that great. The Cowboys can definitely make it. They're contenders, in my opinion. They're contenders. They're for real. Yeah, I agree. I think they are they have as good a chance as anybody. I mean, they have an outside shot. They're two games beyond the Cardinals right now for that one seed, so I don't think they get it, but they have an outside shot to get the one seed, have a bye, and, and you know home field advantage for the rest of the playoffs. They could run the ball just as good as anyone with two really good running backs. Obviously, Dak is having an MVP-level type season, and that defense has been has been phenomenal this year. I know they're getting um, Marcus Lawrence back, I believe, soon. Randy Gregory as well. Trayvon Diggs. You know, kind of a hit or miss, but if you're Very opportunistic, nice. what'd you say? Very nice. <laughs> if you're an opportunistic defense who could cause turnovers, which what the Cowboys can do, and Micah Parsons, not only he should be in defensive rookie there, he should be uh, defensive player of the defensive year. Defensive player yeah. of the year, just up there with anyone. He's one of the more Miles special. Garrett? It's close, man. Oh, he's up there, bro. Close. He played because he could do everything. He could cover side to side in terms of um, you know being able to cover the defense as well as the opposing linebacker whoever it is and rush the passer he's no. bro i i don't like that bro there's a stat that says that miles garrett gets to the quarterback look yeah. at that miles garrett gets it. to the quarterback like 4.4 some i forget I a, what it is miles garrett sacks the quarterback on 4.49 percent of his rushes micah parsons does it on 4.97 percent of his rushes Very so good. yeah nah micah parsons <laughs> is a stud and when coming out of the draft he was not you know, hyped up to be this pass rusher. He was more of a coverage kind of awful yeah. linebacker, but he came in and he's showing right away that he could, you know, be a really good pass rusher, even though it has been in some limited yeah. snaps. Michael Micah is a freak, bro. I've been talking oh, about him for like two years. I've been waiting for him to come to the NFL. Sucks. Not Dallas has been exciting this year. Ezekiel has been great. Obviously, Amari Cooper has been a little underwhelming, which is unfortunate, truthfully. I expected this this offense to click on all cylinders, CeeDee Lamb included, but we're seeing a lot of a lot of the the offense is being spread out. You see Schultz getting involved. You see it's Cedric Wilson getting involved. Now that Gallup's back, we see Gallup getting involved. That's gotta be your involved. guy now. I hope you know that. Hey, it, it is your guy, guys. Cedric Wilson, Joel's guy. That's uh, jo- uh, Joel's guy. That's what we're gonna say from here on out. Tony Pollard get, uh, has a has a, a part into this offense. This is a lot of versatility in this offense that Dallas everywhere. can have. They've they've been excellent and defensively, I believe that they are twenty uh, seventh in, in total points given up. Uh, only given up a total of. 20 points per game right now, which is excellent because they're able to force, uh, force, excuse me, force turnovers. A little bit of a tongue twister right there. They've been great, and they're doing this without their arguably their best defensive player. If we're not counting uh, Trayvon Diggs and what he's doing, and, and Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence has been the definition of consistency for Dallas for years now. And what his what his leadership means to the squad as well, it, it obviously has been missed. But you you still keep that locker room presence when you're out and you're missing time. I expect Dallas to, to be right there with any team, truthfully. It, it, it's inevitable that they get it together come playoff time. There are some strong teams. Packers, I'm not sleeping. They get healthy. They're they're a strong threat to, to, to go to the bowl. Buccaneers, obviously, and my pick to go, the Rams. Those These four teams for me specifically, I don't want to count out Arizona. They've been great. That's a, very disrespectful for me to count them out. But I just look at these teams and the experience, and I think that that's why I lean with these these guys a little bit more. But ultimately, could they go for sure? Are they my pick? No. Shout out Dan Quinn, man. Muy inteligente. <coughs> uh, so next question is from at I forgot, we're doing 19, right? Yeah. 19 questions? We have, we have three more. We're almost done. 
Uh, this from at Outspoken. Are the Raiders done for the season? They're done. Yeah, I think they're done. They're done. I, I fucking hate that I picked them. <laughs> you picked God, them to yeah. win the division. Nah, that's really not. Nah, I knew I should never trust. Or the you did it, bro. bro. Two out of the three years. You no, said. I did it in twenty. I did it in twenty nineteen. I didn't do it in twenty last year. Two out of three. Last year, I said that they're gonna they're gonna flounder. Yeah. That's a good word, right? Flounder. Is that the That's right word? Yeah, it is. Okay. It is. Let's right. see what you the flop around. Is. You're like, ah. Eh. All right, word, word, word. Let's see what the definition <laughs> is. Imagine something like something. Okay, struggle or stagger, helpless. Yeah, Valid. yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, flounder. That's a, that's a great word. That's his first take, Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, it's an SAT word. They're floundering. <laughs> they're floundering. Boys. Yeah, the Raiders. I don't. I think they're done though. Yeah. Uh, this is from from Josiah dot Sadboy. So maybe it's like he's. Sad boy, like sad boy, sad boy, uh, or maybe it's Josiah's a boy. Okay, maybe one of those. What NFL team surprised you in a good way and in a bad way? I get. You know what? I would actually say Arizona because I wasn't expecting them to be this great of a team. But in a bad way is that K one hasn't been in, and and, and D Hop hasn't been in in these last uh, stretch of games, and I want to see these guys be the focal point, be the talk of the town. This team hasn't been. You know, as high on everyone's radar because Kyler and D Hop haven't been in. That being said, they're still winning games, and I say it in a bad way only because I I love Kyler and I love his game and I love DeAndre Hopkins and what he brings to the squad, and I want these guys to get the acknowledgement that they deserve. So that is my bad way, but ultimately, what the Cardinals have shown has been nothing but good. Yeah, I'll probably say the same thing. I would say Arizona in a good way. You know, I, I think people. I'm excited that they're playing great. I'm excited that they're doing their thing. And I'm glad A.J. Green found his footing again. You know, people were calling him washed. And he was out of the league. But, now nah, he's been good. I'm not in a bad way, though, because I thought D-Hop was going to break out and have that, you know, incredible year with Second the guys year. with with the guys next to him. He was going to be able to open the field more. But he's been banged up this year. So that would probably be my team, too. This is hard for me to answer because I've been right about the teams that have been surprising <laughs> me. Uh, for example, before the season, the Eagles, I could have, the Eagles are the surprise team so far. I was like, they're going to be good. And people call me dumb for that. The Patriots, I literally said I wouldn't be shocked if they win the AFC East. I, You know, I actually checked my betting. I, I put up, I put down a bet on FanDuel. And I actually, my bet was for the Patriots to win the AFC East. Look, but it was a parlay with like every division. I, did that so too. I honestly looked at the other day too, bro. I got like six out of the eight wrong. It's not even close. So I'll, I'll say this. Uh, dollar. I'll say this. A surprising team in a good way for me was actually the Cowboys. I didn't expect the Cowboys to be this good. I actually was. I had them third in the division. I had, I had Washington one, Eagles two, and Dallas three. So I was wrong on on Dallas. And the team that su- that surprised me in the wrong way was Washington. Washington. Had, I thought they were going to be better, and I they agree. haven't been good this year. They're on a little bit of a winning streak, but we'll see how long that lasts. I'm trying to find another team, but I think those are the two teams I'm sticking with. And yep. the Raiders because... Washington was mine too. I thought they were going to take another step this year because I thought Fitzpatrick was going to be an upgrade over the quarterback situation last year. Yeah. I thought that defensive line would take another step up. They they uh, improved the secondary as well. And then on the good side, I did not expect New England to be this good. I thought they'd be a borderline playoff team with wildcard aspirations, maybe win a game. But I wasn't expecting this defense to come back and be top-level defense again. And all the free agent signings... Their tight ends have been solid. Their wide receivers, we've had multiple disagreements on, but I didn't like I didn't like most of their free agent signs. I thought they overpaid for a lot of guys. And in turn, we usually see if you pay a lot in free agency, it doesn't usually work well in the regular season, but it has for them because it's New England. Actually, uh, 
I forgot one. Cincinnati. Yeah, they surprised me definitely. I had them as like a four win team. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so they, they surprised me definitely. The Raiders, though, are the one team that surprised me in, in both ways. For one, they surprised me because they started winning. And then they surprised me again because it's like, oh, shit, you're losing when I thought you're going to keep winning. <laughs> yeah. So th- that's definitely my uh, my team, the Raiders. Uh, you know, I think that's they unfortunate, fit man. both those molds. Now, this is from Tyson underscore Danger. What about Vikings? Real quick. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> They're five and five. Actually, we'll answer this They're, question first because okay. this guy just commented this two hours ago. <laughs> it's from Wordsmith Gabriel. What do you think about the five and five Minnesota Vikings? One of the most talented teams in the NFL that just underperform. They are the only team to have a seven point lead in all 10 games in every game except two were basically close last drive game. Seahawks W and Cleveland L. The last two games were wins with the team relying much heavier on Justin Jefferson, but something tells me Mike Zimmer and just the Vikings in general won't smoothly turn the season around. Where do you see this going? Before the season, the Vikings were my surprise team in the NFL. And if one of you guys can pull up their schedule, I'd appreciate that. I got you. The Vikings, I thought the talent was definitely there. And I'm not out on them just yet. You know, you guys keep expecting me to change my pick on the Vikings. I'm not. I'm standing firm on what I say. You know, well, that's, oh, that's what Riff always likes to say. Now, that's not when it comes to football. <laughs> I, when it comes that's to fact, when it comes to football, I rarely change my opinion. It's going to take a, a couple things for me to change my opinion on that. Uh, <laughs> the Vikings. I'm gonna hold my tongue. This guy. I'm gonna hold my tongue. I'm gonna hold my tongue. Give me examples. I want some examples. Jamar Chase. The Rams. The Rams. 100. percent Raiders. Number one that came to my mind. I said the Rams. Lamar Jackson. I said. I said. I always hold up. I always said that I didn't trust Stafford with the Rams. Okay. What about Lamar? Well, Lamar was wrong about. That's simple as that. Thank you, Marquise Brown. What am I wrong about with him? Having a great year, Come on phenomenal now. year. Come on now, Mark, Mark Hollywood <laughs> Brown. Are we serious? Okay. Come on now. Come on now. Come on. You said he was okay. You said Arden Tate was good. Okay. Yeah. Tate is good. Oh um, my give, god! Give him his opportunity. Jesus, god bro. damn it! Give him his opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> can we? Can, I'll give you your funny. That's all you can get from me. That's it. You're funny, bro. Give it up. Look, we're gonna post it on TikTok. Is Arden Tate a good or bad receiver? Don't, don't put like, in that And is Marquise Brown okay? Answer just, that, look, please. Look, Auden Tate Come just on. needs an opportunity. That's all Does he, he needs. Does he have to earn it, though? If Auden Tate was so good, why did the Bengals use the number 5 over pick on Jamar Chase? Because Jamar Chase round, is the generation of wide receiver. T. Higgins. They re-signed exactly. Tyler Boyd. Come on. Like, if he's that good. Boy, he stinks. Can't pretend like T. Higgins didn't get drafted last in the second year. Round. T. Higgins got drafted in the second round because John Ross busted. Okay, he, but last year it was T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Auden, Auden Tate. Tate. Every chance to break out. Auden Tate's been in this league for, what, four years? You laugh because they're busted. Auden Tate, <laughs> Auden Tate has an opportunity. He just needs an opportunity. Bro. Bring him to the Jets. Watch oh what God. happens on the he's Jets. He's the sixth best receiver on the Jets. He reminds no, me of like not. Brashad uh, Perryman. Yeah, exactly. Like he, he could have a good season. Look, but that's I'm it. not. I'm look. There's gonna be that one year. Stretch. There's gonna be that one year where <laughs> where Auden Tate has a Brandon Lloyd like season, and you guys yeah. are gonna look. He's gonna foolish. have a good six game stretch one year. We're gonna go crazy. You're gonna go crazy going into the next year, and he's gonna do nothing. Mm. Don't sleep on Auden Tate. <laughs> I'm not sleeping on. I'll him. I'll continue to sleep on him, bro. No, nah, but yeah. right, what did you need the schedule for? Uh, oh yeah, because they're five and five right now. Okay, here we go. So they play the Niners. Uh, That's a win this this Sunday. <laughs> they're actually underdogs they're, in that game. Actually. They're at the Niners. That's a gonna tough be a good game. game. It's gonna be a good yeah, game. Niners have be been playing game. really well. Ladies. They have yeah. been. Jimmy G has been too. I'll tell you what, Shanahan yeah. heard our heard our trash talk. He's been stepping up. Oh, I'll give it to him. Lions. They uh, could easily win that. That's seven by and five far. for me. Right Steelers now. gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a good game. 
Uh, Bears, they could win division. Right there division me. game, though. <laughs> and they play twice, so they're bound they're, to lose gonna, one. That's they're 10 and split. 5 for me right they're there. They're winning both. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this guy. <laughs> Playing the Rams, 11 and 5, right? Ten, they'll finish 10 and 7. Uh, and Packers. Oh. Um, they just beat them. They'll finish 10 and 7 or 11 and 5. My prediction for them before the season was 10 and 7, I believe, or 11 and 5. Yeah, we'll look back. 11 and 6, one of those. I actually had the Packers and Vikings having the same record. Mm. And which I, I said, whichever one because tiebreak is going to be first, of course. But I had them having the same record. I think it was eleven and six or ten and seven, one of those. Packers have a better record though. They only have three fourteen and losses. three, right, Serge? I don't know. They can they can lose some games here. <laughs> I, I'm you just not, said Rodgers is the best quarterback in the your league. Optimism is good. He has a he has a uh, messed up toe right now. I know, but he, he showed had a messed his up toe, toe last week, and he was amazing. He was amazing. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's <laughs> Kirk Cousins has been a top five quarterback. Yeah, this year. He has Kirk's been. been a dog. Top five is I. Pro- is product- hear, productivity I'm wise, absolutely. I'm fine with it. Just Captain Kirk. I'm fine with it. Relax. I'm fine with it. I'm just, what I was going to say is just to hear Kirk Cousins in the top five conversation. A normal person would freak out, but you look at the numbers. He's been so productive with the. He's football been the number hands. one rated. No, he's been the number two rated quarterback quarter in the PFF. He's been. He's been. A, he's been he only has two. Two interceptions. That's your boy, Captain Kirk. <laughs> Captain Kirk. Yeah, that's Captain Kirk, bro. I, I like Kirk. Been Cousins. a dog, man. He's been a dog. Kirk Cousins is the goat, bro. It's crazy. Uh, uh, there we go. He really could have been, yeah. uh, been a jet too. He could have been a jet. I remember that year, bro. He could have been a jet, yo. If he was a Bronco, you guys win the Super Bowl by now. No, if he was a jet, bro, we would have won like. Seven games, three you, seasons in a row. Do you remember how hard I wanted us to get Kirk oh, Cousins, yeah. bro? And me too, bro. Oh, Captain yo, Kirk. Y'all were going to give him like $100 million. Yeah. He got, but he got a fully guaranteed deal from Minnesota. That was the first contract he ever. He cut us. Like, and now, not going this to. next question is from Tyson underscore danger. And we're going to all contribute to this list because I think it, it's going to be pretty hard to, you know, think about these players. Top three most overrated current players in the NBA. Oh goodness! It's such a hard question to come up off the top. Russell Westbrook. I, I was, was thinking coming. that same name. I knew it was coming. <sighs> it's tough. It is. Are we gonna say Ben? I don't want to say Ben. I was gonna say is just <laughs> is Jason Tatum getting I'm, into I'm, that? I'm gonna catch up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. He's not overrated. No, I'm just playing. That was just to kick his butt. I was just to kick his balls? Hey, yo, that's not what I said. That's like not what I said. You said kick his butt. Yeah, that's what I said. It's the same thing, bro. No, the balls and butt, not the same thing. Can we start seeing, can we have that dialogue about Darren Fox now? That was a name I was thinking. Is everyone on the same page that Kemba's a scrub? Is that like I've been on. You know I've been on that page. That was a clear page last year. Yeah, because everyone went crazy when we traded him for like Al Horford. Who? You were excited about him. Kemba? Yeah. I never thought that was a bad trade for the Celtics. No, I'm saying, but you were excited. Coming in, guarding, he's home. Yeah, Yeah, welcome home. RJ Barrett isn't overrated, right? I don't even... He's rated. Bradley (laughs) Beal? Bradley Beal. I'm I'm asking if he's overrated. I'm not saying he is. I'm asking. He would be on my list. Overrated? Mm. D'Angelo Russell? I think he's rated. I think he's rated. People are starting to realize that he's really not it. Sabonis. I think he's extremely overrated. Whoa, really? So who do we have? I have Westbrook. I can't agree with Russ. Fox, Beal, Sabonis. Ugh, that hurts to hear. Yeah, I think he's extreme. I think he's just like a whatever player. I like him, man. I, feel I like know, you like your Pacers. John you Collins. <laughs> I don't think he's overrated. I'm trying to just look at players. I know, I'm literally standards. going through every player in the Christian NBA. Christian Wood. Mm, rated. I, his season this year is not anything. You're on some crazy names already, bro. 
Who, me? See, like Michael Flynn. Kyle Lowry? I think he's, yeah, he's he's rated, bro. Okay. What about Keldon Johnson? Who rates him other than Spurs? <laughs> <laughs> I think only Spurs guys overrate him. Or Rashawn Holmes. He's a beast. Rashawn Holmes is a beast. <laughs> he's a beast. That would probably be on our list to And y'all would look dumb, <laughs> simple. Um, Karis LeVert? Karis LeVert. Is, is, people yeah. think he's, you know what I'm saying, but he's not really, you know what I'm saying, like. He's a fan fave. That's why you can't disrespect him, but low-key. Kevin Porter Jr. That could be another one. Top three, man. That's hard. Miles Turner? Nah. I don't think he is. We're naming a lot of guys. Yeah. I'm looking at averages. Lonzo Ball. That's another one. I don't think he's overrated. His fans do think he's this god. Well, given what he actually is, I don't think he's overrated. He's an amazing defender. He's been improving his offense every year. He can facilitate. No, I feel, I'm here. No, I'm here, bro. Chris Middleton? No. Nah. Okay. No. I'm just asking. Just asking. Just throwing just <laughs> that name out there. She's Tobias six. Harris. I, I was thinking that, but they've been playing well, and I don't want to say. He's so mid as shit. <laughs> like, bro, like, come nah, on, he's bro. not mid. He's like, come he's on, not mid. Stop. He's it. the like, he's the mark of mid. Oh bro. my god, enough. All right, what is he? You give him thirty five a year? I would not, <laughs> give him th- bro. Come on, I'd give Ben thirty five for you. Julius Randle. He's starting to become you, overrated. You answer that question. I mean, I don't know. I'm just asking you. Guys. I think he's. Brown, right? I think he's if, overrated. If, if he continues on this pace, he'll definitely start to become overrated. Bro, I'm going through legitimately every single player in DeAndre Ian. That's a good one. That is a good one. I Mitchell don't think Robinson. He can't stay healthy. Can't stay healthy. Bro can't score. Yo, just talk name every player on the Knicks right now. What's going on, bro? I'm just D Rose is now overrated. No, he's don't not. He's not. He's not. Darius Baisley. <laughs> <laughs> is Clay Thompson starting to become overrated? No. 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 He also hasn't played in two years. Like And people think he's still you know what I'm saying? I mean, last time he was on the court, bro, he's a top three shooter. He's forever. He's forever going to be that. And that's what I'm saying, though. But that's what they're uh, asking him to be. I don't know if the defense is going to be there when he comes is back. Is Draymond overrated? No, no, nah. <coughs> underrated. I say he just plays his role. I agree with that. Perfectly. He is underrated. Um. So who do we name? Let's let's talk about who we name. Westbrook. I feel like Russ is a firm one there. Unfortunately, KPJ we named. KPJ. I think Sabonis we Sabonis. named. Sabonis, Sabonis, Russ, KPJ, Fox, Fox we named. I literally forgot. Is Siakam overrated? I don't think so. I think that's a good dialogue. Low key. It's it's tough because Loki is his offensive game is very very stick like exactly very very upgraded. RJ Bro gets the ball, comes into the paint, <laughs> will back you down, spin move, try and go up. That's him. It's really funny coming from you. Why do you say that? Because <laughs> you have Westbrook. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, let's look at this list. Ten <laughs> overrated players right now. Russell Westbrook is on a list. Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, Can't Tobias, Tobias, Kemba Walker, told you. Kevin Love, John Wall, Wiggins, Draymond. Draymond and Wiggins made think, this list ridiculous. I think Kevin Draymond's Love, crazy. we know what he is at Aaron this point. Aaron Gordon. I didn't want to say Aaron Gordon because I feel like he's just... My three is definitely Westbrook, Fox, Sabonis. Your three is Westbrook, Fox, and Sabonis. Yeah. Okay, I'm... Th- Instead of Fox, I'm throwing in Aaron Gordon for mine. Okay. So I think Sabonis, Russ, Gordon, but I even will take out Russ and put Kevin Porter Jr. in there. I could probably throw, I could probably substitute that out. No, I'll probably substitute Fox out for KPJ. Michael Porter Jr. 
Ooh, I'm taking Russ out. No, I'm taking Fox out. Throw me MPJ in there. Russell Wilson, Westbrook. Wow, Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook, Sabonis, MPJ. I feel like my, he has to be in there for me. Sabonis for me, though, he's number one. He's the most overrated player I've ever seen in my life. He's such a whatever guy. I think Lonzo's also a bit overrated. You think so? You still in that? You still? Man, y'all thought y'all thought he was gonna have a breakout season. Who's Wait a oh minute! My Wait God. a minute! Hold, hold, hold on! I just want to look. Who y'all? For Who one, is I, I want to say this. I want to say this. Me and Riv basically were on the same page all off season long. Hold with on! The I want to say this. I want to say this because in the off season, I said Lonzo is going to <clears throat> play basically fourth fiddle on the Chicago Bulls, basically, right? And. He's averaging 12 points per game. We, He's been an all-NBA defender. I'll give you that. We agreed with you, though. No, I know, but on TikTok, I got, I got a lot, oh, I got okay, a lot no, of backlash. Who cares about him? Who? You're talking to the No, TikTok but I'm guys. saying, I mean, that, I mean it's, a, it's a lot of people <laughs> having an opinion. I mean, they, they thought I was dumb for thinking Lonzo was going to be the fourth yeah. option. But you also said that Lonzo Ball was going to be fourth in, in handling, in the, handling the ball, and he hasn't been that. Well, just the That's, that, was the, that was what I was mostly pushing back on. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think Lonzo is a bit overrated. He he is overrated because his fans think he's an all star caliber player. He's an all NBA defender for sure. But Lonzo, At least you know that now. Lonzo, well, I knew he was a great defender. No, no, I'm like, he's been a great on ball defender okay. though. So now he was wrong. Mouth. No, he was wrong no, about that. Watch your mouth. <laughs> uh, but I'll I say this: uh, his <laughs> Lonzo's fans think he's going to be some superstar all star. He's only twenty four. He's not going to be that. Uh, we know he's not. You gonna thought be Randall that. was going to be all NBA. Uh, it's a different situation. Why? Why? You want to know why? Because Levine's going to get locked up with the Bulls for multiple years. So is De- DeRozan's going to be with you guys for how much? He's 31. Okay, but he's going to be Two more years. Okay. Nah, so wait until he's like 34, 35. No, I'm saying, but he won't be this at 33, 34. So you'll have Levine and DeMar as your two guys with Vucevic for at least three seasons. Big Pat. Don't forget Big Pat. And man. Pat Will is coming back. Lonzo's not going to be an all-star. It's just not. Yeah. Maybe yeah. one day. He's averaging 12 points. And six assists. Hey, what was Draymond, what was Draymond averaging when he made the All-Star team? Lonzo was great in his role, but he's not a star player. Agreed. He's great in his role, though. Is Draymond Green a star player, in your opinion? Yes. He's a champion. That's, so is James Jones. <laughs> like, like, like stop. Dunk, he did. He put in no work for that. No, I would like, say that, but don't say he's a champion. There's a lot of nah, champions. but you know what I mean. He's Draymond put in work. No, but it's you said I, I get. I no. I, he he's an integral part. But we also seen him by himself. He was freaking horrible. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's pretty shitty. He's like, not caring. That's why it's like it's like when you say Draymond's a star, it's like yeah, but it's like ah, you got to kind of like. Fighting with that because it's like you, you know, what I'm saying, what kind of star? Look at the Warriors on and off. Like I think Draymond's Jordan. a Hall of Famer. It was Dennis Rodman a star in your opinion? No. Yes. Yes, he was a star. He wasn't. Who's was the best rebounder in the league? And with us? Yeah, this his nah, career. When, when, he, when he came to you guys, he I'm speaking from us. I'm, but that's what I'm saying. When he, he came wasn't to a you, star, when he came to you guys, he changed the Bulls. Obviously, you guys already had three peated. He made you guys a cheat code. He got benched in the third year. But that was the third year. You guys were getting old, and that's why they want to I don't think, I don't think Dennis team. was a star, though. Ninety six. I give him. He was a star. Draymond's a star, bro. Let's cut the crap. I, I would say. I would say there were the twenty sixteen season. He was a star. The twenty seventeen season. He was a star. Twenty eighteen. You, you guys won. I'll give him. He's a star. After that, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we. So our list, our list for most overrated players. It's hard. It's a tough list. Look to for make. me. I think number one is Demontis Sabonis. I think he's <laughs> oh. overrated. Yeah, yeah, he is. He, he is. is overrated. What are you mad about? I, I, I like him. What he, does he do? He's, he can pass the ball for a big what? man. Why do you take pacer guy? 
He can't defend at all. He can't. He's just like a. His defense is is bad. He's just a lefty man. Julius Randle is is creeping into that overrated category. If he continues to play like this, and Sabonis isn't as good as Randle. He's worse than Randall. And I think people think Sabonis is like a consensus all-star. I don't think so. I think he, he there's players more valuable than him, to be honest. Sabonis' stats make you think he's better than what he really is. That's so who else, is, who else did we name? KPG, I think he's too young for us to put him there. Michael I think Porter we, Jr.? Michael Porter Jr. But wouldn't he be too he's young, He's on too? his way. Yeah, I think, yeah. We have to give MPJ a little bit of time. Aaron Gordon, for sure, is overrated. Fair. And he shows you these flashes where you think he can be good, and then he just never becomes... That good. So I think he's overrated as well. What about Jeremy Grant? He's been playing a little bit better than what we've been but doing. But is he overrated? Because his think role, so. I think, prohibits him to play that way. I agree, but I think he's he's rated because we are, you know, the we've consensus seen him, with that we're going to see him drop off a little bit. We've seen Jeremy Grant in a role player role. He excels in that, and we've seen him as a first option, and he it's exceeded our expectations exactly. in that, so Agreed. I can't say that. I agree. So who's the third? Perfectly You said. can say Russell Westbrook, but he he's still an all-star. He's averaging close to triple-double. Triple double it's hard can. for me to say Russ is overrated. I think there are players more deserving Russ of that Russ won't title be an all-star Russ. in the West. So you think Russ is overrated, so you'd put him. Yeah. So you're you have three. a vendetta against no, him. No, he won't be an all-star no, in the West. No, I understand, but like, what's wrong? Like, Nothing. What did he do to you? Went to LA. So your three <laughs> overrated players are Russ, Sabonis, and... Fox. Fox, so no Aaron Gordon. Nah, you're putting play, Fox, so you think it. De'Aaron Fox? Yeah. If it's my list, I'm putting Sabonis, Aaron Gordon, and Lonzo Ball as my my three. So overrated players, I think those three. And it, this does this doesn't so mean tough for me to make one. This doesn't mean they're bad players. It no, just means all that good. people think they're better than they actually are. They're all good players still. Like everybody we named, aside maybe from Aaron Gordon, is good players. Even Aaron Gordon is a good player. Though. Yeah, he's stretching it. You know, he is a good player. All right, he's cool. I feel like D'Angelo. I, I would probably say D'Lo. Would say D-Lo. Kind of I would say MPJ. I would say D'Lo. I think people have overrated D'Lo ever since that Brooklyn oh my run. God. D'Lo's in a fish. Yeah, That's I love him too. I love his game. He's like fun I, to watch. I like him as yeah, for sure, but he's just so inconsistent. People swear that he's because he's too he swaggy. Is. Yeah, so he does have swag. Now onto the last topic of the day. We can we can breeze by this NFL pick of week go. twelve. Bears versus Lions first week Thanksgiving game first game Thanksgiving. Bears versus Lions. I'm going with the Bears. I think the Lions get their first W with Jared Goff. Ooh, interesting. I'm actually going Bears. I think Dawn has a good game. I'm actually giving Muffin some betting luck because he picked the Lions. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Lions will get this first one. Why is Muffins doing this? Because Andy Dalton is playing, he told me. That's what he Muffins, what yes. are better you than doing? Fields. No, okay, easy. I, easy. I, not, he almost won the game last week. Fields almost. has like two wins, though. And then Fields you almost said, you beat said, the Steelers. He left the, he left the field Don't winning. Do that. Yeah, Fields got some wins, bro. Some he left the field them. beating the Steelers. Raiders versus Cowboys. Yeah, smart to move Cowboys. On. Cowboys. I got Cowboys, too. Raiders. If I had to hear, if I had to hear Mike White's better than Zach for multiple weeks, Bears fans got to hear that Dalton's better than Fields. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Bills versus Saints. So I'm going with the Bills in this one. Bills. Bills should have Bills. Kamara's out, actually. If, I don't know if you guys yeah, knew that. Ingram might be out, too. Really interesting. Yeah, but Trevor yeah, Simeon's still the QB. Tony Jones. Say that one more time. Trevor Simeon's your QB, if I'm not mistaken. He is. He is. So then the Bills. I, I saw that the uh, Saints might consider starting Taysom Hill after this week if he but, plays. Poorly. But I think it also depends on contract. Like he's either he plays quarterback and gets ninety million, or he doesn't. Yeah, and he gets like forty some. I know, but it has to be like a specific. It's not yeah, like it's yeah. you play three games. That is, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Wait, wait. Taysom yeah. Hill gets what? Ninety what? Either he gets Bro, 40. Did you see his contract? Bro, I don't want like, to see it. It broke like yesterday. It's it like nuts. It's, the original contract was like four years, one hundred and forty. 
Yeah. I'm but almost it's, positive. It's like a whole bunch of like nonsense money that just could be, you know, thrown away. He stinks. So <laughs> next game, Steelers versus Bengals. Well, this is actually a good game. I'm going Bengals. I like the Bengals. I don't like Big Ben. He's washed. Last last week was a, a statement one for them. They, you know, obviously on a skid, a little bit of a skid. They, they had a pronounced win. And I think they followed that up with another one. I think the Steelers won. I think Pittsburgh's gonna win this one. Bengals. They've Panthers been playing well. Steelers versus have been playing well. Panthers versus Dolphins. Oh, Panthers. I'll take the Dolphins. Keep riding. I'm taking the Panthers. Unfortunate Dolphins, baby. Here we go. Bang. Eagles versus Giants. Eagles. 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 Can be a good game, but I think Eagles win. Titans versus Where is Patriots. it in New York? In, it's New, in York. New York, yeah. Tough. Titans Jersey, versus I mean. Patriots. Pats. Another Pats. another good game, but I do think the Pats pull it out. I think the Patriots win too. Falcons versus Jaguars. Yeah. Yuck. This game stinks. This is like a game like just don't watch. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna take the Falcons. I think James Robinson has a huge game this week. No, you don't. I do. James Robinson's a beast. You really you don't know that? about James Robinson. I don't. Big Kyle Pitts week. Okay. Ugh, let's hope, bro. He's been him. so hot or cold. Uh, the whole. I mean, Atlanta has back to back games. You know what? I'm zero. going Jaguars. <laughs> I think the Jaguars win this game. Uh, I'll take the Falcons. I should bet on them. This is so close to call. Od man. Look, I think I'm going with the Jaguars. <laughs> I'm going with the Jaguars this game. Buccaneers versus Colts. I'm going to stay consistent with my guys. Buccaneers obviously are the better team for sure. I just think Colts are playing really good football. They need this win. I think Colts win at home. I think the Bucks win this game. I think Brady had that weird loss against Washington, but they're going to get in a groove now, and be, this is a big game. Bucks. I got the Bucks too. Uh, Jets versus Texans. Jet up. I'm going with the Jets. I'm Zach Wilson, big time day. I'm going to rob with y'all today. I'm going with the Jets. I'm going Jets Texans. World. <laughs> I'm going the Texans. I think Tyra has a, a hater. good game. No, J-E-T-S, just Jets aren't that great. Jets, Jets, Jets. We're going with the Jets. Such an ugly ass chance, bro. Chill, when Fireman Ed does it, the stadium gets rowdy. like this. It's cool when we're winning. Are you going to this game? No, it's in Texas. Yo, Fireman Ed be like this. He'd be like this. He'd be like, J E. T. He takes S- the hat off. He's like, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> Every time he does the exact same way. That was after the buff fumble. He stopped going to the games. Yeah, no, really. Yeah, yeah bro, for a minute, for a minute. <laughs> yeah, he stopped. He was embarrassed like that. He just stopped going. I think I, I forgot. I saw him. I saw him there this past week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's back now. But he took. A, he might took a couple years off. Chargers versus Broncos. We wins. I got the Chargers in this one. You know what? I got you this week. I'm gonna go Denver. Let's go. I got the Chargers. I yeah, I'm put some bread on y'all too. Oh, Please you got the, don't you got the Broncos, Drew? Of course he does. I will tell you what though, we're gonna run Buck Wild on them. Sure. They're a horrible rush defense, and I think <laughs> what you've never heard that. No, I'm just like, bro. Never mind, God. No, no, no. Get get this thought off. No, <laughs> get this thought off. <laughs> no, nah, I just it's just like we had a little like. Oh, good, bro. Whatever, whatever like, you say, man. I think Javante Williams has a big game. I think Melvin Gordon also has a revenge game against the Chargers. But ultimately, I don't think it's enough to beat them. I think the Chargers win. Vikings versus 49ers. So you left me on an island by myself. Sorry, bro. I couldn't do it. Vikings versus 49ers. Oh, Vikings. I think the Niners have been playing good football. I think, obviously, Vikings have too. But I just think at home, Niners get it done. They I got stink. the Vikings in this one. I think the Niners have a game plan. They know what they're doing. They could run the ball. They did it with uh, Elijah Mitchell. Got 27 carries the other week. Jeff Wilson's kind of playing a bit better too. I'll take the Niners. No. <laughs> Rams versus nah, Packers. <laughs> <laughs> Rams versus Packers. Great game. Great Ooh, game. Great game. Green Bay. I'm taking the Packers in this one. I got a ride. I was looking Rams. last night actually at this game and I told myself Packers, so I'm going to stick with it. Green Bay. 
Green Bay Day. Browns versus Ravens. I just want you guys to know there's not going to be a game this year that I don't pick the Rams. I'm going to pick them every That's literally the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. I know, but you're going to win 80% of the time. Yeah, so it is what it is. Are you going to win the Super Bowl, though? Yeah. Okay. Browns versus Ravens. Lamar. Lamar. I'm going with the Browns in this one. I might go Browns as well. Baker's so banged up. Right, I just said he got three injuries. But they still can win games, even though last week was a close call. Got a few really bad you know what? Games, uh, few thanks. You know what? Thanks. I needed this. Ravens. Lamar. Now Monday Night Football Seahawks versus Washington. They, they could have changed this. They had all the time in the world to get this game out of the slot. No, it's going to be Monday terrible. Games, I got Washington win this one. I'm going to take Seattle. Uh, if Seattle doesn't win this game, hand to God, I'm not I'm, picking them for the rest of the I'm season. I'm rooting for Washington because the Jets have Seattle's pick. So let's go oh, Washington. Oh, wow. That's tough. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Gonna, they're, yeah, they're picking your pick. We're gonna have two like top eight picks this year. I'm going Seattle. That's why I want us to lose. And we that's lose, gonna do it two. for this episode. You know, we lose, of we get the two. Pick you know podcast. This was episode 132. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok, and TikTok at Pickaside Podcast on Twitter at Pickaside Pod. Get our Twitter jumping more. Our Twitter's not at 1K. We got to get that to the 1K. But thank you guys so much for listening or watching. Have a happy Thanksgiving and we'll see you next time.